It's yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, do we want to open with the champagne? Of course we open. This is anamorphin time. We start with drinks. Don't we? We always start with drinks. Groovy. Well, hit me, hit me one more time. Yeah, we're ready. We're ready to do new podcasts. I'm, I'm only going to talk through soundboards from now on. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Animorph Time. We bought a soundboard. We got a soundboard. Last episode, new gadgets. Last one. <laughs> it's right. I, I'm looking at a button that says fart. How can I not press it? You gotta hit the fart button every time. We got a lot of new tricks for this one, don't we? Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's what we call the Uvalde button. <laughs> Oh, wait, I did that wrong. Let me do it again. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. This is the last episode <laughs> where the, the kids die. This is the last episode, and we bought a soundboard. Uh, We're idiots. We're the dumbest people alive. We did it all backwards. We should have started with this. Why did we do this? Um, huh. Yeah, uh, welcome to the last episode of Anamorphy Time. The real last episode. Yeah, I'm last Nate. And I'm the final <laughs> McCarty. You fuck. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? We can just have fun with the soundboard. If I don't like it, I'll just cut it out. Exactly. Yeah. It's, we're here. But like, we're, let, let, you said you have the sorry music. Yeah, dude, let, let's use the soundboard appropriately now, shall we? Yeah. But, so we got you. <laughs> Last week, we got you. We, we here at Animorphine Time have not made mistakes, but I feel like we've played with your feelings and yep, emotions. We've done that. And we did that. Yeah. We liked it. Actually, yeah. we liked Nate, it. We Nate liked the Tyler stickers. <laughs> I did that to your emotions. That's right. Um, and we're not going to say sorry. No, I'm not sorry. But um, we'll do better. We'll fool you more next time. Right. Th- this is my very unused, didn't use this a lot, correction mm, music. No. Once we realized we <laughs> didn't want to correct anything we said, we just threw it out. No, but I do like this as correction music. By the mm-hmm. way, I stole this corrections music. We steal everything. That's true. But, you know, uh, the correction, this is the last episode. This is it. This like, is the one correction we'll make. This is the last episode. This is the one. We're not doing any more. Nope. Um, you know, no, no alternomorphs. Nope. I don't even know. Okay, true story. I don't know what alternomorphs Nobody are. tell them. <laughs> They're bad. Nobody tell them. <laughs> I have no idea what an no alternomorph is. No veggiemorphs, no yep. TV show. We did animorphs. Some say we're the best to ever do it. I'm not saying. I'm just saying other people are saying that. We did convince Kathy Apples to buy the Animorphs pornography Animorphs. We did that. Right. Okay. So the one thing I will apologize for, Catherine Alice Applegate, I apologize for Animorphing time. I I think Michael Grant kind of deserves it, but I don't think that you do. <laughs> yeah. <you're laughs> so, right. so we had Animorphing time. We, we're sorry. Yeah. We'll give 1.2 sorries to that couple. Yeah. I'll give Michael Grant 0.2 sorry. Kathy Apples, a full sorry. Yep. We're sorry. We're sorry. And that's that's it for I think that's it for apologies. Yeah. But um, I mean, genuinely, this is the last one. It is. 157 hours and 14 minutes. I, I think it was brave to start at the beginning. Yeah, they whoever named this, ooh, genius. Yeah, hope they got fired for that blunder. Uh, you want to open the champagne? Uh 
So we bought champagne. Yeah, that's that's our drink. We haven't done like an announced drink for a while. Yeah, the last one we did when Paul sent us like we mentioned drinks, but when Paul sent us those wonderful drinks, we, we make Ooh. bits and we forget about bits. Mm-hmm. Um, do we even have animal facts? Now I think about it, not in this one. We got nothing. Oh God, we got nothing. <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, you know, if we're not going to do animal facts, I think the last episode's fair. Um, so okay, here here we go. Champagne facts. Champagne facts. Did you know that uh, champagne? Um, is actually from France. Oh, ah, the French champagne. It's from the champagne region of France. French champagne. Anything else? It's called sparkling, sparkling wine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got it. I'm going to open up. Okay, please. We Nate, we Nate and I went to a specialty wine and champagne store just for this, and we picked the coolest looking bottle with no regard to the price. That doesn't mean we spent a lot of money on it. We obviously did not. We're cheap fuckers. But we found the gold reflective champagne bottle. And we're going to drink champagne. That's oh, I'm opening it with my nails. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he, Nate's opening it with his nail clippers because we came prepared to drink champagne. I'm so glad we spent, you know, over $1,000 on new microphones and recording equipment just to Badly open champagne on it. Okay, so I'm going to get the cork pop sound. I'm not going to point it towards the very expensive <laughs> uh, mixing board that I just bought. Yep. That we just bought. We. Co-owner of, this is our baby. Yeah, this is our baby. What right? are we naming our baby? Um, road, well, it's, it's road? A road. It's a road, so I'm going to call it Rodan. Hmm, okay, all right. Yeah. No, actually, we should call it the Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's sleek, it's beautiful, it's deadly, it's expensive. It's We're naming it Rachel. We're not doing that. Okay, so I'm... Uh, okay. do you, do, you ever do these? Yeah, I've done that. I don't know how to... Yeah, so, like, so I took off its little hat. It mm-hmm. has, it, so the champagne is in a metal cage because we keep it prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> As we should do with all French things. That's right. And so, okay, let me just go and adjust my mic here because I want to get that good pop. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. I'm going to... Pop it towards the wall. Are you ready? Yep. Come on. Come on. Come on, Daddy. Come on, Daddy. Do it. Do it, Daddy. Oh, okay. You don't I, know. I'm, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous on. and scared. I'm almost there. Um, it's important not to point it towards your face. Yep. Oh, God. It's going to happen. Oh, I can see it moving. Oh, this is awful. Oh. Oh. Oh, come on. Come on, Daddy. Get it. You're making me nervous. I'm nervous. Like, when I get nervous, I, I, it's hard, hard to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to everybody. I promise. Last drink. We did it. Last drink. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, we, champagne. We you, open the champagne. Are you ready for like? Okay. So that's a button we hit. The music. Oh, tough. Yeah, because I would like to again apologize for the amount of soundboard <laughs> we're going to be using in this episode. There's I so much. I can't stop pressing the buttons. You don't have to stop. We'll just keep doing it forever. Okay. Well, you and honestly, I picked the wrong music. Yeah. Okay, let's get let's some champagne. This. It's let's called, get some it's champagne. from France. It's called Gold. Okay. It's a, what is it? Wait, oh, do you want the year? Yeah, we got a Sparkling Brute. It's by E. Thierry Gold. Okay. Let's do it. This is for you, Rachel. This is for Rachel. Oh, that's a nice, ooh. Not a big champagne guy, but this looks pretty good. All right. Um, and I'll, I'll yeah, take the gold. You, yeah, Here you, we go. You, you do you. Okay, he's pouring it into a beer mug because we don't own. We're classy. We don't own champagne flutes. Ba, 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 
Morphing. Okay, so we should we should toast actually. We should toast to anamorphing time. To anamorphing time. To the to the to the brave souls that died on on the intrepid. The Rachel, the intrepid. Yeah. The, Here's the, to Captain Santorelli, to French Rachel, to the ten thousand souls that died on the pool ship. Yep. Uh, to that city they exploded. Yep. Um, th- this is price cut, Polly. Yeah, price cut. This one's for price cut, Polly. Price cut, Polly. This one's for our. And finally, Arbron. this is for our boy, Arbron. Arbron. They did him dirty. Here we go. Oh, that's delightful. That's pretty good. That is delightful. Huh. Final episode. Yeah, we should probably talk about the book instead of. I mean, champagne. yes. Well, this is all part of it. Before we get into the book, do you have any feelings about this? Or do you want to get into feelings later? I mean, no, we get like feelings about like, so we're doing the meta conversation. We're talking about the feelings about the show, the show, the book, like all of it. Okay. Um, I, yeah, it's, it's a part of my life that I didn't realize was going to be a part of my life for two and a half years. And we kind of <laughs> talked about it during the Annie Morphs episode, but <laughs> I, I didn't know how long this was going to go. Me neither. Uh, it's why we didn't invest in better equipment is because <laughs> it's like, we, you know, like, oh, this might go away. We might get bored of this. Right. Um, and we did, but we kept on doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all week I thought I'd be sad. Like, oh, man, Animorphs Time's ending. And then it's like, when we talked about Animorphs and read Animorphs, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, we can have excitement for something else. We can not read about Jake. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I was excited. Like okay, so I asked you this before uh, uh, before we started recording. Like, what book are you going to start reading after you're done? Mm-hmm. And you told me you were going to read the Hulk. Yeah, the Immortal Hulk. I've already started. Like I've I've pre grieved Animorphs. I've pre grieved it my entire life. It's like okay, let's go. Yeah, you know. I, I have a new, better appreciation. But we'll get into all that later. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to. I just want to know, like, so that that's what you're doing after, like, what when the war is the war is over for us now. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do after the war? Well, I mean, I got the Immortal Hulk. I also picked up some books that I do want to read. Like, there's an old Jonathan Lethem book that I never read that I want to read. I picked that up. Oh boy, yeah. I guess there's a lot out there. What yeah. about you? What'd you pick up? Uh, so I've been looking at this book for about two years because <laughs> I wanted to read it. Uh, so I, I picked up the three body problem. Okay. Uh, somebody out there is like, yeah, three body. I, I don't know. I don't I haven't read it yet. Um, I'm, I'm excited to stop doing this thing in particular and like, oh, so, and we'll talk about it when we talk about how things end. Mm hmm. Right. Cause I have a feeling about this is going to be talking about endings yeah. and um, you know, like I think things should end for sure. And you know, when things are getting close to the end or when I'm doing the last like bits and pieces, like I don't get excited for the end. I get excited about the cool next thing I'll be doing. Right. And um, so we should do a plug. Let's do a plug now. Let's do a before, plug. Yeah. Hey, okay. Uh, so yeah, you can find us on the series, the Reliant. What was the stupid? The Remnants. The Remnants. Yeah, you can see us on Remnants. Yeah. We're, we're not covering Remnants now. No. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're doing a uh, Bruce Campbell. Yeah, we're gonna the do Bruce, Bruce Cam- Campbell podcast. Yeah. And it's we're working out the finer details. We're taking a little break. Just yeah, people had people say they're unfamiliar with Bruce Campbell, but I think Bruce Campbell happens to be a groovy guy, and so. We think you'll enjoy him too. This is so stupid. (laughs) 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 Never should have given him this power. No one man should have all that power. That's all I'm saying. Uh, No, 
<laughs> we're gonna we're still gonna be out there. We're still gonna be creating, but this is it for Animorphs. This is genuinely it. We're not gonna come back. This is it. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so like, I, I'll say this up front. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I like, hope, like you made a great point. We were talking about other Animorphs podcasts, and you said that there's going to be more Animorphs podcasts after us. There already are. They're yeah. probably fantastic. And I agree with you when you said, I hope the next one does it better than we did. I hope it keeps getting better and better. Yeah, they won't. They won't. We're the best to ever do Prove it. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> best to ever do it. Yeah, the best that ever was. Um, it Well, yeah. Uh, I, I'll, be, I'll be sad that, uh, you know, I'll still like hang out in the Discord and stuff and, yeah. and do that whole thing. I'll keep posting Animorph shit. I can't stop. Yeah, can't stop, won't stop. Uh, you know, I can't unread these books, so right. it'll, you know, I'll carry it along. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm ready, ready to move on, ready to to stop doing yeah. this. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do something new, something different, something bigger, something crazier. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be more of that. I can fucking feel it. And but well, yeah, the, the, ultimately, I I'm surprised anyone listened to this. That that's yeah, that's what sure, I was for sure. That's what I was thinking about when I was making the sound was that like <laughs> it was very quick you think very fast well thank you it is that like when we started this i told you explicitly we're doing this for ourselves yeah like we can't you know do metrics look at targets right. what do people like and dislike because mm-hmm. a that i think that just makes for bad products yeah and b like our uh, my goal with this was not to become famous or have people listen no. to it or have high viewer counts. I just wanted to talk to my best friend about a thing he liked as a, ch- as a child. And guess what? We got all that baby. Yeah. The best Ta- to ever do it. Tyler will never talk to me about final fantasy six. So yeah, I, have to, I have to meet. I look like if, did they do the remaster? Is it on the PlayStation store? Yeah, It got good, like high scores. I don't know like what's I, going on there. Look, I was scrolling through the PlayStation app looking for Final Fantasy six. Cause I've been wanting to play it. No, it's only on PC right now. I don't, I don't know what the deal is, but the point, the point being here is that, um, I still, to this day, am surprised that people listen to this and care and, and care. Um, but the, the promise I'll bring to any other things I do like this. Well, okay. So to listeners, um, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Like genuinely. Thank you. <laughs> like, you, you have given us, let me 157 hours in 14 minutes. That's 6.5 days of your life. And yeah. that's what we released. That's not, that's not all the content yeah. we made. That's the edited good in quote like and i'm not gonna like tell like numbers because again like i can't and won't care about that yeah but like it's a stadium yeah like and so a stadium of you are listening to us bumbleheads just like talk yep for two hours uh, uh every other our week. average is about two hours and 40 minutes if okay. i'm honest yeah two hours and 40 minutes um and so thank you for listening um it wouldn't have affected us, I think, if you didn't listen. But thank you for doing it, anyways. Yeah. And and uh, the thing I'll promise is, like, I'll continue just to be myself. Yeah. And, same. And wherever I end up, I'll um, still be the weird oversharer who likes to get close to everybody who will talk to me. Like, I like that. I'll keep doing it. I'm yeah. not going to stop. And I promise to continue to. You. I need to take that fart button away from you. Groovy. I won't take that one away. That's for both of us. <laughs> Um, actually, sorry. I, I did what I really meant to say was there we go. Right. And, um, we're not going away to we're no. like, I'm not, if anything, honestly, I, I have made a, a resolution to myself to post more. 
because yeah. um, the real thing I got from listeners actually saying like, hey, I've listened to it and enjoyed your your podcast is like, I'll, OK, I'll, I'll share more stuff about yeah. me. Like, I, I guess you like that. You sick, nasty freaks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Fine. <laughs> they they want you to open up so bad, but don't do it. Well, it's not about opening up. It's just, you know, it's like, oh, I don't post, like I don't go on Twitter a lot. I don't hang on the discord a lot. I don't do social media because honestly, like I don't like doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're but, a busy guy. You do other things. Yeah, right. But I promise you, this is this is a promise that I will um, post more. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are you done? Are you done with the yeah, this, we'll, we'll this do, preamble? We'll do more of this at the end. We'll do more. Let's talk about the cover of this book. Um, I yeah, this cover sucks. You don't, I, I you don't it. like this one because like yeah, like I looked at this cover when we started this. I'm like fuck, fuck the Beatles. <laughs> I hate the Beatles. <laughs> Do the Beatles or the Rolling Stones? No, like I thought it was the Beatles, wasn't I, it? I don't look. I should have looked this up. It's one of those two. It, it it's the famous album cover of like big head, heads. Yeah. Smaller head, slightly smaller head. I don't like how Axe has the smallest head. Well, I'll say that right now. Yeah. Marco, his head should be the biggest. Agreed. He has a big head. He does. And the tagline is it began with six. It will end with five, which is wrong. It ends with one. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, I mean, we don't know that all of them died. Well, yeah, we know Cassie lived, but everyone, every other one is dead. Yeah. Well, we don't know that Cassie lives. She's she even mentioned that she was getting adventurous outdoors. Oh, she could have had a hiking accident. Yeah. Like, she, honestly, she probably doesn't have long to live. Uh, <laughs> that's why what I'm saying is that uh, don't go outside. Yeah. Never go outside. Stay in line. Keep posting. Keep listening to Anna more of the time. Start at the beginning. Yeah. Go back. Yeah. Speaking of, that's what this book is called. The beginning by yeah. K.A. Applegate for Michael and for Jake. Inside um, cover. All their pretty faces. Pretty young faces. Yeah, right. You know, big like, in the center, our girl Rachel. Rachel just died in this book. You know, like why? Why aren't their heads bigger? I mean, like technically, Axe. I think Axe is dead, right? Yeah, Axe, Axe is dead. He got no, absorbed. How into come he the doesn't one. have a big head? Nobody cares about Axe, but I us. feel like they're ranking animorphs before by head size. By head size, David Mattingly, phrenologist. No, kind of though, like because like if you think about the ranking here, it's Jake. Uh, the book thinks Jake is the most popular animorph. Mm-hmm. Followed up by Rachel, the second most powerful, uh, mm-hmm. popular. Followed up by Marco. That's that's Tobias. Followed by Tobias. <laughs> it's, it's in the order the books go. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I never thought about it that way. But like, it, you know, I think that's the way the authors kind of feel about these, these, you know, chuckleheads. <laughs> um, <laughs> these goof-em-ups. These goof em It doesn't matter. We talked about the rankings last time. We're not going to do it this time. No, you heard it in last episode. You got it. Um, but yeah, I... <laughs> The one thing I'll I'll give this inside cover though is Axe's head. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the same CG <laughs> and light face that it's always been. It's the same rendered head. <laughs> it like has no emotion. If you look up to the side, they have a, like a little uh, uh, solar flare happening next mm-hmm. to his head because I think they're trying to hide how shitty it looks. Yep, it, it looks that good actually. I would say it looks I fantastic. I do like this poster. Like it's bad. It's like bad good. You know. Yeah. Like it's authentic and sincere, which I love that about it. Sure. Um, also, uh, Cassie is off center for some reason. <laughs> anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. For Michael and for Jake, the beginning. Um, oh, I was the first one to burp. Hey. I have not been having bubbles. What? Bubbles in my stomach. So why are like, you not having bubbles? Because it hurts my stomach. <laughs>
<laughs> I, yeah, I was trying to th- find a, the sound that worked, and I couldn't find one that worked. So a record scratch. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Tyler can't have seltzer anymore. Champagne. <laughs> Chapter one. Worst episode of Animorph in Time. Chapter one. Um, My name is Rachel. I knew it was coming. I knew. Okay, I can't. I can't. I can't. Why not? That was. Okay. My name is Rachel. I knew what was coming. I knew. I had seen it in Jake's eyes, and you know what? I was scared. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do do we just want to do a normal one? We should. uh, No, we'll leave that. Those hogs can figure it out. Yeah. So we get the chapter one. Rachel catch up. She explains everything from the war. She's talking about the beginning, but she's mostly talking about how she feels sorry for Jake for making her go off and do this. And she's talking about herself in the past tense. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like she's eulogizing herself, which um, must be a weird experience. Yeah. She says this. So anyway, we decided to try and stop the Yurks. Jake and Tobias and Cassie and Marco and Axe, who's Elfanger's little brother and me. We lived the secret life. We fought and mostly lost, but we survived. We frustrated the Yurks. We ruined Visser 3's life, though he still managed to be promoted to Visser 1. Maybe we did too good of a job frustrating the Visser. The Yurks grew tired of infiltration. Visser 1 had been craving open war. And when we blew up their ground-based Yurk pool, the source of their food, the center of their lives, it was gloves off. So much the better, as far as I was concerned. The time had come to settle things. So, Rachel, that's Rachel in a nutshell. She's talking about herself in past tense. She's talking about how she wanted war. She's she, ready. She, she's thinking. She's thinking about her like life. Yeah. She's like re- reminiscing about the time she was a rat, a dolphin. Oh man, they have fun. Yeah. Remember when I was a bat? Remember when we put oatmeal in the yerk pool? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, remember, like you know, the mall. I remember the mall. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't talk about the time they went back in time. But you <laughs> know, I, <laughs> try not to think about it. Just don't. Remember that time? I, it was so much fun killing Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> there was this one time my boyfriend murdered Hitler. <laughs> he was very cute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you. One day I will control that board. And when I do, when I do, you will know how this feels. It feels great. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, I actually quite like it. <sighs> okay. Rachel is on the blade ship because Jake sent her there to kill Tom. She is the insurance policy. Yeah. And you know, my complaints stand from the last book, um, like 53, mm-hmm. where it's like, why not just send more? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I feel like that Rachel has been sent out to die uh, under kind of flimsy pretense. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's fine. Cause she does need to die. I think yeah. I agree with the decision of, um, Jake, that yeah, Rachel, think, Rachel should get. Got. I think more white women should die. That's, I agree. That's right. I agree. Just let that go. Are oh, you trying to find? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard. I'm learning. I'm learning how like where the layout of these things are. I need to have like the important ones. <laughs> yeah, up front. on page one, you got to have yeah. the fart ready to yeah. go. You got to have the ready to go. It's ready to go. So she's. So she's a flea on Tom's head. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. She's just sitting there. She's infiltrated the ship. She's looking around. Um, there's apparently like a bunch of like hork controllers yep. and, and like human controllers. It's like the loyal, like yerkiest of yerks. Right. 
And uh, Tom's up front, uh, it, like, and then it cuts to what we read last time, which is like he he calls up Visser Three, like, "Oh, having trouble, huh?" Yeah, boy, you're bad at flying a pool ship, aren't you, little bitch? Fucking bitch, you dumb bitch, you fucking bitch. Yeah, playing all the hits today. Um, so so yeah, Tom is witnessing a, a stream of, of flex kind of flying out of the pool ship. It's kind of this beautiful spiral out into space, and he's like. That that's not a waste dump. <laughs> they aren't dumping waste. That was the pool, the main pool. It's been flushed. <gasps> there was an audible gasp from several voices. The human controllers and the Hork-Bajur controllers, who were Tom's bridge crew, sensors showing it's our people. Sixteen thousand, maybe seventeen thousand. Tom cut in harshly. It saves us the trouble from killing them ourselves. <laughs> But why? <laughs> what would it? Why would the viscer flush? I mean, what does it mean? It means Jake's alive, Tommy boy. You'll figure it out soon in a minute, Yerk. But I'm guessing it'll be too late by then. So she's like in uh, on his yep. head, just like taunting him, like you stupid idiot, you dumb motherfucker. You're dead. You're, You're dead, dead, bitch. I see you flipping through for sounds. That's fine. Don't worry, don't worry about it. <laughs> No, no, Rachel's like, that's it. It's time for me to go grizzly mode. <laughs> I'm Every sorry. time I talk, you're going to play the part. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm, not. You want, I'm done. I'm going to like, got to put it away. No, you're away. not. Nope. I hit it that time. Me. <laughs> I did that one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <sighs> okay, but like, I got to put it away because we have a book to cover. Yeah, we're in chapter one. <laughs> No, we're in chapter two, please. Fine, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, yeah. So Rachel like hops away as a flea. She morphs human, looks around, sees Jake on the screen. Tom's like, "No, you're you're dead." And and Mister Three's like, "Yeah, no, yeah. I thought that too." He- yeah, I thought so, but we're all wrong. And Tom's like, Let's, "We got to fucking blast him. We got to fucking blast him." Rachel says, "Oh no." Uh, at that moment, I could have morphed all the way to Elephant without being noticed. Tom's panic was infectious. They all knew they'd been had, but they didn't know how. Tom's reaction was pure instinct. Shoot. He'd forgotten that the pool ship was helpless. The sight of Jake, who should be dead, standing there with the other Animorphs, standing there alive and apparently in control of the pool ship, all Tom could think, wa- think of was shooting. The danger was closer than that. Jake looked at me like he knew I was watching him. Rachel, he said, go. Rachel, Tobias said, I know Tobias. I know, I said. I was still not completely morphed when someone shrieked, Animorph! After all of these years, the Yerks, thinking we were Andalites, always yelling Andalite, whenever they saw a morph, it was strangely gratifying that at last they knew who we were. I said, that's right, genius, Animorph. I did what I do better than anyone. What Jake counted on me to do, I attacked. Rachel is a fucking badass. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm a little bit disappointed that we don't get to see the elephant one more time. <laughs> I love that fucking elephant. You know, like, again, I get it. Grizzly bear makes more sense. Yep. Tyke and time spaces. Mm-hmm. But an elephant, though. <laughs> elephant tearing that ship. Oh, my God. Could you imagine, like, if it, if it was an elephant and, you know, she's just, like, you know, just rolling around <laughs> crushing everybody? It would have been great. It would have been. But you know what? That is a sick near final moment for Rachel where she's like, yeah, they know who I am. They know what's coming for them. Right. Could you imagine you just busting into a room and everyone gasps and says, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> Every room I bust in, they say that. So here we go. 
Fine. Go find the button for boo. Go what? ahead. No, I was going to find the, the button for Bustin, and I forgot to add it in there. Oh, damn it. We need Bustin. Bustin makes me feel, feel good. Bustin makes me feel good. Um... So then, like, it's on then. It's yeah. just like, I'm a bear, bitch. And then, like, you know, the, the, the fight happens. And this fight is bloody and gruesome because it is one versus, like, 15. Yeah. Right? And she holds her own. She, like, is fucking yurks up like nobody's business. Right. And, and well, they're not just normal yurks, too. Like, they have known the healing glow of the cube. <laughs> right? And <laughs> I almost said Yaku. That's different. <laughs> The the he- we know the healing glow of Yaku in our hearts because we were created by him. Blessed be Yaku, our father. Really like the child applause. That, that one's great. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, that's the one. Okay, there we go. Uh, um, but like, yeah. So, uh, anyways, they they're all morphers now, yeah. right? And so they're they're not just like gonna morph something stupid. No, right? there's a polar bear which she handily hands his ass to him. Right, which, you know they're equals. Whatever, polar bear, slightly bigger. It's yeah, fine. but but it's the water buffalo is the one. That yeah, they got me. a buff a human. They got a couple buff of humans. Yeah. Um, it, and like, man, remember the Buffy human? I love the Buffy human yeah, so like, much. Here's yeah. the here's to the Buffy. Pour human. some more champagne in here. Yeah, this is this because like we got to pour one out for the lost ones. We're you know, pouring one. Yep. Yeah. This is this is for you, Buffy human. This is for you, Buffy human. May you Chapman in heaven. Right. You know we went to heaven. Yeah, of course. And like you know he does he doesn't get a memorial. The Buffy human. Mm-mm. He gets the same sort of memorial that the auxiliary animorphs do in that he is completely raised from the earth by fire. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. No, we won't. This book doesn't, <laughs> so no, we won't. This book gives more to Arbron than it does the auxiliary animals. I'm not going to hate that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love Arbron. Um, anyway, so like, yeah, the, the rumble's happening. Um, they're all watching this happen, too, yep. from the, the pool ship. Yep. Um, like, Jake is, like, yelling out advice. Like, uh, Rachel, behind, it was Jake. He was watching the fight from the pool ship. A spun, slashed horizontally, and something that might have been a half-morphed leopard crumpled like a Dixie cup. Oof. It's cool. Yeah, I faced two lionesses, a cape buffalo and a polar bear. It was a whole zoo full of dangerous animals. The polar bear was my equal all by myself. The cape buffalo maybe as well. I could take either lioness, but the combination was going to be rough. For a wondrous frozen moment, we all waited, stared, breathed, tensed, expectant. I felt... I felt exalted. It was my moment. This was my place and my time and my own perfection. I was no longer afraid. Weird. If I'd had a mouth, I'd I'd have smiled. Well, I said. No one moved. Scared, I asked. No answer. You should be, I said, almost laughing. I lunged straight for the polar bear. Go for the main opponent first. Go for the danger. I barreled straight into him. It was a train crash. I slammed him, my shoulder into the side of his head. He had a bear morph. I was my bear morph. Sick. Yeah. Like, honestly, rereading this now as an adult, I was like, this is cool. Yeah. Like, I sure, I know where it's going. They're, they, they've peaked. Uh, yep. uh, Rachel's at the height of her power yes. <laughs> right now. Yeah. And she proves it by fucking... She, she mercs the, the, the polar bear. Yep. Right? I think, like, she fillets his spine. Yes. Is that right? Like, yeah. you can see his spine. Uh-huh. And then he demorphs, remorse, whatever. Um, but like, uh, but like really it's the buff humans that, that go and like, you know, fuck her up. Yeah. Right? It keeps, yeah. They're like screaming, look for Tom, look for Tom. Right. And then the buff humans like slam into Rachel. She mm-hmm. manages like brace it, but like, you know, um, she's starting to slip a little bit. 
Um, well, because the floor is a spaceship floor. It has weird spaceship material yep. that do not belong to us in the world of men. Yep. It's very slippery. Mm-hmm. Uh, those Buffy humans, they, they're having a hard time. They're kind of scrabbling. Yeah, they're clacking along. Right. But Rachel, she knows this, and she's able to kind of pivot around them and not take the full blow. Yes. But... Um, she's starting to notice that she's slipping around too. Mm-hmm. It's because the 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 floor is covered in her own blood. Yes, and the, Tyler, you've stepped in blood before. Yeah, this is week it, I did. Is it slippery? Yep, <laughs> very. <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's pretty pretty slippery. It's kind of why I have a pair of shoes only for work because they're covered in blood. Yeah, leave them there. The only way to do it. <sighs> God damn it! God, damn. Look, you should see how happy he is when he hits these buttons. <laughs> I'm not mad at the air horn. I'm really not. But uh, <laughs> let's get back to the story. So Rachel's getting ripped apart. Yes. Tom, his battle morph is a cobra. Like great battle morph. Honestly. Yeah. It's well, small. It's deadly. It's fast. Yeah. It's almost like she should have turned to cobra. <laughs> like because all she cares about right now is killing Tom. It's yes. not about like these other other fools, right? Like yeah. she's looking for Tom, and she's like she's like going blind. She's like weak, strange to be the bear, and weak. Strange. I realized I was no longer standing. I was flat on the floor. I heard my own slow breathing. I should be panting. Something striking at my face again and again. The cobra. Couldn't even see him. I had failed. Tom. Alive. Die, human! Rachel! Tobias cried. Help me, Tobias. I pleaded. I can't. I... He didn't understand. Help me get him. Help me get him! Okay. Okay. He's... Your left paw toward your face. Get ready. Has to be fast. I'm ready. Now! I jerked my paw, claws extended toward my face. Tom shrieked. I couldn't see him, but I felt something squirming like a worm on a fish hook. The snake was impaled on my claws. No! Tom cried in outrage. I brought my paw to my mouth. Sorry, I said vaguely. Jake, stop her! The yerk screamed with Tom's mouth. I bit down on the snake. Huh. It's see, so you you recently got a tattoo, by yep. the way. I think I should mention that we haven't like talked about it. Right. Well, what's this tattoo? Explain. I got it. a gorilla's head with a rattlesnake around its neck to symbolize Marco and Axe. Now, that's a good tattoo. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I like snakes as a weapon. I think that they're cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, a polar bear with a snake in its mouth biting down. Or a grizzly bear. Or grizzly bear. Sorry, grizzly bear. Uh, that would be a cool tattoo. It would be a very cool tattoo. Just, just throwing that out there to the world if you want to, like, you know, cool tattoo idea. Yeah. Maybe uh, um, Rachel biting down on Tom's head or would like be cool. Or, like, a grizzly bear biting the cobra, and on the grizzly bear it says me, and on the cobra it says your pussy. You know, just no, 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 that's how the animorph from time memes come about. Like, you know, normal shit. Groovy. And... <laughs> and... So... Like, she needed Tobias to be her eyes. Yeah. To help her kill Tom. Man, that's cool. It's like, so that, that, cool. It's, it's, okay, so, you know, I haven't watched a lot of, like, samurai movies. Mm-hmm. I like them. If I had to start a series right now, though, mm-hmm. I'd watch Zatoichi, yeah. the blind samurai. Because, yeah. like, that, that, that's what this moment is, right? Is yeah. this, you know, she, she, she wants to kill Tom so badly that she can't say goodbye to Tobias. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Tobias wants to help Rachel in one way, but Rachel doesn't want the help. She wants the help in the other way, which describes the relationship. The ultimate codependence, (laughs) the ultimate codependence. Right. Which which is like, oh, no, you can't help me, but you can help me uh, kill Tom. Yeah. She has a mission. She needs to finish the mission. Like, 
that's good writing. That is good writing. Like that's it, subtle, good, dark, deep, painful writing. Yeah, like, and it's not even like the prose. The prose has always been pretty good and yeah, competent, especially like, when Ka right but when they're on it. The setup and follow through of the scene, yeah. is really good, mm-hmm. and especially because, like, you know, we were like what fifty four books in. Yeah, we have all this context to pull upon of mm-hmm. what this moment means, right? Which is like, oh. Yeah, sorry, Tobias. You can't. You can't help Rachel hmm. because Ra- can- because Rachel doesn't want that help. Yeah, she wants the other help. Yeah, and that's why she's with you. By the way, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. So, anyways, you don't judge her. You enable her. So, hmm. yeah, uh, enable her to her last bit, and then we get this bit. Man, I lay there in suspended animation. I felt myself floating. The bear was melting. Old grizzly bear, my friend. Good old bear. I demorphed. The snake was still in my mouth, motionless. I demorphed. I was Rachel again, the human Rachel, alive, unhurt. I could have bounded up and gone off to the mall to shop, but I didn't kid myself. I didn't hope. I spit the snake out. I was surrounded on all sides. I was only a weak human girl now. The polar bear loomed over me as strength, the equal of my own grizzly, but now I was just me, just Rachel. I could see the view screen. I could see my best friend, Cassie, Jake, Marco, funny Marco, Axe, Tobias. He had morphed. He was his human self once more. He'd done that for me. And because he was crying, I understood. Humans cry. Hawks don't. I love you, I said to the screen. And oh God, how could so much regret and so much sweetness and so much sadness all be present in that single moment? I was already dead and missing my unlived life. I was already dead and Tobias was mourning. I tried to smile for him. The polar bear said, you fight well, human. Then he killed me with a single blow. thought for sure you were going to do the yay (laughs) okay so how do you feel about that scene well rachel's not dead yet well yes uh god comes down and reads her his fan fiction yeah for sure okay so let's talk about the scene before uh rachel ascends to heaven right um yeah that that was a good scene that's a good end to rachel yeah um i I liked it masterful masterful i was getting emotional reading it right and now i'll i'll throw out my thesis now for this book is everyone gets what they wanted. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right. Rachel got what she wanted just mm-hmm. now. Yeah. A warrior's death. She wanted a warrior's death where she, and like, it's a perfect kind of warrior's death too. Wasn't a coward was able to say goodbye to everybody yep. and look fucking cool doing it by yep. spitting out a snake's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking dope. <laughs> fucking dope. Right. And, and like that, that's the coolest thing you could do right before you die, which is spit out the head of your enemy yeah. and say goodbye. I love you. Yeah. And like yeah, congratulations. Like, you did it, Rachel. Yeah. Like, Okay, so uh, let's hear a hand for Rachel. Yeah, we did it. We did it, Rachel. It's Man, that than- cheering goes on for a long time. <laughs> it was a long time. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> so, so she got exactly what she wanted, and, you know, hey, you earned it. Yeah, and honestly, as someone who routinely watches death, uh, going out on your own terms... In the perfect way you envisioned. Kind of cool. Yeah. Kind of great. No, I'm going to like... Okay, so let, let's go through the next scene, because then I'm going to describe to you how I think I will die. Okay. Uh, so, but first, time stopped. When time stops, you know what it is. Tubin. 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 Tubin's here. Tubin. Uh, our good friend, the Elemist, he shows up. The puppet master has come to watch the final act. <laughs> Which, but come on, Rachel. Although she is probably big into Metallica, so it makes sense. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Tuman shows up and he, he's there to honor her. 
right? So that, that was nice. And it's the last little coda on Rachel. This kind, it kind of really broke my heart. Like, there's the infamous, you were brave, you were strong, you were good, you mattered. Yeah, okay then, okay then. Like, there's a reason people remember that because it hurts. It's, yeah, I, I kind of I heard it before I got to this point. Mm-hmm. Right, because like it's the one spoiler you can't avoid is that like, you know, you're brave, you're good, you're strong, you mattered. Right. Um, the thing that was not spoiled to me, and I think you're you're talking about this, is the yeah, okay then, okay then. I wondered if an end. End. An end. Chapter five, Jake. Right. right. And so the way that I'm going to die is like halfway completing a thought. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think mm-hmm. a lot of people kind of realize that you have that last thought right. and it's not going to finish. No, it never finishes. Right. You, you, you kind of have it and either your, your brain kind of like fades into unconsciousness. Right. Right. Or, you know, you're just no longer in control of your thought. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. whatever thing, happens, yeah, yeah. Whatever thing happens to you pops out is, is uncontrollable at that point. You have that last like yeah. thing you can think. And there's an eternity of human existence that will go on without you. And right. that thought will never finish. Her thought was, I wondered if, <laughs> which it, it, which is like the perfect way for a teenager to die. Yeah. Right. Cause like, well, why is it so sad when a teenager dies? Right. Like yeah. it's the thing that gets like news stories is when mm. a teenager dies It's yes. because they still have things they have not figured out. Right. There's a lot of wonder that yes. goes on in those periods of, of life. And this is like, it is gone for Rachel. She wonders if. And gone forever, as we all will be, like Rachel. Yeah, but like, you know, it, it's different when like an old person dies mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, well, yeah, that happens to all of us. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but like, hey, you had a good like, you know, yeah. 60 years. Their life last, expen- life expenses yeah, their last down. thought is probably not. I wondered if. Right. Babies less sad because they're just like, oh, wait, hold on, uh, wait, hold on, wait, I got to sound for this. I got to sound for this. Here we go. Oh, oh no hold on hold on wait that's the last thought uh, but babies they, they don't have the context to know what they're missing and so okay. it is kind of this like you know <laughs> you feel worse for the parents because it's just like oh that that must be off i i was wondering where you were going with that because i got a little scared which i thought you were gonna say it's not as sad when babies die no, but because like, the, it, that was the exact thought Patrick Bateman had in the American Psycho novel when he killed a baby. He's no, like, no, there aren't very many people at his funeral. That really didn't matter. I'm going to keep killing adults. <laughs> I should read American Psycho. No, nope, it's uh, bad. Okay. <laughs> like, but like, like but the, very, the, the point I was getting yeah, to, though, no. is that, you know, like a certain it takes a while for human beings to have thoughts. Yeah. And if you don't have thoughts, you can't lose much because you didn't have much, <laughs> you know, <laughs> That that's okay. Like to sum this up is that it's always sad when somebody has so much potential and it stops, yeah. right? Like they didn't it, like if they had, they have so much and yet they lost it all. Yep. That, that's what it means when a teenager dies. Yes. Um, when an old person dies, they already kind of lost all that stuff or they used it all up. Yeah. We were like, there's a sense of completion there. Yeah. They smoked all those J's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You smoke J's. <laughs> No, I can't say that I do. <laughs> but uh, for like a, a super young child, it's like, okay, well, you know, you, you didn't have a lot. Yeah. Right. Again, I'm not trying to doubt, by the way, like it's very sad when a yeah. baby dies. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It is very sad. Right. But like uh, the point I'm trying to make is that it, you know, like it, it's so, so tragic yeah. when a teenager dies and reading this part, you know what I was thinking about? What? 
uh, the nice kid we knew in high school that uh, died. Yeah, I remember right? him. Yeah. Uh, had cancer for graduation and it was dead. Right. And it's just like, it becomes sadder the older you get because mm-hmm. you realize like, oh, there's this, there was a whole thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Chris didn't get to see the Batman. He's dead. Well, that's probably the best. No, the Batman. <laughs> <sighs> I'm tired of defending Batman. I love him. Um, but you know what was even sadder than all this? What? Uh, the last thing that Rachel got to experience <laughs> was... The Elemis autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, okay, listen, let me set you down for something. <laughs> what if, what if when you died, Jesus showed up and read you the Bible and <laughs> you just stopped existing. It's like, I'm workshopping this thing. You know, I know it's a bit pretentious to have an autobiography, but I just, I just thought you might like it. Yeah. I thought it would be good. I thought you'd enjoy it. Anyways, uh, time for you to go now. You mattered. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Oh yeah. You were, you did a good job, girl. Yeah. Uh, have fun in hell. Yeah, I wondered if. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It hurts. It still hurts 20 years later. It still does. Don't. I don't. (laughs) Chapter five. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but you know what? Hold on. Has some meaning here. Let me explain (laughs) this. Because when you shit, when you die, you shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that, that describes death for me. It's just like. You know, there's nothing really elegant at the end of the day with the, like, that you do when you, you, you pass. Right. Like, it's kind of gross and disgusting and stops. Yeah. It's the stuff that happened before that matters. Yeah. Your death doesn't matter. That's kind of like I don't care what happens to my body when I die because I'll just be, you know, a pile of lunch meat by then. Just, I don't yeah. know, roll me in the street and let the animals eat me. I really don't care. You know who does care? Jake. Jake. <laughs> Jake, Jake actually cares a lot about this person that just died. Yeah, it's his cousin. It's his like, like uh, his badass warrior princess. Well, and here's the shitty thing. You want me to say the shittiest thing I will ever say about Jake? The shittiest thing uh, I can say about Jake is that if he had not commanded Rachel to die, he wouldn't feel anything about it. Okay. It's only because he sent Rachel out to death. That it tears him up yeah. in this way. Yeah. And I honestly, I think it should tear him up. Yeah, it should. Like the people who send other people out to die should feel like fucking ass piss about it. Does he care about Rachel? I mean, yeah. As like, I think he cares more about her as a soldier than he does a cousin. Like there's the. Yeah. Like, does he like Rachel? I I mean, yes. Like Jake is a, he's a good kid. Yeah. Like he is. He's a thoughtful, good kid. Well, not thoughtful. Yeah, he's thoughtless. Yeah. Like, but like, by that I mean he has no thoughts in his head. I think he's like a nice kid. But like, if you were to ask Jake the character, "Hey, Jake the character, um, describe Rachel," it would be all the things that he finds useful in mm-hmm. Rachel as a soldier. Yeah, yeah. And but like, but he is feeling remorse that he sent someone out that he knows to die. Yeah, and he's frozen. Yeah, because of this. And Toby, the leader of the Hork Bajir, like free Hork Bajir, show up. And says, Jake, they're surrendering. We had to promise them amnesty and a chance to acquire the morphing power. I heard her words. What's the matter? Toby asked. She noticed Tobias. She'd only seen him in human morph a few times. Toby is named for Tobias. The free hork see Tobias as their liberator. And Toby, the hork seer, was named in his honor. So they kind of explain that uh, Rachel has been killed. Like, it's a hard day. The animorphs are going through one. They're and looking to- ragged. Yeah. And Toby's like, Jake, I need your okay. The Yurks want you. They want your 
assurance. And Vista 3 is like, God, they're just a pack of traitors. I don't give a fuck about them. They're pieces of shit. And Jake's just sitting there thinking like, Tom is dead. Rachel is dead. How could I explain this to my parents? They're going to be so mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) I did bad. I did bad. I killed my cousin and my brother. I did bad. Mommy, don't hate me. It has a... Todd, this is your favorite movie, Scream, that I was quoting. I know what it was. I'm just saying. Yeah, I get that Stu Mocker on the phone at the end of Scream 1. Yeah, I. you're going to quote Scream to me and think I won't know the exact moment and character's name. I'm just saying that this kind of has this emotion to it where he is thinking about how he's going to explain how he sent his cousin to die to his parents, right. and that's what he's torn up about. Like. His his okay well you know and honestly I do get that right yeah. I, okay but I'm being too hard on Jake yeah right like the, the it's not only that you have to deal with your grief but like having to explain it to others uh, mm-hmm. terrifies me that that'd be the <laughs> yeah. worst <laughs> yeah exactly like I had to change the picture of Nepal on my phone because coworkers would when my phone would light up be like oh who's that dog there and I have to explain that's my dog who just died and it's like oh I should stop explaining that so now it's just Disco Elysium it's fine yeah um. Yeah, and and so, but Toby is like, "Hey, we have business to do here," and and Cassie is like, "Listen, Toby." Yeah, Toby, we lost Rachel, and Tom is dead. Toby absorbed that and said, "Jerahami, my father died bravely in battle today." <laughs> it's like <laughs> we all lost people, bitch. Let's go. Yeah, it's it, it's not cold, but it you know it's like yeah, I, I feel that too. I know yep. exactly what you're going through right now. Yeah. We, but however, <laughs> it's like, like, I hate to keep like bringing, bringing it up in this context, but it's the context I understand as a nurse sure. where over this last weekend, we had a very tragic, uh, thing happen to a very young person. We watched someone very young die mm-hmm. like, and that's, it was unexpected. It was unpreventable. We did everything we could to stop it, but we couldn't and they died. And I had a coworker who was having a hard time of it. And the coworker came out of the room and she's like, like, I'm freaking out. This shouldn't have happened. Was there anything we could have done? And for some reason, I'm the charge nurse. I'm in charge. And I have an entire department full of patients that need nurses to go do things to them. And no fucking joke, I put my hands on this person's mm-hmm. shoulder. I'm like, there was nothing you could have done any better, but I need you to go into other patients' rooms now. We have other patients that may die as well. So it's time to go be a nurse. And this person just looked at me and said, I'm going to start at room one and I'm going to keep going. And I'm like, I'll start in room 20 and we'll work until we meet in the middle. And that's what we did. Like, that's what Jarrah, that's what Toby is doing. It's yeah. like in the face of tragedy, you still have shit to do. Yeah. Right. And you know, honestly, like I, I like the relationship that they have, like it's two different generals working together. Um, Toby could have been in a similar moment mm-hmm. and needed to like, say, you know, have, be refocused in that way. Right. And I bet you Jake would have done it. Yeah, right. So like, yeah, like it's a good moment of just like, hey, you know, shared responsibilities. We feel the pain after we get out of the situation. And I mean, after our shift, the all of us nurses got together and we talked for probably about two hours about all of it. Yeah, because you have to. But you can't do it in the moment. Well, it's even like physical injury. You you know that the physical injury happened. You feel the pain later. Yeah. (laughs) You you, you know, like you got to get you got to get away from the thing that's hurting you now. Yeah, <laughs> you, you really do. <laughs> and uh, Jake is still kind of frozen. They say, tell them we have Visser 1 captured. Tell them Jake will be right there. And Cassie grabs Jake's shoulders and says, we still need you. You're not done yet, Jake. 
The right thing to say. Cassie was good at that. I noted the effect on me, observed my reaction from a million miles away. I sighed. Okay, yeah, I still had a job. Do the job. Everything else can wait, Cassie said. Yeah, it could all wait. I took a deep breath. Okay, Toby. Okay, I'll be right there. Tell them what Marco said, and I'll get there soon to back you up. So Jake puts on his big boy pants and goes and does his job. That's right. Yeah, he, it, so he makes rapid-fire decisions immediately. Yeah. First rapid-fire decision. Um, Visser one, get him out of that head. So now it's time for a series of rapid decisions. And the first decision is what to do with our boy, our beautiful, evil baby boy. He says, I imagine it's time to kill me, Mr. One said. You'll be doing me a favor. Whatever death you have for me will be nothing compared to what the Council of 13 would sentence me to. They really don't approve of Vissers or lose bullships. No, no more killing, I said. What do you mean, no more killing, Tobias demanded, breaking his ringing silence at last. He stabbed a finger at the viscer. He's the... He's the one responsible for all this. He's a prisoner of war, I said softly. We don't kill prisoners. No, of course not, Mr. One Mock. You merely destroy the ground base, you're pooling kill thousands. And you add another 17,000 here on this ship, all defenseless, unhosted Yurks. But you don't kill prisoners. So, we'll talk about that later. Uh-huh. I think there's a great spot to talk about uh, Jake's crimes. Yes. Um, but uh, Visser 1, he knows he's screwed, but like the one thing, the one attack that he can do is psychic damage. Yes. <laughs> Critical hit. The, the worst damage you can do. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, like, the, that, that's all he's got. Uh, doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? He's like, okay, listen. Uh, either I will carve you out of this head, yes, or you come out peacefully. Yeah, the viscer is going to remove himself from this andalite body he has stolen and inhabited for so long. Find a safe place for him. Watch over him. Like Cassie, go get Eric. Blah 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 blah. They make a bunch of deals. Deals. <sighs> uh, yeah, the, go go find the deals robot. Um, <laughs> you know, let, let him know about the situation. We need to deal with Eric because he yes. causes problems. Um, yeah, it's a good, uh, and Jake wanders down. He's like, you got your deal. You'll be able to morph surrender now. And they're like, uh, actually we have the upper hand. And it's like, no, you don't. You're all going to die. Like this is going to blow up and you'll all starve to death. So if you don't want to starve to death, you should probably fucking listen to me. And they do. Yeah. Works out. Um, he, he goes up to Axe. He's like, listen, Axe, uh, I need to make a phone call. Yeah. Uh, I need to be online. Yep. I need a computer. I, I know what you're going to put in there now. <laughs> I, I, I want to get online. I need a computer. Uh, and, and, you know, he, he tells Axe, um, I need you to call the high command. I know you got that secret line. Yeah. Bang the Andalite's secret line. Yeah. Hold on, give, me, give me a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh, 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 French champagne. champagne. Uh, <laughs> ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. Anyways, so he, he he's like, hey, listen, I'm forbidden from actually doing that. You have to, uh, he doesn't say you have to command me. He just says, I can only take orders from my prince. I can't do that. But if I took orders from my prince... I can only take orders from my prince. Right. And then he and, winked with all four of his eyes. Right. And like the reason why though, is it's like, yeah, like Jake has to assume all responsibility. Mm-hmm. He's the, the moral launderer in this case. Yep. 
uh, Axe cannot just call. And mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so uh, Jake commands him to do it. And uh, and they're like, okay, everyone, break. Break. And then, uh, yeah, they, they go off and do that. And we start off with um, Cassie. Yeah. She goes and like, hey, Eric, you should probably go hiding. The Andalites are going to be here. Also, you're a piece of shit. And Eric's like, I only did what I was programmed to do. You know who I am. You know what I was going to do. I can't let people kill. And Cassie's like, well, you're still an asshole. And then Eric's like, I guess. Well, Eric's more passive aggressive about this. He, he says like, uh, oh, I see he feels guilty. No, not guilty. Then what? He used me, blackmailed me, manipulated my programming to get me to break through the security grid and take control of the ship. You drained Dracon beams. What did Jake expect me to do? I was given control when he needed it. I wasn't going to enable him to kill, right? Mm-hmm. And and Cassie kind of just breaks and says like, no, you fucking killed Rachel. You right. need to go. Yeah. Right? And, and Eric... He, he just he's like all right fine yeah thanks um I'll, I'll leave yeah right i'm supposed to feel regret because jake ordered his cousin to kill his brother and i didn't allow him to massacre everyone else on the blade ship it's like eric's kind of got a little point but not i mean well i think so the author's voice disagrees with eric yeah right yeah um yeah you know i i i I don't know if I entirely agree with Eric either. No. Um, you pick a side. Eric did what Eric's going to do. It's like, right. He cannot violate his own programming. However, I do think that Johnny five is alive. He's not just a robot, <laughs> right? Like yeah. he's, he's, he's a entity, right? Like he, he has, uh, you know, Hey, none of the uh, two men, two men did not grant him a soul, but you yeah. know, he's got that consciousness. And so he made his decision and they all kind of knew what he was when they brought him. Yeah. So, hey, you know, it's hard to get mad at him. Yeah. You bring someone who's going to ruin a party. They're going to ruin a party. That's right. You bring me. I'm going to ruin a party. No, you're the life of the party. You put on all those lights, you know, normal stuff. (sighs) Don't listen to our next podcast. It's just going to be this. Mixed with Coolie. that. <laughs> yep, I knew what you were doing. I fucking knew it. <sighs> Next we go to Marco. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, well, actually, no, first they need a diversion. Well, he, what's, it, what's going on with the diversion? No, uh, Eric's like, Cassie's like, well, we had to flush the Yurks. For a diversion, he's like, "What do you mean a diversion?" Yeah, he brings up that good point. Yeah, what? What actually? What, like, okay, so my stance is with the pool is I agree with you know flushing the yurks if you need to flush the yeah. yurks. Um, I don't entirely buy that a diversion. It was, was not effective. a diversion. And, it was like, not a diversion. Yeah, like it, you know, like the more I think about that, I'm like, it wasn't a diversion, was it? No, there were definitely weapons in Iraq, so we did the right thing. There were de- like that was the right thing. Yeah, like yellow cake, the worst kind of cake. Here's my favorite one. You ready for the favorite? <laughs> <laughs> right, because like, when do I use the line sniff? I well, we'll be using it when we take a break later. Oh, chapter seven, Marco. Oh, sorry. Have your champagne first. Celebrate our last episode. This is it. So Marco is now looking at the flopping like Yerk of Visser 3 just flopping on the floor. He's like, there's this weird scene where he has to scramble to find a place to put him. <laughs> yeah. 
He finds a suitcase filled with cookies because one of the Yerks <laughs> loved cookies and he's brought cookies on the on the pool ship. Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I'm a, I'm a husky lad. I've hidden snacks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, you keep marshmallows under your pillow for secret eating. That's right. Or just zots in my car. Oh, you have car zots. I totally forgot. I got yeah. a bag of jerky in the back of my car. It's great. Um, anyway, so he, he shoves Visser 3 into this briefcase. And he's like, all right, job one done. We got it. <laughs> what's, uh, what's task number two? Call up the uh, Endolite High Command. Yep. Great. What, how do they? Okay, so first off, they, they say, like, okay, who are you? What, like, get off this phone line. It's right. a very important phone <laughs> line. You, you are Tish. I'm waiting for a call. Get off. Yeah. It's like a time we destroyed I don't, I don't your brother's life. Some, do you think the Yerks, like, prank called them? <laughs> oh, God, that'd be so good. It's like, hey, do you have any good grass there? Oh, we have the best grass. Yeah, but you do. <laughs> uh, what's your name, kid? Uh, Star Shower? Well, yes, my son, my son is named Star Shower. <laughs> <laughs> This dumb bitch name is Star Shower. Ah! Uh, yeah, they immediately think they're Yerks calling, right. <laughs> pranking them again. Right. Uh, but no, actually, uh, Marco like shows up and he says, uh, this ship is under the control of the Earth Liberation Army. I grinned. It was a wonderfully grandiose name for a handful of kids. <laughs> Axe repeated it word for word in this, uh, to the skeptical Andalite. Beautiful. Beautiful. We should prank call more. We have this new soundboard. We can prank call people. We can prank call from the soundboard? You want to call someone right now? No, <laughs> we can't. Or can we? We can. So, hey, DM me your phone number so I can prank call you. Anybody. Um. So, anywho, like, the, this is where the book kind of, like, falls apart, logically. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Right? Because, so, um, Jake shows up. He's like, all right, listen. I got this deal for you, right? Um, actually, no, sorry. I apologize. It's Arbron. Yeah. Right, because no, it's, Ar- Arbron's kind of... It's not Arbron. It's Aloran. Oh, shit. Yeah. Aloran's like, tell them. Tell them you'll give them the fucking pool ship. I'm trying to get my Aloran back. Yeah. Tell them you'll give them the pool ship. It's Rambo, right? Yeah, it's Rambo. And like he's a little beleaguered because he's just getting his freedom Yeah, back. he hasn't had that for a while. And right. Marco's like, fuck, yeah. Hey, we'll give you the pool ship. And... Aloran's like, tell them we'll take all the bug fighters to wherever they want. We'll self-destruct them and they can have the bullshit. They're like, who are you? It's like, I'm motherfucking Aloran. Cemetery Chorus. You know who I am. And and so they're like, okay, well, yeah, meet us at this coordinates. Uh, that sounds like a good deal. Uh, we'll meet at the dome ship Elfengor. Axe swelled about a size. <laughs> the dome ship named for Elfengor. There's no higher honor for a warrior. <laughs> a well-named ship, Aloran said. Now, officer of the day offering. You're going to want to contact the captain because you because you have just captured a Yurk pool ship. We'll advance you at space, normal speed at any point you name. All bugfighters will be deployed around the ship, and as we reach the rendezvous point, we'll see all the bugfighters self-destruct. At that time, we will detach the pool's main ship engines. All weapons will be powered down. Ship will be perfectly helpless. 
And that's like, they're like, oh, oh yeah, let's do that. Let's, yeah, yeah. And the way you describe it sucks. It was kind of as if the in the middle of the World War II, <laughs> the World War II. The World War II. The, yeah. Uh, the Japanese Navy. Actually, call- let's just call it World War II. Take the off. <laughs> we'll make it, you know, Facebook. Okay, here we go. World War II. The Japanese Navy had called up the U.S. Navy and said, hey, we're going to turn over our biggest aircraft carrier to you. Come over and pick up the keys. Michael Grant. And I mean, the fuck s- off. Stop. We don't care about World War II. We don't. I don't care about fucking Wildcats, Zeros, uh, Kurahi. I don't care about Operation Market Garden. I don't care about um, name World War II shit. What do you got? Holocaust. No. I care about that. <laughs> I care about that. No, no, no. Well, we care about, we care about that one. Yeah. Uh, but you know, hey, we, we don't care about um, the the M1. We don't care no. about the, the rifle. No. We Fuck the Pacific Theater. All of it. Yeah. We don't care about those weird stick grenades that the Germans had. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. You don't Pineapples care about- are our boys. None of them sticky boys. Yeah. Uh, sticky bombs. We don't care about <laughs> the those. The bombs that stick. Yeah. We don't care about those. Uh, we don't care about World War II. It was a bad war. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, man. <laughs> It was, it, it, what, you're saying it should have happened? No, no, no war should happen, but oh, the right yeah. thing happened with World War II. It's one of those almost ethically okay outcomes in war. We'll get into it. Don't worry. Almost. <laughs> I knew you weren't done. You said you were done. Okay. That's what I say for you. <laughs> you fucking do that again, I'll blast your head off. <laughs> Why did you put the guns next to the children cheering? Did you know what you were doing? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. So yeah, they made they made a plan, and they're going to follow through with this plan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. So they fly to the coordinates, right? And yeah. they they like okay, hey, we got the bug ship. Uh, here here are the bug keys. Yep. Or the the pool keys, I suppose. Right. And like you know, they're on the end of it. There's like a, I don't know what. Yorks would have on their uh, on their keychain. <laughs> Sorry, my 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 iPad is doing some wacky. A miniature to... yerk pool, maybe. I don't know. What are yerks like? Having uh, threesomes till they die. Do you, do you think it's just like a big like oat leaf? They <laughs> 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 just have like an oat leaf. And they like, go to a party. They break out the candied ginger. It's like <laughs> cutting it into lines. <laughs> So the maple is the best part because the maple does have a leaf, so they could just have a maple leaf. Right. Oh, you're, flan- you're a fan of the, the uh, Canucks? Uh, no, we can't go there. <laughs> We're not allowed can- Yorks are not allowed in Canada. No. Yeah, they, they can't go to Canada. Um, so they, they hand over these keys, and, and um, you know, who's this guy? Who's this nerd? Ascalan. Ascalan. Asculan. Yeah. Aslan. Aslan is just like, he takes the keys. He's like, okay, thanks. Um, well, that was cool. Uh, bye. Yeah, and Jake says like, "Well, hold on, wait. Uh, we made a deal with the Yerks that we would turn them into humans mm-hmm. if if we handed over the bug ship, and they they surrendered. Yeah, we also have all these taxons. Yeah, they need to become snakes. Um, we have all of these. Uh, what, what else are the demands? Uh, uh, we want you to not blow up Earth. Please yeah. don't blow up. Earth. Please don't do that. Um, like there's this whole list of demands that we have." That we thought we were getting a deal with you when we handed over these keys. Yeah, and Ascon's um, like, I didn't agree to that. No. Mm-mm, okay, no. could you hand back the keys? No. No, sorry. Uh, we won. Whatever happens to the Yerks, fuck them. What it, let's fuck them. We'll kill the taxons too. And Jake says this, which, again, natural leader. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Captain, thank you for coming over. As soon as we have settled some details, I'll be glad to hand over the ship to you. Details. 
Yes, the Yerk prisoners of war have been promised an opportunity to be subjected to morphine technology. We also have a number of taxons down on the surface. Denied, the captain said. It took me aback. I hadn't expected this flat denial. I promised them. You had no right to promise what you do not own. The important part of having leverage is that you don't give it up. Yeah. Immediately. Ever. ever. Well, until the deal is done. Right. Right. And he's just like, he hands over the keys and then says, hey, how about these things? Of course. Right. Like the guy's not. No. Like what motivation does he have to like, you know, help out some yurks and, you know, break uh, um, Ciro's kindness. <laughs> Stupid. Um, so, and so, like, so how do, like, so yeah, they're, they're stuck in a pickle. Marco just gets mad, which yeah. doesn't help. No. Right. He's like, you pompous old jerk. Give us our stuff. My promise to the Yerks and the taxons will be honored. I said, trying my best to sound determined and confident and forceful. The morphine technology is the property of the Andalite people. I'm aware that you are more capable yourself as well as a number number of your people. Despite the fact that it was illegal, we don't intend to take any action against you for that. But the technology will not be made available to anyone further. And in comes with the swagger and confidence of, say, an actual leader. Mm-hmm. Um, Axe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Axe kind of is like, um, well, actually. No, he says, like, and keep in mind, this person is like, what, the president? Yeah. Right? Like, As, well, he's not the president, but he's like a huge war general. Like, uh, who would be the equivalent here? Mad, S- mad dog? Mad Saddam Hussein. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Sodom so damn insane. So damn insane. Um, he says, Captain Prince Asculin, I hereby declare... A challenge. A dozen Andalites stopped breathing. I looked at Marco. He shrugged. He had no clue either. Ascalon laughed. You would have to be of princely rank or have the support of an Andalite of princely rank. Silence. Then, I hold that rank, Alaran said. A very long silence. In a low, dangerous tone, Ascalon said, Alaran, you are under suspicion already uh, for your actions on the Hawkbajir world. I wouldn't. What I did on the Horpajir world was a precisely what you and the fleet were preparing to do to this world. Alaran shot back. Ascalan focused all his eyes forward, a sign of intense concentration for an Andalite. I was under orders. You acted alone. I still retain my rank. Alaran grated. I am a war prince. This Aris has declared a challenge, and I support his challenge. The requirements of the law are satisfied. with himself just it's so happy yo could you imagine if Alaran just like farted and just ripped it <laughs> sounds something like this <laughs> out of his foot because <laughs> that's where they eat actually do they have buttholes of course they do you just got to spread the hair and find it it's like a deer oh okay it's no good um yeah so i mean like this is comedically funny like Gruff Prince and uh, Prince Aloran versus um, Fancy Fop, who's like never actually seen war, right? Yes. Who, who essentially is just like this like nerdy rules lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so like, for, I, okay. So I guess like, this is like a um, trial by combat is what Axe proposed. Yep. It's like, Hey, I'll fight you. Um, and if I win with the support of Prince Alan here, like I, I get to dictate the the rules. And we should mention that Axe and by extension, Marco were blackmailing Ascalan. Yeah. By broadcasting this all on the Andalite public TV instead of just the secure military channel. So the government or the the like yeah. uh, the the war division of the government mm-hmm. could not just kill everyone involved. So they were blackmailed into doing the right thing. Because that's what you have to do to soldiers is blackmail them into doing the right thing. Yeah, it's a, it definitely works when like war crimes are exposed, like soldiers <laughs> get, <laughs> get caught and they, yeah. they, they, they get punished for yeah. you know their atrocities. Uh, ju- just like here, like the fourth estate really works. And <laughs> I think that like, you know, by broadcasting this out, uh, they were able to get this, this fancy lad. Right. And so Ascalan goes back to confer with his generals and Aloran's like, they're going to talk. And if they come back to fight, that means they believe they have a chance of winning. Uh, so we better be prepared. But <laughs> and like, we should also point out like act to this point has seen so many battles, done so many tail fights yeah. with what was like the best tail fighter in yeah, the universe. Alloran and that right. like his old girlfriend who was like the sister of the best tail fighter. Right. Like Axe is good at doing this and he's had a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. I bet you he's seen more war than all these other Andalites combined. It's like if you challenge Donald Rumsfeld to like a punching match, it's just like, I'm sure, like, whatever, you were probably good in your prime, but you are an old, crusty shit, and I can just push you over. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, no, he's dead now, so that works out. Yes! We did it! Animorphin time, we did it! We killed Donald Rumsfeld! (laughs) 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 Yeah, one more in the grave, down the ground. Fuck you, Donald Rumsfeld. (laughs) I'm gonna play out. (laughs) Good. Uh, so, like, long story short is that they come back. They're like, yeah, um, uh, Ascalan sends, like, the lowest ranked guy and be like, okay, we agree to your terms, whatever. And, like, in walks in this fucking lanyard <laughs> and lights. Yeah. He comes in and he's just like, you know, some intern. He's like, yeah, um, so the senator has decided to capitulate <laughs> to your demands. Yeah. Um, here, here's four morphine cubes. Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we make Axe a prince. He's, like, in charge of y'all. Like, he got way more than they asked for, by the way. Yeah. They totally did. And we get, uh, like, it's a nice little moment with Aloran. Did you like this bit where he says, Aloran turned his main eyes to me. He gave me a strange look. I never hoped to be free again. You freed me. I have done what I have done in my life. I am what I am, though I may have gained at least some wisdom through the years of enslavement of Visser One. Just the same, I will always be Aloran, the butcher of Hork Bajur. Aloran. The only Andalite to be taken alive by the Yurks, but disgraced, even despised. Whatever I am worth, I am yours to command. The speech was delivered in low thought-speak tone, all emotions severely controlled, but then Aloran whipped his tail blade over his head so fast it cracked like a whip. He smiled the subtle Andalite smile and yelled, Do you know who did that? Do you know who moved my tail? I did! I did! I did it! I smiled, but more for him than for me. If he would forever be the butcher of the hork what would my name be? So, this is great, because, like, we're actually getting endings. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, like, not just, like, the big Rachel ending, but, like, you know, like, 
this book is for the people that have read all, like, you know, 54 of these. Yeah, and, and Megamorphs, Chronicles, all of it. Right, and they're like, oh, yeah, Alloran was kind of a big part in two of those, right? Yeah. Like, so, like, they, yeah, we should we should wrap this up. Yeah. And he's just like, he gets his body back and he's happy, even though he's a war criminal. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if there's hope for, for us yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, whatever, he should be in prison. But, <laughs> <laughs> right, like, hey, we can't forget about that, right? I right. Do you think Toby is like cool with that? Nah. Mm. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, think about that. They had like a whole guerrilla war. Yeah. And Toby's just like watching. And was like, oh, I'm free now. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did that. I did that. And Toby's just like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm gonna right. Fight. But like, th- there are sacrifices to be made for the greater good. In this case, Aloran being on their side yeah, helps them out. So yeah. it, it's, I mean, it's like you said, it's an ending. It, it, yeah, right. Um, ribbon boat up there. We don't need any more on Aloran. He is, he's able to crack his crack his whip now. That's great. Yeah. Good guy. Good um, guy. Terrible guy. Good guy. Terrible guy. Uh, he's free now. Please leave. Groovy. <laughs> I did that one. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Incredible. What an investment. <laughs> Things happened quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we go to chapter nine. With we go to chapter Cassie. nine. Yeah, uh, and things do happen quickly. They give the pool ship over. They promote Axe, like we said. They make uh, they give four morphin cubes for Axe to decide what to do, and um, we get the uh, funeral of Rachel. <laughs> well, yeah, like okay. So first, like they they go and they 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 distribute the morphin cubes. They mm-hmm. they do everything that they need to do. There's a lot of logistics that happen, right. and I'm glad we're not like reading that happen yeah i don't give a, f- I don't give a fuck about we don't that. care i don't care right no um I, I don't care about the um you know like the logistics of handing off the morphin cube what i do care about is that when they were flying into earth's orbit they noticed a, a um body floating in space young female the blade ship had jettisoned her body just before going into air uh, zero space so they, they find a like frozen Rachel just kind of like flying through yeah. space. A head half smashed from polar bear claw. Right. It's like, uh, yeah, we found this girl floating in orbit. <laughs> and I mean, the Andalites do honor her. They do the Andalites death honor by covering her in a beautiful shroud. Yeah. It's I mean, it's nice, but it's I mean, it's hard to read. Yeah, we, we get uh, finally like we get to see uh, Rachel's mother. She's yeah. back. Yeah, I was there when Rachel returned. Her mother was there, too. The Andalites treated her body with great respect. She had been wrapped in some sort of cloth. I guess it was the Andalite way. They uncovered her face, and Rachel's mom and I identified her. Two days later, Rachel's body was cremated. It was inconceivable that she'd ever want to be buried in the ground. She ended up a few handfuls of ashes in a pretty china urn. Everyone is at the memorial ceremony. By this point, our story had swept the planet. Everyone alive knew our names. The memorial memorial had to be held outside. Fortunately, it was a nice day. You could see the Pacific Ocean from the spot in the cemetery where Rachel's monument would be placed. There was a dozen honor guard, a free hork pajure, two dozen Andalite warriors stood at attention. Our friend and ally, General Doubleday, was there. Quite a few men and women in uniform. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's all very touching. I especially like the part of like um Rachel like would enjoy that the yeah. president of the United she, she yeah. likes power yeah right and so having the presidents give you you know give a speech well um I like, mean th- yeah she would have liked it they say this I guess Rachel would have liked it in her own way she would have laughed 
She would have thought it was all way over the top, but at the same time, she would have liked the attention. Would have, but she was a few ounces of ash in a jar resting inside of an open wooden box. The ceremony was almost over when I saw him. I'd been watching the sky. I knew if he was still alive, he would come. He wheeled high overhead, riding a thermal. His hawk eyes would see everything, of course, even from half a mile up. But as the band played some horribly depressing music, down he came. He swooped down and landed on the box, wings flaring. One of the ushers moved to chase him off. Jake took the man's arms. Tobias closed his talons around the urn's small handle. He glanced fiercely at Rachel's mom. She was crying. Had been all, had been all along. She sobbed and nodded her head, giving her permission. Then Tobias looked at me. I said, yes, Tobias, she would want it. I don't know where he found the strength to lift that urn, but he did. He flew away, low at first, then, catching a thermal, he bore the urn away into the sky. I, I love this for a couple of reasons. One, I think, like, yes, of course, Tobias should have the ashes. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel would want that. Yeah. I think Rachel's the kind of person that thinks about a lot about her death. Yeah. Or did think a lot <laughs> yeah. about her death. She doesn't uh, think anything, anything anymore. She's dead. No, yeah. She's a, a, small, a small amount of ash inside of a box, mm-hmm. right? There is another hero here. And we, we now get introduced to a new hero, which is the usher, the, who the, tried, usher. the usher who tried to shoo away Tobias. Get out of here, bird. These get are, out of here. This is, these are heroes ashes. It doesn't belong to a bird. Uh, I, I started getting emotional reading that. Oh, shoo, shoo, get away. Oh, fuck. Yeah, no. get away, emotion. Get away. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. <laughs> but like... Uh, but like, I don't care about my body. Do you care about your body when you die? I, I mean, no, I don't care about my body, but I care about the effect that my death will have on the people that I love. Yeah. Um, so yeah, T- Tobias like grabs her ashes and leaves. And I, I don't know what Tobias does with them, right? Like we never really find out. Um, I don't know if he, he spreads the, them. He or flies it, with them one last time. Like multiple times through the series, they go on dates by flying around together. Yeah. Do you think he like, he eats them? Shoves him down his cloaca? No, I don't think that. <laughs> Why not? Why would he? I think he would do some lines of Rachel. <laughs> you were waiting. <laughs> you were fucking waiting for that. Incredible. I hit the wrong button. <laughs> what is that one? What, the gavel? Well, let me, let's just say that the gavel's important because the trial begins. Not yet. We go to a year later. Is that all we're going to say about the funeral of Rachel? Uh, well, yeah, because... This is someone we spent two and a half years with. Let's get all our feelings for Rachel out. Okay, so yeah, let's let's have our final thoughts about Rachel. Um, controversial take. She should have died earlier in these books. Yeah, you hit me with that one last night when I was fucking three gins in. And, and not necessarily like, you know, early on in the books, but I mean like, you know... right in the around, end game, yeah. She should have died on the train. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like so. Like let, let's imagine this. Right. She. She. They, they have a bomb on the train. They. They. They run the train into the pool ship. It explodes. Rachel's there. He, equally cool death. I think mm-hmm. they spread. They spread her body in a different, cooler way around around the city. Um, and so okay, she's dead. And then like we get a Tobias book. Mm-hmm. A Tobias processing the death of Rachel. Yeah. We get. Other books, like Rachel's still like looming large within the story, and we get more time to digest what happened to Rachel. Yeah. Here, um, you know, we, we get 
a, a, a nice funeral, like yeah. legitimately a nice funeral. Absolutely. Um, and one year later, without like the, the, the processing and the internal thoughts of everyone involved, because yeah. they, they all interacted with Rachel. Yeah. They all have thoughts about Rachel, I bet. Yeah. Uh, we don't hear those. No. Like, the criticisms I give this book, I love this book, by the way. I love the ending. Sorry, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, but it's rushed and it's done with Rachel. Like it's done. Yeah. But she's was, gone. Like her, her, well, her effects loom large in the story, but like they're to serve other characters. Yeah. And it's like, no, we, like we know Rachel. Like yeah. we, we, we read those books. We know her thoughts. Yeah. Right. And so it would have been nice to, I don't know. I, it would have been nice to sit with it a bit longer, I yeah. think, because there's a lot of work to do here. Mm-hmm. Not going to blame the authors. They had the like, <laughs> there was you, a deadline. Yeah, there's a deadline. You got four books uh, before we end it. Go. Yep. And so like, yeah, of course, like, you know, th- this is fine. Yeah. Right. And I would say respectful too. to. I think they handle her death respectfully. Sure. Yeah. Some people disagree. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We're fine here. Well, it's all fine. Everything's fine. I did that one. What? <laughs> oh man, I love when kids die. <laughs> that that's the crying sound. He's actually yeah. sniffing away. Is yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, like, okay, but like, really though, do I care about Rachel? She should die. More of them should have died. A lot of people well, died. I got a spoiler for you. Pretty much all of them die. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, so many people have died mm-hmm. that, like, okay, I agree. Like, Rachel gets extra special attention because we've been along yeah, in that journey. Yeah, she's one of the Animarchs. Yeah, for sure. Right, but, you know, Jeremy, like, died. Yeah, I care about it. That's book 13, man. Right, like, James died. Yeah. The, the you know, the, the those Animorphs, they got melted. Yeah. Um, that's important. Yeah. What about, what is Visser 3 thinking right now? Like, there's so much work to do, and it's, like, a little bit frustrating. Like, okay. There's there's stories untold here. Well, I think we should go now to the clip of Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant explaining it. I was going to do the fart noise, but you moved away. My, <laughs> they it's my soundboard. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you. It's fine. Okay, thank you. It's No, like it's rushed, but it's good. It's, it's rushed, but it's good. And um, like, I think that they prioritize well because one year later. Yeah, we get a time jump one year later. We we don't care about what happens in the meantime. I love a good time jump. Yeah. I think one year is a good time. And Marco's career is going pretty well. Yeah, he's like, he goes on all the talk shows. He goes on Conan. He goes on all the other ones. Oprah. He goes on Letterman. Jay Leno. Conan, The Today Show, Good Morning America, Jon Stewart, Oprah, Oprah, yeah, Oprah, Bill O'Reilly, even does he go on Bill O'Reilly? He says, Yeah, been there. Bill O'Reilly called me a genuine American hero. Uh, here's one name I didn't get Greta Van Strusen, Sustern, Sustern, yeah, she's just the the fucking pundit who sucks. Okay, she sucks, they're all awful, yeah, (laughs) for Conan, he's perfect. You know how we should get rid of them? Damn it, I thought it was the guns. <laughs> but yeah, they they've all become celebrities. Hooray <laughs> for animals! Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, reset, reset. Now we gotta we gotta bring it back. We gotta bring it back. 
right. So they've all become celebrities. Marco's yeah. leaning into the celebrity. He does all the talk shows because they wanted Jake, but very early on they realized Jake was a broken husk of a person who's not good on camera. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make good radio. Like, why would you talk to athletes after a sports game? Because, I mean, they're athletes. That's what they're good at. They're not public speakers. It's like, yeah. yeah, we played the game. We played the game real hard. We played the game real good. The team played a little better. We'll do better next time. And well, like that's this, what you're getting with Jake on a talk show. It's like, yeah, we killed some Yorks. We did them good. They played a little better most of the time, but we got them there in the end. It's like, you don't want that. Yeah, he should. He should just do stunts. Actually, I think the audience would love stunts, which is what Marco ended up doing. He talks about how he's the main like event on a TV show. He plays a character named Nick Lang who turns into animals. And it's like. He's doing what Jake wanted to do. Yeah. And like, I, I, I love this. Like, it's like fantasy fulfillment. Cause mm-hmm. like, honestly, like if your kid reading this, yes, you are thinking about the, the struggles were, but you're also thinking about the cool reward and everyone looking up to you once right. it's done. No. And the cool thing is like, they mentioned how Cassie's like, well, she saved the rain for us. She does all this like cool, like environmental work. Like, like she didn't stop working. Right. No. Like she went right back to it. Yeah. yeah. And they talk about how they're making a movie about their life by with Spielberg. Like they like they talk about how great all this is. They mention how the taxons all moved down to the uh, yeah they fulfilled their the promise. rainforest in right. Brazil. And they talk about Arbron got shot by a poacher. It's okay, <laughs> no, you can't glaze over Arbron. You have to read the exact yeah. line. Arbron was shot and killed by poachers. It was a big incident for a while. They caught the poachers and put them away. Everyone said how terrible it was, but you know, Arbron was probably grateful. He'd saved his adopted people, but he had been a prisoner of that awful tax on hunger, and that's no way to live. <laughs> he liked getting shot, actually. Like, yeah, Marco makes this heavy assumption of, you know what? Yeah, I think he probably liked being dead. Um, you know, like, I, I think that he, he actually did envy the dead. Yeah. And so it was cool that the poachers did that. Um <laughs> Arbron, poor Arbron. Right, like, and they talk about how the Andalites are coming there for like tourist things. They acquire humans. They really love Cinnabon. They really love it. Like, the, they, yeah, we have other desserts. Right, it's L- more than just Cinnabon, <laughs> but they're so good. What about smoking? They love smoking. They do love smoking as we, well. We know they love smoking, and like we get this incredible chapter of like. All these like endings, wish fulfillment, like the world's expanding, the universe is expanding. Like the, the, these people that we've been with for two and a half years, us, yeah. right? But like, what really, like what five years or something? Yeah, That's something serious. like that. Yeah, um, but it's like they're they're getting rewarded for their hard work, and it's cool to see it, and we're happy for it, right? Because like. Um, even the Hork Majeure, they get Yellowstone. Yeah, they get their own little like place, their world. Right, they're stealing many a pick in a basket. <laughs> And, um, like, it's great. Yeah. And, like, everyone's happy. Like, Axe, he's doing really well. He right. got a, an official, he became an official prince, and he yep. was a huge hero back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he stepped out of the shadow of Elfengor, which he, is nice. He like, established he, himself as a, like, truly great hero. Right. Marco is, like, uh, fucking. Like, that's yeah. apparently, like, the thing that he wanted. He wanted to be fucking. And I mean, well, honestly, like, again, as a teenager, like, you yeah, know, that makes sense. Uh, and to this book's credit, I think this is done really well. You get all this cool stuff that everybody's doing. And this chapter ends with talking about how broken and isolated and sad Jake is. Like, I love... As for Jake, well, my boy Jake has always had a serious side to him. I mean, I tried to talk to him about things, but some guys shake off a war and move on and other guys don't. Jake carried Tom and Rachel and those 17,000 yurks around his neck like the ancient mariner and his albatross. 
Being Jake, he didn't lose it. He didn't go off and become some kind of drug addict or have some big breakdown or whatever. He was still Jake, but he was a different Jake. Smaller and bigger at the same time, if that makes any sense. He was closed off, inward. He would sound almost like the old Jake sometimes, but you just, you got the sense that he was out of phase with everyone else. Like, he was a half step behind or ahead or behind. Of course, this just made him into the strong and silent type, and he's always was a big good looking guy. So we got marriage proposals and other proposals from girls as young as 12 and women old enough to be his grandmother. No interest. He loved Cassie, of course, but I don't know what happened there. I, I, I know when I talk to Cassie, I ask her if she's seen him and the answer is always no. The same when I talk to Jake, I'll... Though he always says he's just about to call or just about to write a book. No, thanks. Endorsements. No, thanks. Every college on the planet tried to recruit him. No, thanks. West Point offered him a gig as an instructor in the tactical application of emerging technologies and Xeno warfare. No, thanks. If he'd been old enough, he could have run for president as a candidate of Democrat. Democrats and Republicans or both. Jake was the biggest hero the world had ever seen because he was a hero for all humans, not one nation. He had saved the lives and freedom of the entire human race. I mean... He could have snapped his fingers and had anything he wanted. The problem was he didn't want anything except for Tobias to come back for Rachel and Tom to be alive for the chance to unlive one fateful moment. When he gave that order, the doomed 17,000 defenseless jerks. I worried about him. Okay. I worried about him while sitting by my pool or driving my Maserati or escorting some bubbly hot Hollywood honey past the rope line at the most exclusive clubs. I worried about him. I hadn't seen Jake or Cassie in a couple months when my lawyer called to say the date had been set. Now the three of us would be together again in The Hague, Netherlands. We were to testify in the war crimes trial of the Yurk prisoner, Visser 1. Calling to order the war crimes of the prisoner, Jake, Jake Berenson. Oh! Yeah, you didn't, let, you didn't see where that... Here's the idea, is that... What makes the difference between Visser 3 and Jake? is that Jake feels bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so it's very important that we, the reader, understand that Jake, um, he is he is suffering punishment for his crimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, th- that's that's kind of what we... It's... And, yeah, like, so a year later, everyone has gotten what they wanted. Yes. Right? Everyone yeah. has their dream fulfilled, right? Cassie is, like, an environmentalist, mm-hmm. kicking ass, saving the planet actually saving the planet. Yeah, like taking care of the horcruxure, like, you know, uh, taking care of animals and and uh doing what she wants to Going do. Going to school, she even still wants to be a vet. Yeah, Axe is super famous. He's stepped out, he's beat his brother uh in in popularity, mm-hmm. which I guess is what he wanted. Right. Well, I think he wanted like community and family, but right. okay, but also, <laughs> you know, famous pretty good. But yeah, also yeah, like being as badass or more than your brother is also very important. Right. Marco's out there fucking and sucking and doing lines. <laughs> and Jake got what he wanted, which is the ability to feel guilty, to feel the weight of leadership. <laughs> it, like he wants this. He wanted all of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's this running theme throughout this book is like, well, you know, Jake actually didn't want leadership. We, we hoisted it upon him. They call that out in the trial, too. Right. It's just like they, they picked the tallest kid and made him the leader. <laughs> no, actually, I think that he likes this responsibility. He likes wallowing in his own misery. I think he enjoys all of this. Yeah. Because he was just one of those kids that was conditioned for whatever reason or, you know, had a, a affiliation with glory and pain and misery. Yeah. And 
Okay, well, congratulations, Jake. Hey, you, you did it. You, you did it. You right? did it. And Sorry, I thought that was the celebrating one. Oops. I, I got it. Uh... <laughs> congratulations, Jake. You did it, boy. Uh, you, you fucking won. It's not that he likes being sad about Rachel and Tom, mm-hmm. about the war the, crimes he committed, right. but he knows that he has to feel those in order to really achieve glory. Mm-hmm. Jake wants glory. That's the one thing he wants. And he can't get there yet because there has to be a period where he feels bad about it. Right. Because if he doesn't feel bad about it, he is Visser one. Mm-hmm. Visser one does not feel bad about anything. Not a thing. He loves all the things he did. He would do them again because he, he fucking loves killing. He loves murdering. Loves it. He, he, the only thing that he regrets is that he didn't kill Jake earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, we put him on trial at the Hague. Yeah, like I, I, I kind of hate that he's he's given due process because it like, doesn't work. Yeah. Well, no, but like, it it doesn't work. But also, like, part of the reason why is like he can't get what he wants, and the one thing he does not want is to be put on trial and right. put in prison. That's the last thing he wanted. He wanted to win, or at very least, like, choke on Jake. <laughs> right you yeah. know he wanted to like bring them down if he was gonna go down yes um and so like this is the last thing he wanted he didn't want to be on fucking trial right so we, we go to the hague well before we get to his trial let's talk about the survival guilt that cassie and marco have they talk about how they both have like handled post-war stuff pretty well like they've got their lives together and they worry about jake and one of the big criticisms of this book is whenever two characters who are not Jake get together, all they say is, where's Jake? What's Jake doing? How's Jake? It's like we spent 54, 60 of these books caring about Marco and Cassie and Jake and ax Tobias. And then the other one, I don't remember who died. Um, And she like, they even say, man, we were only friends because Jake knew both of us. And it's like, no, you, you both took on the Helmicrons. It's been several years. You yeah. went through a traumatic experience. You probably yeah. had, you had phone calls and also you had conversations. Yes. You, you were friends when you fought the Helmicrons. Yeah. Like Marco wanted to fuck you. It's like, well, okay, but they, you know, <laughs> different. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, like they, these last books, you're right. The, the biggest complaint I have with these last books and the ending mm-hmm. is that they're Jake focused and I still to the very end, do not care about Jake. No. I could care less about Jake. Yeah. He has nothing going on in that brain. <laughs> not a thing other than he just cries a lot. Like, yeah, he, he cries a lot. Well, okay. But like, I could care for somebody who cries a lot. Tobias cries a lot mm-hmm. internally. Yeah. He mind cries. <laughs> um, but like, you know, J- Jake is, he cries, but like, I don't care. I don't care that he cries. Cause I don't know his motivation. I don't know like what he's thinking, what he's feeling. Cause he doesn't know. Right. He just knows I should be sad. Yeah. And so he cries or rather like I'm, I'm putting that on him because we just never get that level of humanity with Jake. No, not like the others. Right. He is like general Patton, Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is, what's the other Robert E. Lee? <laughs> like he's like these fucking generals, which are, monsters yeah. right because they don't feel yeah why, why does he why did he like cassie there's no way to know <laughs> Not we, we know like yeah like we, we know why like tobias and rachel liked each other mm-hmm. right like because 
Well, for various reasons, codependency. Yeah, like I'm not saying it's a healthy relationship, but we know it. Like the like, it's they, understandable, right? That we saw that a relationship grow and evolve mm-hmm. with like through their emotions. Yeah, they had emotional connection. Jake never had that with Cassie because I don't think Jake feels emotions in the way that we feel emotions. No, Jake goes through the motions of what he's supposed to do, and I think of. Was it book 53 where he's like, you know, after the war, we should get married because that's what he thinks he's supposed to say. Yeah. Like, that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to feel like the broken soldier. Like, as much as that Civil War book was the worst Animorphs book. You learn about Jake. You learn about Jake through that book and that he thinks he's supposed to suffer because of war. So that's what he does. He's the perfect soldier in that he doesn't feel shit. Yeah. Jake. Jake sucks. <laughs> We're going with it to the end, baby. The, yeah, like I'm back on it. Like whatever. Like he, the only like his character arc is that he got better at war, <laughs> yeah. right? Like uh-huh. that, that. That's it. That's his character arc. He, he learned like how to not be shitty at war, right. and that's his character arc. And that sucks. That's not the story I want from the leader. No, right? But but like you know, if you need that perfect soldier, yeah, Jake. Jake's a good. Candidate, yeah, he's, he's a great soldier. A better, like, he's a great, he's a great leader in, uh, like, military leader in that sense. In that, like, oh, he had to make the hard choice to send Rachel off. No, it's because that he could. Yeah, you know, and like, I don't think that's heroic at all. I think that sucks shit. I I agree, and it's like I think about Jimmy Carter a lot and how he spent most of his life after being president just building houses. Yeah, it's like Jake should have done the same thing. If you feel so fucking guilty about everything you did, you should have been an anti-war fucking dude who goes out there and fights against anti-war. But this little bitch becomes a counter-terrorism instructor. Let Let's get into the trial because there's a moment in the trial that I really think highlights this. It's Jake sucks. Jake sucks. So before we do that, okay. Let's take a moment, shall we? Okay. Let's talk about our boy. Our precious, beautiful boy. The one, the only. Final time we get any time with him. Not Visser 1. Not Visser 1. Never was Visser 1. But our boy. Oh, shit. S1. Visser 3. And he did conspire to subjugate the people of Earth through subversion, terror, and violence. Four, that the defendant did conspire to overthrow all legitimate forms of government through subversion, terror, and violence. Five, that the defendant did commit numerous acts of attempted murder. Six, that the defendant committed murder in the specifics contained in Appendix 2C. Seven, that the defendant committed or caused to be committed numerous acts of torture in the specifics contained in Appendix 2D. Eight, the defendant did be a fucking badass. Our boy is on trial in the Hague. Something that should have happened to Henry Kissinger, George Bush, George W. Bush. Right, but like the thing that we're learning about trials, especially trials at the Hague, is that it's for the people that lost. Yeah. If you lost, you go to the Hague. Yep. Because we need to we need to punish you. You lost. You lost this war. Yeah, you lost. Visser three lost the war. He lost. He, he messed up real bad. Um, and as a result, he now has to have these wars against the state uh, told against him. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, you're an insurrectionist. <laughs> yeah, and they they were like. We don't know how we're going to get a slug to testify. That's when Axe is like, actually, Andalites can handle this. 
So they want to handle yes. this. Andalite technicians created a Yerk box. It was about the size of a hardcover book. It contained a miniaturized Candrona source, a computer interface, and a voice synthesizer. The Visser could hear and see and speak. The box, painted lavender for some obscure Andalite reason, sat on a pedestal facing the curved judge's bench. There was a panel of five judges, American, Dutch, Chinese, Kenyan, and Chilean. Sure. <laughs> yeah, fine. Whatever. So the Visser's got a bunch of like a dozen appointed lawyers. They knew they had no chance because our boy from book one was an evil and loving it motherfucker who did every evil and loving it motherfucking thing he could do to ruin everyone's time. Right. He's not trying to pretend he's a good person. No. Not like, like he, Jake. He's 100% like, yeah, no, I'm I'm evil. I want to subjugate you and make you my brain slaves. Yeah, I want to win and I'm going to do it in the most vile way possible. Right. Brave. Good, good on Visser 3? Like, yeah. you know, honestly, like, yeah, just be honest about it. You want to, like, you know, rule over us. Cool. I mean, yeah. not cool, actually. I'm glad that you, you were stopped. Yes, yeah, evil, vile monster, but at least an honest evil, right. vile monster. And, like, the, this idea of the trial is just to make everyone feel ba- better about, like, what they're about to do to them. Right. We just throw that, huck that box into the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Let, let the, um, Lirans? No. Yeah, Lirans, the water ones. No, the Atlantis people. What are they? Oh, the <laughs> Nartek. Yeah, huck that, huck that cube in the ocean. Let the Nartek deal. Yeah, let like Queen Soko shove that shit up her pussy. It's just like mm. right, zip and you go. Um, and so that's why we're having this. Really, why we're having this trial. Yeah. But um, sixteen, the defendant did perform medical experiments upon human subjects without permission. Seventeen, the def- that the defendant did drive more than a million people from their homes. Eighteen. That the defendant did blah, 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 just all of it. Yeah. Well, and also, like, here's the real reason is that, like, we need to establish that society still works. <laughs> right? Like, right. you know, it's like, okay, yes, if we had lost, these laws wouldn't matter. But, like, now they matter. Like, everyone, you guys, laws matter in America. Law, yeah, laws matter. Like, yeah, we had that spaceship land, right? We were all scared. Um, we all got, like, $600, right? <laughs> but, you know, like, listen, laws still work. Okay, uh-huh. so here we're gonna read out all the laws. Yep. Here's all the laws that he broke, and he's a bad boy because he broke them. Yeah. Um. Please, please do not it, trust us. We society's still around. <laughs> it's still okay. It's still cool, you guys. Um. And and so that's why they're doing this trial. Um. But like, they 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 call Jake to the stand as a defendant for why? Why? What? Are, what are? He's the first witness they call. Yeah, but like, why? Why are they calling witnesses? Like, what's the? What is he gonna say? I mean, they they have to do the trial because you know a civilized society hears both sides. Even though I hate the both sides shit. I hate it. It's like he's obviously a criminal. Yeah, and like he no, did horrible, monstrous things. No matter what, he's going to get some sort of, sort of life sentence. Right. Why bother? Oh, Nate's coming out against the justice system. I mean, like when the decision is already a foregone conclusion, we're only doing this to entertain others. Right. I think a lot about <laughs> like it's a, it, like I think a lot about the January 6th shit. Ugh. 
right? Like it, the only reason why it's happening is be, to make libs feel good that, you know, the system works mm-hmm. and that the bad people who stormed the Capitol are punished. No, they're just a bunch of yahoos that broke in. Yeah. Right. They're not fucking insurrectionists. No, they're just a bunch of idiots who believed internet too much and then ruined their lives. Right. So why do we need a trial? We already saw what they did. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, they did that. They should get punished for it. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Like, Hey man, you can't just break in there. Like, so the trial is around in order to gloat. Yep. Like, we're better than Visser 3. We're better than the Yurks. We beat the Yurks. Check out this kid. He (laughs) did all this shit, right? (laughs) And so that's why he's on the stand. It's like, look at our hero. Like, look at this indefensible young child. Right. But, right, the the defense must have its voice, no matter how vile. And so, like... This, this lawyer slithers in. He's like, so. And he says, Your Honor, this witness should himself be under indictment as a war criminal. If the alleged war crimes of the Yurk military officer Visser 1 are to be tried in this court, it must be in the pursuit of impartial justice. Truly impartial justice cannot be applied only against one side in a conflict. If my client is to be tried for his actions in the human Yurk war, then so must the actions of this witness. With all due respect to this court, the witness is a mass murderer, a war criminal. <gasps> the objection was denied. I knocked the mic trying to hit the fart button. Um, yeah, and, and so like... That causes Jake to like stutter. Yeah, no, he feels bad. It's that last. It's the last thing that Vista Three can do from his violet box. Mm-hmm. Is like war criminal. You suck. You suck, yeah. Jake. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's the last thing from his box. He says, "Hey, you're like me. Like it, in the end, we're the same, and we're not so different. You and I. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, they are. The, the book wasn't going for that point, but the, it's there. The the book like, the book is going for there is a difference. Let's find out why. Mm-hmm. I kind of disagree. Go on. So okay, so I do defend the the pool thing. Actually, yeah. like I def- I defend all of Jake's actions. Yeah. To, to be honest, like I think like yeah, if you're fighting to defend yourself and your loved ones from an invading force, right? So actually, yeah. a force that depends on taking over and destroying you personally, right? Yeah, then you're within your rights to fight back and resist. Mm-hmm. Good on Jake for that. They're the same because Jake and Visser one. Visser, actually, no. Okay, so yeah, I, I can't. I can't say they're the same. I think that Jake is more honest with his emotions. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, Visser one is more honest with his emotions. Jake is not, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. And the difference for us, the reader, is like Jake feels bad about the things he did. Yeah. That's the only difference between, you know, Jake and Visser 3 here, I think. Right. It, I mean, do you agree? Like, I, I mean, I, I agree, but also, I also think that this is, like you said, the one attack Visser 3 can still do is make Jake feel bad about what he did. Yeah. Like, like he can never feel good about any of it because Visser 3 is just saying, you know what? If I'm bad, so are you. Guess what, bitch? It's right. I mean, yeah. And so, and so, like, it throws them off guard. Mm-hmm. They ask, like, okay, start from the beginning. Right. Hey. Right. Hey, it's the title of the book. Oh! <laughs> the titles that have, they said the title. Yeah, they did it. They did it. They said the title of the book. And, um, yeah, he, 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 he bumbles it, apparently. Yeah. I, I don't see, like, why it even matters, to be honest. 
Um, what matters because in the next chapter, I mean, after he gives his testimony badly, he gets he goes back to his hotel room to sit there with his head in his hands. <laughs> like that's what he says he does. That's yeah. all he does. When he immediately gets punched in the face by a gorilla and dies and dies. It's end of Animorphs. Yep, it is the end of Animorphs. I mean, whatever. Marco's very good at knocking people out. Yeah, uh, and then he wakes up falling. Ah. Not a long fall, but it was into the water, into the waves, into the dark gray waves, topped with foam. Yeah. And like he just gets hucked into the ocean by what we assume is Marco. Yep. Uh, and like what he's tied together in a weird way. J- yeah, dropped into the water with the like they did this. Axe, Cassie, and Marco did this with the explicit hope that Jake would morph because they all say Jake hasn't morphed since the war. Yeah, before the trial, we were talking about, like, morph therapy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, like, it could be a good way to bring people out of... You know what? Ketamine also could work. Yeah, mushrooms, too. Yeah. Give Jake ketamine. (laughs) 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 That's uh, that's another uh, long, dark gray. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? Lots of foam. Um, Uh, But, like, point being, though, is that they they huck him into the ocean because they want to force him to morph into the joyful dolphin. Yeah, the dolphin who... Every time they morph the dolphin, it's fun, it's joyful, it's energy, it's like playful energy, just everlasting, and Jake is having none of it. Yeah, like he resists it, he turns into a dolphin to survive, and he goes on like this like screaming, like swimming adventure, but not adventure, but like, what am I thinking of? Like there's a scene, I want to say like an angry dance from Flashdance. A Footloose, but yeah. A Footloose, yeah. He goes on a Footloose where he's just like dancing and screaming mm-hmm. until his body gives out. Yeah, he he feels the energy and the joy of the dolphin, but he doesn't let himself feel it. He basically says that he's going to keep going until he runs that body down into nothing. Right. He has a, I hate this, Lieutenant Dan moment. <laughs> Angry at God. Yeah. Where he, he the, him and Forrest Gump mm-hmm. go into, go onto that ship and they get caught in that storm and he yells at the storm. He fights God and then he gives up and then he accepts God. I don't know if Jake accepts God here, no, but like, really. he, he accepts his position and, and like he just needed to feel an emotion. He can borrow a feeling. <laughs> Oh, that wasn't the fart button. Damn it. <laughs> I'll figure it out one day. Um, and yeah, like what he's, he's done now. Like what, what, how does he feel after like th- this, this adventure, the, the, this, this, uh, like release of tension. He's pissed off. He's like, you probably think you're pretty fucking clever, but you're not. I'm a piece of shit. I'm a war criminal piece of shit. And Cassie's like, no, they're wrong. You if you're a piece of shit, I'm a piece of shit. Right. It's like, you did what you had to do. And <laughs> they're like, Axe says, well, actually, I told you we could do it. And Jack's like, no, I said hit the button. I made the call. I pulled the plug. So why don't you tell me? How is that prosecutor wrong? How is Visser one evil and I'm not? I'd really like to know. I had intended it to be a rhetorical question. I hadn't meant to sound so plaintive. Cassie took it seriously. Jake, I've thought a lot about this. Marco rolled her eyes. Yeah, we know. I've had to think about it because I've done the same things you've done, Jake. You were the leader, but if you're a war criminal, then so were we for following you. She shivered. It was cold and the breeze was gusting. I've had to make my own peace with things I've done. Despite myself, I was hanging on her words, and despite myself, I was remember kissing her. Jake, you can't... She took a deep breath. 
you can't equate the victim and the perpetrator. So as long as you're playing defense, it's not possible to commit a war crime, I asked. That's pretty close to just saying that the winners make the rules because it's the winner who writes the history. She grabbed my arm and searched my eyes, forcing me to look at her. No, Jake, it isn't. There are a lot of close calls in history, lots of wars where the blame is evenly split between the sides. This isn't one of them. Before they came to Earth, no human ever attacked a yerk. No human ever harmed a yerk. This one is clear. We are the victims. They made war on us. That's good, I said softly. All of that is good. We have justification. We're the good guys. Marcus said, that's right, Big Jake. We are. I nodded. This is good for the big picture. See, my problem is a little more personal. What do you mean? Axe asked. Well, Axe, man, you're right. You did call my attention to the possibilities on the pool ship, and when you did that, I guess I should have thought, well, Jake, it's harsh, terrible thing to do, but you're justified because after all, you're the victim here. But that's not what I thought. You know what I thought? Cassie released her grip on me, but Marco just took a step closer right in my face. I know what you thought, Jake. You thought, die, you filthy worms. Feel the fear, yurks. Feel the pain. Feel the helplessness. You wanted them to suffer, and the idea of them suffering and dying made you happy. You were thrilled. You were high. Cassie winced. She looked away. I said, yeah, Marco, that was about it word for word it's like yeah i mean (laughs) yeah i mean we're in a world of shit (laughs) i need to rewatch that movie full metal jacket because i think like that that's what that movie talks about Mm -hmm. i mean jake is feeling the thing jake is feeling something yeah right and but like they're frustrated with him because they've all felt this yeah and he's just now kind (laughs) of like Like, whatever, again, I'm being, you know, kind of mean to Jake, but I think it's justified. Like, they're all kind of saying, yeah, we all did this. Yeah. You know, and like, I don't know why. And maybe it is like Jake had to turn himself off and now he's finally kind of feeling the Mm -hmm. effects of the war because, you know, he he can't turn himself off for war anymore. He has to like stew in it. Yeah. And so he's not used to having to think. (laughs) Right, like, yeah. like you know, all all the other manomorphs, they were thinking. Jake couldn't think this way during mm-hmm. the war. He had to become the soldier, and yeah. now he's he's getting the after effects. He's getting the aftershock. Yeah. Uh, now that he the 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 crisis is over. Yeah. Um. Good writing, I would say. Yeah. No, I think it is. I think it's effective. I mean, like, it's it's great. Um, but also, like, there's this follow up that Marco says that you didn't say, which is, well, dude. I don't, uh, you don't get to be a war criminal by thinking bad thoughts. What's done is done, not what you felt or thought. You have to judge the act. You were acting in self-defense. You were enjoying the facts that you were winning two different things. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I like that because it's very true. Yeah. I don't care how, like, if you were just like thinking like happy thoughts when you kill the Yerks or you were feeling angry or sad or whatever, it's the, you, you judge the actions that you do. Yes. And... You know, judging the actions he did, yeah, it's fine that he, you know, ejected the pool ship. I mean, like, you can judge the decision whether right. or not it was an effective, like, distraction or not. But ultimately, he was justified because, it, yeah, yeah, it's self-defense. It was self-defense. It, because if you're acting as a representative of Earth, Earth's <laughs> self-defense is pull the lever. Yeah, flush out, the toilet. Flush the toilet. You know, if, if you're, you know, acting on behalf of the planet, yeah, you don't hate that oil refinery. <laughs> who's to say that pipeline it, you know it's like it, it, and so i think the the justification lands 
It's just he can't see that because he doesn't know anything except for war mode. Right. And he's not equipped to deal with this. And guess what? I'll throw this out. Maybe it's okay to feel good when you're winning or something bad is happening. And I'll. You can feel guilty about it. I mean, like. I mean, yes, you can feel guilty about it. But like I mentioned earlier in this episode, we had that young person die at my work, right? Mm -hmm. My team, myself included, because I'm going to include myself, we did everything right. We did it fast. We did it right. Nothing fucked up. I felt good about that, even though I was watching a very young person die. Yeah, it's it's a job well done seeing the wild machine. Yeah, and it's like those combating emotions are hard. Like, I'll give the writers that for even trying to express this in any kind of way. I'll, I'll, I'll hand that one to you, Kathy Apples. You did it. Yeah. Shit's gray. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> yeah, very gray. Two years later, Ooh. we go to our one axe chapter. Uh, well, before we do, hold on one second. Oh. I have some breaking news. <laughs> CNN breaking news. We have this just coming in. The five judge panel in The Hague has returned uh, convictions on 22 of 25 counts of war crimes against the Yerk Visser 1. Ooh. Visser 1, of course, was led by the Yerk's invasion of Earth and was in command of all the Yerk's and allied forces at the end of the war. Uh, the decision means that Visser 1 will almost certainly be never be released from the specially constructed prison facility that has been built in Canvas. Kansas. No worse prison than spending your life in Kansas, let's be honest. I mean, like, do you think they put him in, like, the Magneto jail? <laughs> but, like, for yours? Yeah, it's just that little box. I just want to hit the breaking news button. So, yes, he goes to jail and prison in Kansas. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. He lost. It's, it's the, we say goodnight to our boy, Visser 3. Yeah, uh, it's the end that he didn't want. What's your favorite Visser 3 moment? Um... I think when they actually threw the bomb train into the pool and he shows up and he's just like, shit, <laughs> and <then> just like <laughs> leaves. I like any time he gets deflated, <laughs> like yeah. when he grows into a big thing and then immediately gets poked. He's like, oh, you win this time. You know, like I'm going to bring like weird things with me throughout life from this experience. And one of them is going to be the words Lebton Jablin fish. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's one. That's- he, yeah, he deflates in that. Yeah. That's that's it. So long, Visser 3. Yeah. We loved you. Good night, my sweet Visser. Esplan 9266 or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, how's your brother doing? <laughs> He's dead. Man. Remember him? Remember yep. the, the, so, he like, loved eating brains. Two years later, they found the droad. He's on trial. <laughs> Cryax there. Nope. None of that. Nope. No, no droad. Nope. No, no droad. No. Um, was it Bill Gates? What was his name? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't remember. William. Uh, William Fence. Yes, the uh, <laughs> Defenister or something. It's def- William Defenister or something. Joe Joe Bob Fenistry. That was his name. Ah, uh, great. God damn it! I want this out of my head. Two years later, Aximili now is the proud captain of the Defiant. <laughs> that's one. Yeah. That's one for you, Star Trek. Yeah, that's yeah. That's Worf's ship. That's not. <laughs> He just sleeps there. It's Worf's ship. It's not his ship. It's the the ship of Deep Space Nine. It's not Worf's. It's fine. Um, 
No, what is it? The Intrepid? Yeah, the Intrepid or something. Yeah, so he's like this fucking war hero. Big badass. Right. He, he shows up by the Intrepid. Everyone kind of oozes and ahs, right? Mm-hmm. And um, Peace has, has come across the galaxy, yep. right? Uh, you know, he's just kind of... He's the only like ship that is actively looking for trouble. Yep. As they're hunting the blade ship. They're hunting that blade ship. Because right? they know the group of loyal Yerks have gone off to fucking stir shit up. Right. They're going to do something. Yeah. They suck. Right. And no so good. the, the, the intrepid's mission is to go out and find the blade ship and, and compromise to a permanent end. Yep. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And so like Axe loves this, yep. right? Like he loves being in power. He loves being his own prince. It's what he wanted to do from day one. Right. Um, and, and like they're getting some hints about the blade ship, right? They're kind of actually hearing news that the blade mm-hmm. ship is kind of moving around specifically from the thing that I'm really going to m- misreading about, which is, <laughs> I knew you were going to call this out. The Skritna did things for their own impenetrable reasons. They had, after all, made a number of trips to Earth <laughs> long before the Yurks have discovered that planet. And what they had done to the people on Earth? Kidnapped them briefly for absurd medical tests and occasion, uh, and on occasion killed some Earth creatures called cows. Uh, <laughs> you should know what cows are, Axe. Axe, you were the cow book, man. Come on. Had any of that had purpose? Perhaps to the Skritnaw mind, but not for anyone else. So do you think the Skritnaw actually abducted uh, Mulder's uh, sister? You know for a fact that they did. Okay. It's, X-Files is all Skritnaw. It's Skritnaw all the way down. Yep. Cool. Hot take. Yeah. Anyways, that, that's our boy, the Skritnaw. We aren't going to hear about them again. Nope. Um, so yeah, they, they discover some weird uh, crystalline entity is what yeah. I called it. You called it like a, a sphere of 9-11. Yeah, floating 9-11. Well, they called a bunch of skyscrapers together. It's like, okay, so 9-11 happened and all the, like they went to Z-Space, big pile of 9-11s. Yeah, they run into this big pile of 9-11s and Axe is like, you know what? Why don't I just go hop into this? Yeah, I'll, go, I'll go there. Yeah. Like me and a couple of my best friends. Why don't we just go down to the, the uh, weird uh, glowing space star yeah, full and, of buildings and his boy, his Lieutenant Menderash is like, well, are you sure you want to do that? Like you're the captain. Come on. He's just yeah. like, whatever. Like we're not going to run into thing. And Axe is like, well, look, I'm kind of revolutionizing how Andalite leaders are by explaining what I do and making people better. So yeah, I'll go down. It's fine. You think it's uh, fine. You think Axe is being uh, like disruptive? He's disrupting the industry of uh, dome <laughs> he, ships. Yes, he's opening the kimono of Andalite Andalite Command. Yes, for sure. Okay, great. <sighs> um, so yeah, he he does that right. Like yep. he 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 gets on the ship. He mm-hmm. flies down to this entity. We have a fix now. The TO reported. TO tactical officer. Sure. Yeah. Now a 90% probability the Earth-type DNA is present in one location. No one said anything, but there was sort of silent murmur of excitement. Warriors shifted their stance, superstitiously glanced at the charge indicators of their shredders, nudged each other. The sensors continue to show no life signs, the first officer said. However, Captain, this is a very unusual situation. Perhaps you wish to reconsider the T- uh, whether the T.O. should be given command of the boarding party or myself. You sense danger, First Officer Menderash? Then he hesitated, then... Yes. Despite the sensor reading showing this is a dead ship, this time more forcefully... Oh, yes, Captain. So do I. Just the same. Here I am. Might as well go forward. Take us in for docking. Let us go see what this DNA is. Uh, hold on. Yeah, I knew you were getting getting something ready. Hold on, hold on, hold on. 
You want me to do that line again so you can add the sound effect? It's pretty good. Uh, so Axe chooses to board the evil, like, scary ship. Oh. <laughs> I can't get stop. He can't stop inceptioning. God damn it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, like... I mean, honestly, though, like if I'm a captain and I'm doing cool spaceship, I want to go down to the, the yeah, entity. I would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hand it off to uh, Colonel Psy. I got it. What? And Battlestar? Colonel Ty. Colonel Psy. Come on. I don't know. Saul Ty is his name. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't seen Battlestar since it aired. So they, they jump on this crystalline entity, crystalline entity, and I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure it's going to be yeah. okay. So that's why naturally we cut back to Jake. What's Jake doing? He's teaching counterterrorism to the Americans, British, French, Japanese, German, and Norwegian soldiers. Yeah. When was this book written? Mm, 2001, early 2001. Okay. Before that. Before? Before 9-11. This this all happens before 9-11. They're making a counterterrorist force before 9-11. Yeah. What did Kathy Apples know and when did she know it? That's right. Um... Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're teaching were, morphing like they're, they're reporting like it, more incidents of like terrorism, right? Yeah, like, terrorists had begun to attack and light tourists and free hork And so they made a single morphing cube available for counterterrorism. And Jake is the teacher of these like specially trained handpicked soldiers to do morphing counterterrorism. Right. So finally, Jake finds his piece, right? He gets what he wants. Yeah. Teaching war, <laughs> teaching yeah. morph war. Right. And like, you know, there's a temptation for me to like, oh, it's all he knows now. He's been broken. Mm -hmm. No, actually, I think he was always like this. (laughs) I think that he uh, was always wanting to seek out glory and respect. Mm -hmm. And and this is the end conclusion of that. Right. Is that he's teaching the next generation of top guns um, to go and fight a war. And he's Tom Cruise. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen Top Gun. I started the first one. I fell asleep and I have no desire. Yeah. You, know, yeah, you woke up during that volleyball scene though. Well, yeah, it was hot oiled men. I knew it. I was trying to find a better one. I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, baby! I'm glad you're getting this all out of your system. I'm just, I'm glad. Great. Um, and so like he's teaching them how to morph and we, I kind of like this actually. Cause it, this book, it, it's an ending, yeah. right? And so we want to go and recap kind of the things that we remembered and experienced. And yeah. one of the things that kind of got forgotten was that controlling the animal mind and instincts is hardest the first time. The instincts can carry you away, especially in prey animals where the fear reflexes is overwhelming, right? He's like telling them mm-hmm. what it's like to morph. And right. we stopped doing that yeah. at a certain point. I'm, I'm, I missed it. That was the yeah. coolest part initially. Yeah. Agreed. And like, I get that they would get better at it and you kind of just don't revisit that so often, mm-hmm. but like, I'm, it's a good, it's a good ending. Like right. it is very much a, Hey, you remember that. Yes. Um, and he talks about how he now lives in Santa Barbara. He ended up writing a book. It was an autobiography. He hated it, but he then says, I hated doing it, but it was a way for me to tell people more about Rachel and Tobias, the forgotten animorphs as people called them. And James, right? He, he brought up James. Who? And and um, what, Colette, hmm? the forgotten animals. Don't remember. <laughs> Sorry, don't recall. Didn't happen. <laughs> we made it up. 
so he makes a bunch of money off that. Then the defense part department's like, well, why don't we make him our top secret morph counter terrorist teacher? Fine. It's good. It's good. It fits. It fits. Right. And so like, it's a classroom of people both younger and older than him. Mm -hmm. And because that matters. (laughs) And they jokingly call him the professor. Right. Even though he doesn't even have a high school degree. (laughs) High school degree. GED diploma. Yeah. He, he never graduated high school. He never graduated college. He graduated the school of, of hard knocks. He got on field, uh, education. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like he likes it. He, yeah. he, he, you know, enjoys teaching classes and then he, he goes back to, he takes a jet, I guess. Yeah, flies back and forth. Flies back and forth from his Santa Barbara house to the classroom and like he stares at a wall, I guess. Yep. I, I, what, like, what does he do? At night he goes to the Rachel Memorial and cries. The The people of the gate just let him in because they know who he is and he just goes there and cries. All oh, the weepy babies here again. All right, open the gate. All right, here you go, Mr. Hero. You have another cry. Have a vitamin water. You're going to keep your fluids up, mm-hmm. pussy, you dumb bitch. And then, like, you know, he be- just becomes boring, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um, he's been given the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm. Oh, what an what an honor. What a great, great honor. Right? <laughs> I, I meant to hit the fart noise first, but I'm glad I hit the yep. sound. It was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he, but he still feels like yeah, but like it has the taint of war criminal on it. Right. Like he hasn't given that up yet. No. Um, and so he 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 drives back to class one day. I'm like, ah, oh, kind of hot out today, professor. The driver said as I climbed out. Yeah, but it's a dry heat. I said, see you Monday, corporal. Boring. Boy. He's fucking boring, right? Yeah. And like in comes this like nervous uh, major. He's like, oh, oh, oh professor, <laughs> uh, sir, an analyte has landed unannounced. Uh, he's on the base. He's asking for you. Prince Aximili? No, I don't think so, sir. I'm going to go real deep into it. I, uh, he can, I can bring him to you straight away. I, I, nod, so- I nodded. Let's <laughs> get into the shade at least. Oh, my <laughs> <laughs> All, all troops sound like that. Yeah, so eventually Menderash shows up. Menderash. Our boy Menderash. <laughs> New character Menderash. Woo, Menderash. Couldn't, couldn't find anyone else. The only known survivor of the Intrepid. Okay. Yeah. And Jake says, are you telling me Axe is dead? Uh, he surely, slowly shook his head. Uh, no, he is not confirmed dead, only missing. In fact, we have reason to believe that he may still be alive, but a prisoner. Whose prisoner? I snapped. It was Menderash who answered the blade ship. Yeah, the the, the blade ship has captured Axe. It's back. It's and got him. It's, it's back. It's got him. Uh, and so we got to rescue our boy. Yeah. Um, and so Menderash told the story. Yeah, Menderash lays it out. And he's like, oh, fuck, I ran away. I got real scared. Uh, even though Andalites are supposed to die heroically in battle, I didn't. I ran. Whatever. And and I, I found a hu- human DNA. I found yep. human DNA. It was polar bear. It was DNA. all uh, polar bear DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, we found Earth DNA. It was all over the bathroom. It was yep. real gross. Yep. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, we we detected that it was running into. Um, well, okay, I don't want to tell you in front of like these other guys. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, um, Major, could you please leave? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm having alien conversations here, yep. and you're not cool enough to be here. Um, it's like, well, okay, so there's this uh, species we haven't told you about called the Kelbrid. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, Kel- the Kelbrid have their own pl- their, their own territory in the galaxy, and 
Andalites made a pact with Kelbrid. Andalites may never enter Kelbrid's space, and Kelbrids may never enter Andalite space. Otherwise, it will be all-out war. So, um, the blade ship, we saw it fly into towards Kelbrid space. So, uh, if they're taking axe into Kelbrid space, they may be trying to start a war between the Andalites and the Kelbrid by bringing an Andalite into Kelbrid space. And um, so, wait, no, Andalite ship can go into Kelbrid space. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I, me as Menderash, I cannot go with. I can't. I cannot go to Kelbrid space. But if there was a prototype, high-speed, effectively dangerous uh, Yurk fighter uh, that could uh, be filled with human food and go into Kelbrid space, theoretically, someone could go to Kelbrid space. Major, could you come in here for a second and hit that button on the wall? Oh, sure thing, boss. So, um... Sir, I want you to get as many food pellets, water, bottles. We need to find my crew, and we need to go and save our dear friend's ass. And, and, uh, me, Menderash, I would like to lead you. Menderash, Menderash, what the fuck? You can't go. Um, we just had this conversation. No Andalite can go. I, I know, I know I can't go, but in two hours, I won't be an Andalite. So let's go get Axe back. What? Oh no, Men. Menderash, what are you doing? No! I'm already human, baby. Menderash, no! Menderash the Nothlet. My name is Men D. Rash. I'm Indian now. Menderash, he has become a human. <laughs> Menderash is human now. Yeah, Menderash is human now. Um, Spirelli, is that the, the main Santarelli. Name? Santarelli. Like yeah, he handpicks a few people. Santarelli, uh, there's French Rachel. Sorry, French girl. Rochelle. Jean. Please. Jean. 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 Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Yep. Van Damme. This <gasps> lady. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Van Damme. Uh, right, but there's there's missing people from this crew, obviously. Yeah, so right? next up, we go to Cassie. Cassie, uh, she's doing the Mission Impossible, like, kind of rock climb in Yellowstone, where she's yeah, like. she's about to get a mission shot to her by a missile, which turns into sunglasses. <laughs> Good movies. Mission Impossible 2. Fantastic. And also our good friend Ronnie is here. Hey, Ronnie. Ronnie Chambers. Welcome, Ronnie Chambers. Ronnie Chambers. Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Oh, he's sticking it to our girl, Cassie. Yeah, actually, they're dating. Yeah, they are dating. They have been for a while. Yeah. And well, Cassie was kind of actually hesitant because, A, she still kind of had a a thing for for Jake, but that wasn't going to happen. Right. And, and B, uh, Ronnie is seven years older <laughs> than Cassie. Yes. Cassie is currently, what, 19? 19, 20, yeah. Are you cool with that? Uh, no. Yeah, like, I'm no. not cool with that either, right? Like, I wouldn't, if I were 27, I would not be dating a 19-year-old. Okay. okay, but if you're 26, you can't date a 17-year-old. No. Oh, God, no. Uh, all I'm saying is that this is an improper dating relationship. Knock it off. Knock yeah. it off. Ronnie Rock. Chambers. Ricky Prickles, you knock it the fuck off. We're going to get that Ricky Prickles. <laughs> We're going to get that fucking Ricky Prickles. Ricky Prickles, your ass is grass. Ricky Prickles, get away from my girl. You're a bullshit artist. See that bird? That bird's coming over here. I want you to be the fuck out. Yeah, so they see a peregrine falcon coming, and Cassie's like, um, hey, can you give me a minute? That's Jake. And Ricky Prickles is like, 
Oh, ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, yeah, I'll go. He's really nervous when like someone with authority comes and, and is around them. Yeah, because he knows he's in trouble. <laughs> because he knows he's in trouble. Right? Yeah. Um, so Ricky Prickles fucks out. Jake comes in. He demorphs and he's like, Cassie. Um, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, uh, R- Ricky Prickles is a very nice guy. You, you ever talk to an ex after like a couple of years? Yeah, it's weird. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine it's probably something like, like, oh, you doing well? Yeah. Oh, cool. How, how's, how's your dog? Your dog's doing? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. You still doing this whole politics thing? Yeah, yeah, I still okay. love you. Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> So, yeah, okay. so uh, yeah, um, you know, I'll always love you. Well, what yeah, we went like, through. Like, yeah, I mean, like R- Ronnie's probably getting kind of lonely over there. Uh, I'm a so husk. I better, I better, you. I better go. The last time I felt alive was when you kissed me. Well, I mean, it's glad that yeah, we're having this talk, but I think uh, Ronnie, you know, hey, Ronnie, Ronnie. Where, where's Tobias? Oh, sorry. I'm just farting out Ronnie's cum, which he put in there earlier. <laughs> I meant to hit the sound. <laughs> Instead, I hit the sound and you know what? it works better it's yeah, fine it's fine uh no like ronnie was shitting himself <laughs> he was in a bush just shitting real hard and <laughs> and so uh, long story short jake says like okay listen I'm, why i'm really here is axe has been captured yep. she's like great um i'll go get my knife and we'll <laughs> go to space uh, and, and jake says no you can't do that absolutely not why the fuck not because he knows what he's going to do, and that would mean Cassie's death, and he's not going to let Cassie die. He says, you're where you need to be. This is where you were always meant to be. You were meant to be the lifesaver, the like world-saving, environmentalist, badass, anamorph, saving people through your like life and words and all that, and I'm just going to go do war. She got to a healthy spot. Yeah. Her life is great. Got a new man. She's moved on. Moved on. Yeah. She's moved on from the war. Mm-hmm. Don't bring her back. And yeah. Jake knows this. Yes. He says, sorry, I'm, I'm here's the thing. I'm really here because I know that you're in contact with Tobias. Yep. Now, the thing that we kind of glossed over earlier is Tobias has become essentially like a Sasquatch type figure where yeah, it's like we've seen sightings of the <laughs> forgotten animorph. Right. The, like every bird is just kind of like being pelted with rock, hoping that's Tobias, you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, several Piscot polys have been shot out of the yes. sky. And uh, because they're they're looking, he's a mystical figure. Imagine yeah. if there was just like this hero bird somewhere out there. You know, <laughs> I mean, all birds are heroes to me, but that's fine. Yeah. You know, and so. Nobody knows where Tobias really is, except for maybe Cassie. Right. Jake thinks. Yeah. And we cut to our hero bird, Tobias. His, his lone chapter in this book. You know, I'm, I, I was mixed. I had mixed feelings about like, oh, this is Tobias's only chapter. Mm-hmm. I, want, I want more time with my boy. But honestly, having just one little peek is all we kind of need. Yeah. Because we know his story now. It's this. The world's smartest mouse wriggled his nose at me. Oh, he knew I was watching, all right. He knew. His story now is, is like the stories that it was before when he first got nothleted, which is, I'm a bird. Yeah, I'm the world's smartest bird. Right. Okay, old man mouse, you live for another day. I'm not falling for it. <laughs> like, he, he he's turned full nature man. Yep. He's turned into Tom Waits in Buster Scruggs. <laughs> yeah. Which is, uh, you know, like he's talking to animals. Hey, Mr. Mouse! Come on, Mr. Mouse! Like, he's thinking, like, oh, this mouse likes seeing me eat shit when I miss him and get a handful of grass. Well, I'll show him. But first, I'm gonna find me a skunk pup. I'm gonna eat it. Ah, <laughs> oh, how high can a skunk count anyway? 
And then in comes these two hardcore crunchies. <laughs> that was a hardcore crunchy. Uh, pretty much everyone in Eugene. <laughs> Yeah, just, no, like just it, no. The, well, the, yeah, the idea is they've been crusted over with filth. Yes, and they're crunchy. Mm-hmm. And he looks down at these this pair of hardcore crunchies. At, at first, he's bothered by them, but they had a flute. It was a favorite instrument for hikers. Okay, <laughs> sure. And I he, live in Oregon, one of the hiking capitals of America, and I ain't never seen anybody with a flute. Yeah, but you don't hike though. I did when I did. I never saw people with flutes. Well. These hikers have flutes and their, 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 their hippie song reminded him that like, you know, that could have been us and me and Rachel. Right. Uh, down I there. could have been happy once. Yeah. I could have been happy. I could have been that. Um, but now I, I'm a bird and he, it's not that he's unhappy. He's just peaceful. Yeah. You know, uh, he, he's not like, it's not his preferred life, but it is a life Yeah, and he's liking it. And in come these fucking crunchers. And like they're, they're messing up his shit and like he kind of like I, I'm going to go scare them away. I'm going to go mm-hmm. down there. I'm going to rake their heads. Maybe take one eyeball. Yeah. One last eyeball for me. Yeah. The 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 mixer. <laughs> no, what's, what's his? The Tobster. <laughs> I don't know what his nickname is. What, one more for for the for the old sad bird boy. Yeah. Bad, sad bird boy is going to get one last eye. He starts flying down there and he sees like a wolf. He's like, oh, that's weird. Oh, there's a wolf down there, and he starts flying down. He actually, before he gets his eyeball, he sees a horcruxer swinging in the trees. He sees Toby. He's like, "Oh, you know, what? like it's Toby." I can say hi Toby to Toby and a wolf coming together. What the fuck? Yeah, but like it's fine though. Normally, I wouldn't reach out, but like it's Toby. Mm-hmm. We, I, I'm their god. Right. I kind of have to go down yeah. and say hi every Plus, so often. There's a wolf. There's only one person I know who would be a wolf. Might as well say hi to her. Only then did I see the wolf who trotted along easily beneath the swinging harbinger. A wolf had to be Cassie. Toby dropped to the ground. Hello, Toby. Hold on, I have the perfect <laughs> oh, yeah, you got, that. you got I, this. I got this right now. Hello, Tobias. Long time no see. I hope you are well. Tolerable. <laughs> I was going to say, turn it off. Tolerable. <laughs> I answered guardedly. I landed on a low branch just above Toby's eye level. The wolf wasn't saying anything yet, but there was no way it was a normal wolf. Tobias, I have done something you may disapprove of. Toby said. She was always ridiculously deferential when addressing me. It was a bit silly, what with her being not only the de facto head of the hork but also, under U.S. law, officially the governor of the hork Free Colony and a non-voting observer member of the House of Representatives. Uh, what, what a dig. Why? Oh, <laughs> uh, you're Puerto Rico now. Sorry. Well, and also just like, is this a, th- is this a Native American thing? Like it's it, is it like a commentary on something? It or? makes me feel gross. Yeah, it's it's weird that they're non-voting. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Puerto Rico thing. Yeah. The America it's Samoa. It's like, well, okay, so we have control over the, the Harbour right now. Like, yeah. okay, yeah. So you, you don't get a representative, but we will tax you for work. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you, Michael Grant. This is a Michael Grant thing. Yeah. Um. Well, it's, it, it's again, it's the reinforce that the system works, right? I mean, <laughs> yes. like, yeah, the system know. works. Yeah, the work, but you're happy. Yeah, everything's working out. Uh, yeah. Don't question society. It's fine. Yeah, and um, to, Tobias is like, all right, who is it? And then Jake says, it's me, Tobias. He began to demorph. Now the two campers were snapping pictures like mad, and that didn't improve my mood. I yelled at them and thought, speak, hey, Ken and Barbie, knock it off. 
This is my meadow. You want to stay? Sit down and stay quiet. It was harsh of me, but I had to yell at someone. I was disturbed, thrown off stride. I hadn't spoken to Jake in years, not since Rachel... But I was so surprised, so taken aback that I had trouble summoning up the rage I thought I still felt toward him. Well, Jake, I said with what I hoped was a rock-steady thought-speak voice, what's up with you? I'm doing good. You're older. So are you. Well, it was fun catching up. Bye. I spread my wings. It's about Axe. I should have flown away. I knew I should have, but Axe said I was his shorm. It's an Andalite word for someone who was closer than a friend. During the war, we'd both been exiles in the woods, Axe and me. Neither of us had a real home. His family was a billion miles away. Mine didn't really exist. Only later did we discover that Axe and I were, because of the most unbelievable circumstances, actually related. I could fly away. If I didn't, I was trapped. I'd be trapped with Jake again. What about Axe, I asked. Why bring up that they're related? It doesn't <laughs> matter. It was a plot point that they forgot about. Yeah, and it plays not like not into this at all. Like, because like I remember my reaction when I got when we got to the Star Child book. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is important." What, <laughs> nope. what are they, they going to do to 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 bias? Actually, no, they decided it was a trash idea and threw it away. Yeah. Which good on them. Actually, it was kind of a bad idea, and I'm glad they hucked it. Yeah. Um. So is this their kind of like? We didn't forget about it, but we didn't. We made a choice. But it doesn't not, matter. We yeah. made a choice not to talk about it. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. And kudos, kudos, Michael Grant. Kudos, Catherine, Catherine Alice Applegate. Kudos, we love your books. I'm surprised it took you so long to get back to the voices. Yeah, you know, you're right. <sighs> so Tobias, he knows he has a choice or be trapped with Jake and he chooses to be trapped for Axe. For Axe. Yeah, of course. And like, well, and it, it, this and is another point that you made earlier that Jake, his one power is using people. He's using Axe to get Tobias. There's that. I, but I think that in this case, the, the conversation that happened right before it, which is, you're older is important mm-hmm. because there's this kind of like lingering thought that gets brought up occasionally, which is um, red tailed hawks. They don't live very long. No. Uh, like I forget how many years, like but 15, 15. Okay. Could be. Yeah. So, but he's an older hawk. It's been like what? Five years since he's been a hawk. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and who this knows, is like three the, years from this book plus three years in a war plus whatever age he started at. That's six years. Yeah. Like, uh, well, whatever age he started at. Right. So yeah, like, when may, it, maybe it was like, you know, a maybe, four or five year old hawk. He's got like five years left. Yeah. Who knows? Right. But he knows that he's older mm-hmm. and he's not going to turn human. No. Like, I think he's kind of given up on that idea. So might as well do the last thing, you yeah. know, like just go out and have a hero's death like yes. Rachel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so the, the one person who, uh, aside from Cassie has their shit together, Marco definitely unquestionably has their shit together. <laughs> Wink. Wink. Is Marco. Marco has $9,432,000 in his Merrill Lynch account, mostly in stocks, some bonds. M- modern day, this would be his viewer count. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like, I have 3 million followers on Twitter. Um, you know, I have so many followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he would be an influencer. For instead sure. Instead of a, a, a TV personality, which is what he's become. Yes. Um, I had a girl... I had a girlfriend. She was a model slash actress. She was not, shall we say, a genius. 
but she was beautiful and sweet and about a foot taller than me, so I can climb right in there. Yeah, just... I, I love to climb a bitch, let's be honest, and at 6'7", that's hard to do. True. He had seven cars. A butler named Weatherby. Actually, his name was McPherson, but like, like I like the sound Weatherby. <laughs> and I had two mates. Marco sucks. Yeah, he's become the bourgeoisie and we should cut his head off. Well, like he's become the thing that he thought he wanted Mm -hmm. right when he was a kid. And like, honestly, all junior high kids are kind of this way where it's just like, oh, man, it would be great to have like a butler and some cars and a hot babe. Yeah, it's like I had a timeshare deal on a jet, had a house in Santa Barbara, New York, and was looking at a little place in Tuscany. So exactly why was I spending my time morphing to lobster in order to crawl along the bottom of my swimming pool? Why? Why was he doing that? The excuse he gives later is that he was trying to find his keys, but it's not that. It's not that at all. He is becoming a lobster at the bottom of a pool because he has nothing else else in his life. Mm Mm-hmm. He, he's he's floating there listless. He can't do drugs because it's a kid's book, but right. he would. He, he's probably doing those. He's lines. probably strung out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like the reason why he's a lobster at the bottom of a pool is because his life is falling apart. Yeah. I hadn't done the lobster morph in a long time. It seemed like a million years ago. I'd use it to escape the Yerks by hiding in a grocery store fish tank. These the days, man. Those were the days. Right. <laughs> he never left high school. No, he right? peaked. He, pe- he peaked then, right? Uh, and, like, it even mentions, like, in his TV show, he's not actually the leading guy in the no, TV show. No, he's the sidekick. He's the sidekick in the TV show because he kind of also realizes, like, oh, I-, I I was meant to be a sidekick. I mm-hmm. like being a sidekick. Yeah. Uh, I will never be the leading man in a show yes. or in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And so he's just sitting at the bottom of the pool as lobster, and in comes Jake. He's like, well, if it isn't lobster, boy. <laughs> right. He's like, hey, Jake. Remember this morph? Uh-huh. Some reason why you're morphing the lobster? Um, well, I, I dropped my keys in the pool. Uh, I was going to go get them. Well, then it's a good thing you have the ability to turn into a lobster, because otherwise, what would you do? I mean, normal people, they drop their keys in the pool. They're just totally helpless. Those keys stay down there forever. Man, Jake does not understand. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, he's making a joke. Like, they're both making jokes. Like... They're trying to, they're play acting the rapport they used to have and trying to have it again. Yeah. Like it's a piece of what their lives used to be and they're trying to get it back. Right. But everything is different and changed and weird. He's like, you want a drink? Yeah. I'll get Weatherby to get you a drink. Yeah. Uh, a Diet Coke. <laughs> right. Um, it's, I looked closely at Jake. There's definitely something wrong with you jake you're being way too clever way too quick what's up you finally go on prozac he winced a little and i was sorry i'd opened my mouth i flopped into a chase lounge and waited he had something to tell me jake has no poker face he sat down too but on the edge of his seat he glanced up and smiled a little i looked up and saw a hawk circling in the air directly above us the, the, so the smile is just like Jake is happy again. Yeah, he's got purpose. He's got he's got purpose because his only purpose is conflict and war and battle. Yes. And Marco's only purpose is to, you know, he just likes being bossed around. Yeah. And it's (laughs) it's why he's dating like this, a tall woman to boss him around. He likes being stepped on. Right. That's why he's a small little lobster boy. Do you think he morphs in bed? He does. You know he does. He goes gorilla mode. Come on. No, he turns into a mouse. Carl crawls right up to Richard Gere's ass. It's fine. It's true. 
And to Marco's credit, he puts to, he puts it together instantly. In a heartbeat, it was as everything around me turned translucent, like it was all fake, a set created with the help of trick lighting. Now with the sudden change, it was like I could see right through the walls of my very nice house, right past old Weatherby and the silver tray with my Coke. The last three years were magically reduced to a daydream, and old reality emerged from beneath the illusion. I reached for my drink and my hand was trembling. Jake waited, patient now that he knew that I knew. He was watching me, waiting for my reaction, waiting, but not like he had any, any doubt about me, the smug jerk. You're about to ruin my life, aren't you? I had asked him. The sounded more self-pitying than I had intended to. You know, I'm, I'm glad we're getting this like last peek at Marco, because, and I'm glad I'm doing a, a, a my first watch of Deadwood. <laughs> um, he's Farnham. Ooh, damn, Marco's far. But isn't he though? Like. You know, he, he knows no other means except to be bossed around, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that's kind of, that's his role and he hates it. He gets yeah. scared, yeah. <laughs> but he, he knows no other way and knows, has no other purpose. Mm-hmm. The purpose when he actually gets what he wants, when he, he finally grabs the, the car tire of this car that he's been chasing, he, he just like, he eats the entire car and he's done. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. He needs someone to tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. He even says like. He asks if Cassie's going, and Jake says, she's not coming on this one. Marco says, good for you, at least you have that much sense. She's doing what she needs to be doing, and I'm not, I demanded. He ignored that, which made me mad, because it's not like what I do for a living is just negligible. Granted, what Cassie does is more impressive and admirable if you care about that, but I had a TV show, I was a millionaire. Marco cares for Cassie. Yeah. And that's why I was disappointed when they had that conversation uh, earlier in the Hague, where it's yep. just like, you know, hey, we didn't have a lot of connection. We knew each other through Jake. Right. No, you didn't. Shut up, Marco. I mean, this is Marco bargaining and playing the part of the complainer. Sure. He knows what he has to do. He knew the minute he saw Tobias that he had to go. Yeah. And he does with one condition. He says, shut up for a minute. Listen. If I'm putting my life on the line with you again, the price you pay is to listen to me now. I took a deep breath. <gasps> Back in the day, Jake, you made more heavy decisions than any 10 men would have and would have to in a hundred lifetimes. You made life and death calls. You got us up to our butts and alligators and you got us back out. And sorry, but it's not what people think that you were some kind of military genius. I'm better at tactics than you are. Jake, you won because you didn't scare. You didn't panic, you didn't scare, and you didn't play a part or strike poses wondering what history would think. You made the right calls without regard to all that. But then, when the shooting was all over, you started questioning everything you did. You armchair quarterbacked your entire life and decided you made mistakes. Well, no kidding. Surprise. You're not a god. Jake nodded. This time I won't make mistakes. Don't tell me that, I said. You want a zero screw-up fight? I got Rachel killed. Wouldn't you like to keep me from that happening to you? Yeah, I really would. But you start thinking that way, and that's when you'll get me killed. You have to trust your instincts, not your doubts. I'll trust my life to your instincts. If we're fighting again, you have to be able to make the same kind of crazy, reckless, ruthless decisions you made before. We beat an empire, my friend, the six of us. And we did it in large part because you didn't know any better than to trust your own instincts. I stopped talking, and Jake didn't say anything. I could tell I'd had no effect on him, or at least not the effect I'd hoped. All I'd managed to do was send him spiraling back into that awful day aboard the pool ship. For a while, he shook himself, smiled, and said, So you're in, right? And of course, I was. 
You son of a bitch. I'm in. <laughs> like it's it, like it's Jake centric. Yeah. Right. I, but it's I mean, it's telling the truth to Jake. He basically sure. says, stop being a pussy. If we're going to do this, you have to not be a pussy. Yeah, that, right. And like it, it, it's important for Marku to push back in that way. Yeah. So cool. The gang's back together. Yeah. The boys are back in town uh, and they're ready. They go into the desert of the night and we get our last scene, our final scene of goons being knocked out. <laughs> well, <laughs> we got to talk about the team they assembled. Okay. Jake goes to his secret morpher brigade and is like, I need people to come with me. And almost everyone volunteers, but he decides to take two of them. Sergeant Santarelli, a U.S. Army Ranger who was five years older than me, and a French Dom Bureau trainee named Jean Girard. I chose them both on the strength of their lack of any close family. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, he could have had more, but I felt six people was the right number. It had worked before. Because there's Jake, Marco, Tobias, Santarelli, yeah. French Rachel, and our boy, Menderash. Good old Menderash. Good old Menderash. We love Menderash here on Animorphin Time. Yeah, you know what? Like, Menderash, you go park, you go ahead and, like, uh, sort out the food and all the yep. things we'll need for this mm-hmm. journey. Yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and knock out these Andalites. Yep. And <laughs> our final goons are two innocent Andalites. <laughs> yeah, they're just sitting, like, you know, with, like, their shredders, just kind of, like, talking, like... So you check out the uh, new Cinnabon now? No, no. This is the last episode. Mm. Let's do it. As we did. Okay. As Italian Andalites. <laughs> I'm shit on that idea. Hey, uh, did you check out the new Cinnabon? It's in the mall. Oh, geez. I don't know. Uh, no, that's not that. You were going Morty from Rick and Morty? No, hold on. I got the... Uh, Ah, oh, it was no good. Uh, I had a little bit of the spicy, spicy Cinnabon, and it was no good. What are you talking about? Are you saying it's a no good? It's a fucking Cinnabon. It's the best thing these fucking humans can create. So I t- it was my thing, and I turned into a little girl. A little girl will go up and say, like, oh, look at me, the little Cinnabon. That is your fucking problem. You turn into a little girl, you turn into a big man like me. But if I turn into a little girl, she gets a bigger Cinnabon, and then I can, like, eat a little a more Cinnabon. Oh, Maron! I'm not a little girl. I'm a brave warrior. Paisano, do you want to know a little secret? Uh, yes, I do. Sometimes I turn into the smallest creature I can think of. Hmm. Little mouse. This little mouse, it goes, it goes so far to find mm-hmm. the Cinnabon. Mm-hmm. And I get to the Cinnabon. And I look at it. It's so huge. It's towering over me. It's too much Cinnabon. Right? And I do this as a little mouse. I eat and eat and eat. I climb into the Cinnabon. I'm enveloped in the Cinnabon to the point where I start to bleed. I eat the Cinnabon so much and so hard that my sides literally, literally, they split open. And there I lay dying in the Cinnabon. I see it. I see our Lord Tumen. He is there. And Tumen says to me, No, no, uh, Isterath, you cannot die yet. You still have so much to do. And there I come back, and I morph into the proud Andalite that I am. That's a beautiful story about the Cinnabon. But you must understand, the Cinnabon is still in me, and it makes me, it gives me the gas. <laughs> Clonk! Two Italian Andalites knocked out farting out cinnamon buns. Rest in peace to goons and animorphs, wherever you may be. Yeah, we'll the best characters ever. We'll see you again. You're you're there with the uh, with David's goons. Yep. Uh, you're there with the garden security guards. 
Right, yeah, you're there with the um, the National Guards, the National Guard Guards, you're up there. Uh, um, the goons who chase Rachel into the alleyway. Right, the Yurks at the sharing. Whatever happened to the sharing, by the way? Uh, probably incinerated. <laughs> They're just like, uh, we're having a special meeting of the sharing coming to the building. <laughs> ah, no, no, I'm actually not, I'm not, ah! Oh, no, all the children are there, yeah. All right, come oh. on, it. Yeah. Rest in peace to all our goons, big and small. <laughs> so they knock out these two Andalite goons. Yep. Uh, and they take a beat. And we're going to discuss something that one of us likes and one of us does not mm. like. They come upon this little ship. This sleek, beautiful, fast, and deadly ship that these Andalite goons were guarding. Yeah. Shaped like a boomerang. Yes. Uh, like they explicitly call it out like, you know, it's not quite as big as a blade ship. Yep. Right. But it, it's fast. It's maneuverable. Yes. It's boomerang chick. Finally, mm-hmm. we get to throw the boomerang. <laughs> yes. And the Andalites are like, or Menderash says, we have to name the ship. <clears throat> the first person who enters the ship gets to name the ship. And it was Jake who in the ship. And Jake says, well, every ship on earth in our custom is a woman. And he's like, this is strong. This is beautiful. It's deadly. It's fast. I think she would have liked this. And Tobias is like, yeah, I think she would have liked this too. So they named the ship the Rachel, which I have no problem with. I kind of enjoy it. I would feel weird. It's like, okay, it's time for us to board Nepal. I mean, I'm fine with that. Did you board Nepal? Well, yes, he's technically boarded now in like four boards in the box where his ashes reside. It's one of those things where it's just like, I I guess. I mean, like, well, mainly mainly was the spirit of it, because like, yes, Rachel was all those things that the ship Mm -hmm. is right. But it seems too reverential. And I don't think Rachel was that. Instead, it should have been named the Xena or the warrior princess. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the Xena is actually a great name for a ship. Yeah. Uh, and, like, you know, it, it also is like, hey, she kind of accepted that part of her personality, too. Right. Like, when Marco was like, yeah, I, way to go, Xena Warrior Princess. She was like, yeah, you know what I am. I think I like this being called the Rachel because Rachel dies in Chapter 4. Mm-hmm. Her funeral's Chapter 6. Since then, Rachel's been gone out of the story. Yeah. And we get this last little beat in the next to last chapter where they say, Rachel. And it's like the last reminder that Rachel was even a part of the story because she's forgotten. Yeah, that, that's true. Like she's she, forgotten. Yeah, she she doesn't have anything else to say except for she does get the last line. Right? <laughs> and like she does suffer the same fate. Yeah. So <laughs> they they chase after the blade ship. They they get on the yeah, Ra- they, they get on the bla- they get on the Rachel. They get on the Rachel, right? And they they're like, "All right, set a course to last coordinates of the blade ship." Yeah. And they spend three months on the Rachel. Yeah, just hunting down the blade ship. Right. They look at their stores of food. There's like boxes of like free dry, freeze dried potatoes. Like, yep. And uh, uh, six dozen Cinnabons. <laughs> yeah. It's like, cool. Thank, thanks for packing that. Yeah. Thanks, Andalites. Yeah. Great. Um, and they, they wait three months in Z space. Marco was casually playing uh, uh, Tomb Raider 5. Right. Uh, and all of a sudden, he, he sees a little blip. Uh, on the screen, it's like, oh shit! Oh fuck! Ah, uh, blade, blade, blade ship, blade ship, blade ship, blade ship. There's a blade ship. There's a blade ship there. There's a blade ship there. There's a blade ship there. And they send out their best communicator mm-hmm. to somebody talk who's for not them. recognized. Yes, that's the important thing. 
The Santorelli. Old, the good old Santorelli. Santorelli. <laughs> Who? So the image that appeared to us was a human, a man, maybe 40 years old, laughing with hands on his hip. Because they're laughing at him because they said that they're the, the Enterprise sent by the Federation of Planets on a peaceful mission of exploration. And the guy's just like, ah, ha, ha. So you come from the Federation, do you? And where is Captain Picard? Santorelli shot a look at Jake, but this was more my specialty than his. You've always thought of yourself as more of a Captain Kirk, I whispered. After that first panic glance, Santorelli betrayed no sign that he was listening to anyone. He assumed a wide, cocky stance and said, I've always thought of myself. Oh, hold on. Let me do it. Santorelli's voice. I've always thought of myself as more of a Captain Kirk. Thank you. And they do this back and forth where there's like, no, I'm a yerk. Oh, I also, I'm a yerk. We're yeah, yerks I'm together. on a secret mission. Well, I too am on a secret mission. He powers up his weapons, yep. you know, and like it's a little little tense. Yeah. Um, and then they do this back and forth. They're like, no, we're yerks. We're also yerks. And the, the Santorelli says, we are the yerk empire's gone. We're out searching for you, actually, because we heard you're the faithful yerks. We we want to join you guys. And this other Yerk says, You will place yourself under the command of the one. Santorelli's eyebrows shot up. The who? He blurted. I looked at Jake, at Tobias, at Gene. There was a there was a collective shrug. I command this ship, Eflet 1318 explained. But I serve at the pleasure of the one who is many, the one who is all. We are not alone. Rakish 4691. We are not this ship alone. We are the seeds of a new empire that will far outshine the old under the leadership of the one. Weird to see that wild messianic glow in the eyes of a man you knew was really just a Yurk slave. It was a disturbingly human expression. Santorelli said, um, who is this, uh, this one? I will invoke his presence, the Yurk said. He closed his eyes and raised his face. Hey, this is unexpected, I whispered. There was a long, silent pause during which time the two ships drew closer and closer. Too close now to do anything but play the game through. If this was a ruse, it was a convincing one. If it was a ruse, we were dead. I glanced at Jake and wished my heart wasn't jackhammering away. The screen glowed to life. More than the screen, the whole front bridge was glowing. A light so bright it seemed to shine right through the bulkheads. Within the searing light, an image appeared. It was alien, not Yurk. That was to be expected from the Yurks. They were, after all, parasites, so you never saw the Yurks themselves, but there was something very wrong with this particular alien. The face that filled the screen was more of a shifting image, a slow dissolve from what I might be a robot's face, a machine with a rat trap mouth and steel eyes into a sweet, feminine, almost elfin visage, and last and most enduring into the face of Aximili Askaroth Istil. Ax? Tobias whispered. The face that belonged to our friend Ax split wide open across the bottom and revealed a new formed mouth full of red rimmed teeth. Save your tricks for this yerk fool, the one said. I see the truth. I see all. Step into view, Jake the yerk killer. I know you are there. I feel your mind. There was no doubting that voice. No way to imagine that it was just bluffing. The sound of it reached deep down inside you, beyond speech, beyond thought speak. I'm here. Hi. Jake said calmly. You have done well to come this far. You have come to find your friend. But the Andalite is part of me now, as you will soon be. 
Uh, who who could this be? Who could this giant all-knowing monster be? I wonder. More machine. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, it's it's crack. It's, it's yeah. obviously crack. Yeah. Like oh, they they ran into crack. They found him. Yep. And so they do. They do their last. They do their last move. Right. Jake like said, they're they're kind of boned, right? Because yep. like the the this other ship has Dracom beams. It's, yeah. a, it's the blade ship, right? Yeah, like, it's the blade it, ship. It's bigger. It's stronger. Has a big gun. It's ready to blast them out of the sky. There's there's not many options here. No. And so Jake says, "What was it, Marco? Crazy, reckless, ruthless decisions." I nodded, wishing I had kept my mouth shut. There was a dangerous smile on Jake's face. Rachel's smile. Full emergency power to the engines, Jake said. Ram the blade ship. And that's the end of Animorphs. Presumptively, they rammed the blade ship and all died. Well, we don't know whether or not they died. What they, do you think? They Okay. Um, I think it's a good ending. Okay. Let me just say that right off okay. the bat. It's an ending designed for the reader to fill in the blanks for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to guess, like, the immediate future, yeah, they probably didn't die. Like, hey, yeah, you know, they're, they're the protagonists. <laughs> or they all died. Or they all died and, like, okay, I guess uh, a crack is go- here to take over the galaxy. Does- but my thing is, like, that doesn't matter, really. Um, everyone in the end of this, this book series got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, Axe got, is, has all his family coming to rescue him. That's mm-hmm. what he wants. Rachel gets uh, to ram the blade ship. Yep. That's cool. Um, Marco and, and Jake go for one last wild adventure. Mm-hmm. Tobias gets to die. Yep. Um, and everyone gets what they want. And and like, yeah, that, that that's a that's a satisfying end. And even though like it leaves it open for more adventures and we don't see them explode or we don't see them succeed, it doesn't matter because you know, we, we saw their adventure already. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah, we saw it. We, we, we saw the adventure. The, the, it had a whole 54 books of adventure that we mm-hmm. saw. Um, yeah, I, I can see why kids hate it. Yeah. Do you? So you haven't read the letter that K.A. wrote to the fans after all the kids hated it, did well, you? Well, I, I, I read the letter to the fans that was at the end of this book. Where it's like, please read the remnants. Yeah, pretty much like, oh, I'm not going to read the remnants. Um, but... I, I liked this letter, which is just like, hey, you know, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. 1996 to 2001. I wrote a lot. Um, and it was sad for me to say goodbye. Uh, but, you know, it, we all must say goodbye. I'm going to Remnants. Hey, you should check out Remnants. Uh, you may now be more. So I'm like, OK, right. cool. That's a that's a that's a nice and note from the author. Yes. Right? Do you want to hear in the author's own words what they said? I want to know what the response was first. Kids hated it. Yeah, Most can, kids hated it. I, I, what about adults? Do adults hate it still? Do they? A lot of adults still hate it. I don't hate it. I liked it as a kid. I like it more now. Yeah. Like, it, it, I think it, this is the right way to end this. Yeah. Because it would be sad if they stopped going on adventures. Yeah. This is a serial book. <laughs> right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they go from adventure to adventure to adventure. And if they stop, then it, it feels wrong. Like, they were all sad when they stopped. Yes. Now, do you want to hear what Kathy yeah, let, said? Yeah, let, let's hear it. Yeah. They said, Dear Animorphs readers, quite a number of people seem to be annoyed by the final chapter in the Animorphs story. There's a lot of complaints that I let Rachel die, that I let Visser 3 slash 1 live, that Cassie and Jake broke up, that Tobias seems to have been reduced to unexpressed grief, that there was no grand final fight to end all fights. There was no happy celebration. Everyone is mad about the cliffhanger ending. So I thought I'd respond. Animorphs was always a war story. 
wars don't end happily, not ever. Often relationships that were central during war dissolve during peace. Some people who were brave and fearless in war are unable to handle peace, feel disconnected and confused. Other times people in war make the move to peace very easily. Always people die in wars and always people are left shattered by the loss of loved ones. That's what happens. So that's what I wrote. Jake and Cassie were in love during the war and ended up going their separate ways afterwards. Jake, who was so brave and capable during the war, uh, is adrift during the peace. Marco and Axe, on the other hand, move easily past the war and even manage to use their experience to good effect. Rachel dies and Tobias will never get over it. This do- that doesn't by any means cover everything that happens in a war, but it's a start. Here's what doesn't happen in war. There are no wondrous climactic battles that leave the good guys standing tall and the bad guys lying in the dirt. Life isn't a World Wrestling Federation smackdown. Even the people who win a war, who survive and come out the other side with the conviction that they have done something brave and necessary, don't do a lot of celebrating. There is very little chanting of, we're number one among people who've personally experienced war. I'm just a writer and my main goal was always to entertain, but I've never let Animorphs turn into just another painless video game version of war, and I wasn't going to do it at the end. I've spent 60 books telling a strange, fanciful war story, sometimes very seriously, sometimes more tongue-in-cheek. I've written a lot of action, a lot of humor, and a lot of sheer nonsense. But I have also, again and again, challenged readers to think about what they were reading. To think about the right and wrong, not just the who beat who. To tell you the truth, I'm a little shocked that so many readers seem to believe I'd wrap it all up with a lot of high-fiving and back-slapping. Wars very often end, sad to say, just as ours did, with a nearly seamless transition to another war. So, you don't like the way our fictional little war came out? You don't like Rachel dead and Tobias shattered and Jake killed ridden? You don't like that one war simply led to another? Fine. Pretty soon you'll be of voting age and of draft age. So when someone proposes a war, remember that even the most necessary wars, even the rare wars where the lines of good and evil are clear and clean and with a lot of people dead and a lot of people crippled and a lot of orphans, widows, and grieving parents. If you're mad at me because that's what you have to take away from Animorphs, too bad. I couldn't have written it any other way and remain true to the respect I've always felt for Animorphs readers. K.A. Applegate. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great ending. Yeah, I agree. I agree. A lot of people don't agree. They're if, babies. If they don't agree, they should be yelled at by the author. Like, <laughs> it, it, yeah, and like, what, it's, what I, it's their story, right? And what I will say too is like, if you're really upset by this, this ending, make one. You, 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 you can do better than go do that. And yeah. I'm sure people have, yeah, tried. Uh, they're probably not great, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right? imagine but, so. Yes, yeah, but like you know, at a certain point when you end something, you allow the next person to take it over if they want to. Mm-hmm. You can take it over and make interpretations on it and extend it out, right. and, and you know, you explore that in your own way. Yeah, and yeah, she's right. These were always books about war. Mm-hmm. Wars, yeah, sometimes they do end. I don't think they always have to go back to back. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe maybe we should strive to achieve the good thing, maybe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I don't necessarily buy into the idea that, like, all those things had to happen. But it it doesn't. None of it had to happen. But this is their story. It's their story. I, I also disagree. Like, this is kind of a celebration of of war i mean like <laughs> yeah like it, it's a celebration it's like we got everyone back together we're still going on more adventures um this ending isn't as serious as y'all are making it out to be because right. um this ending reads to me as atlantis <laughs> it does <laughs> your I, like, personal favorite animorph book yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because it, it, it's one of those things. It's the heart of the story. The heart of the story here is that these are fun. 
serialized adventures that we get bits and pieces of tragedy and emotion in. Mm-hmm. And that that's how you sell these things. That's how you get your, your hardest like emotional lessons is, is wrapped up in what is seemingly light adventure fighting aliens. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we got a whole book of the heavy hit and it's like, Oh yeah. War crimes. You know, yeah. That's bad. Um, t- time to do healing. Um, and then, but like, at the end, they do high five and say, let's ram the blade chip. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hell yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. They're all dead. Yeah, fuck, fuck it. it. Fuck it. Get in there. Like, then that's, that's not everyone's read. That's my read of mm-hmm. it. Um, because we all make our own interpretations as we read books. Yeah. Uh, we all digest things in different ways. And like, that's cool. That's cool that we can do that. Right. And I am of the opinion. I like that. This is the end. Like I've always thought they died. Like, yes, yeah, I don't think they died, but like, Hey, we don't know. <laughs> right. We, we don't know. And but, we need we to take it away with what we, we want. <laughs> right. And the, like as an ending, I kind of love that it's ingenious like that. Sure. It's either way, good, bad in the middle. It's an ending. And when it comes, oh, wait, sorry, it's the beginning, please. Sorry. It's the beginning of a new story, <laughs> a new war, uh, called remnants. Right. I, it's, I don't know how to put, I'll try and put this into words as best I can. I think media should. Sorry, mm. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. It's fine. You're allowed. It's your toy. Uh, I think media should end. I think stories should end. I do not like stories that go on forever. Even like someone who's a professed lover of comic books, reader of comic books. Yeah. I don't like a lot of serialized, like modern superhero comic books because they just never end. They just keep going, telling the same stories over and over. It takes like a complete run, like a story that tells or a comic that tells a complete story from being in the end. That's the only, that's the only time I read yeah. those comic books. I don't, I, I can't read all 500 issues of Spider-Man from the nineties cause nothing happens. Well, yeah. And you're right. It's the biggest narrative problem that we have right now, yeah, which is just in media. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and like uh, the obvious culprit is money, <laughs> yes. right? Like, Hey, we have this reliable formula that makes us money. Right. Why stray from that? Yeah. Which is what Marvel is doing, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey, uh, well, the, th- the thing is, is that like I come across as an absolute Marvel hater. I didn't used to. Right. Um, I liked Iron Man mm-hmm. when that came out. I'm like, oh, that was fun. Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, I-, I liked, you know, the Avengers to a lesser extent. And like there were ups and downs. Of course, there were. And then we hit Endgame. It's like, oh, OK, cool. Oh, man, this is the end game. We yeah. had the last movie. Right. Th- everything's wrapped up so nicely. Mm-hmm. Cool. And then we have. The Eternals? We have the Eternals. We have Spider-Man. We have Morbius. No, I love Morbius. But, <laughs> but like, it's this idea that that's what happens when things don't end. Yes. What if Animorphs had book 55? They're like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, let's write book 55. We're going to write about this war now. Would it be good? No. Like, what would they talk about? What the fuck would they do? No like, idea. Yeah, okay, they're going to trade, like, oh, they're going to chase Crag after, uh, after Cryak and go on those adventures. Right. Why? Would it matter? Would I like those? No. Do we care about Spirelli? And, <laughs> oh, we care about Mendrash because it's a fun name to say. <laughs> Mendrash, yeah. But, like, or would it be more worth their time and our time? To read a new story. Yes. I don't give a fuck about young Galadriel in Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about 
what happened after Endgame because they told a completed story. I don't care what happened. Like, stories need to fucking end. They need to stop. Yes. And with that, we're stopped. I have nothing more. I don't have anything else to say about these books. Uh, I mean, look, about about the story. About the story. Okay. We can we can talk about the the, the larger book. Like yeah. whatever. I like talking about the books. I'm not telling the story. I'm no. looking at the story. Right. And so I can talk about it as long as I want. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah, we're up to what <laughs> three hours and fourteen minutes. Sure. Um, and like, and and that's the cool part. Like, that's what we get as as consumers of yes. media and and literature and like and stories. Is that we get to think about it. It's like, well, I don't like that. Right. Why? Right. Like, and, and that's where, that's where, like, that's what I like about stories that it reflects back upon us and prompts us to think about life. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes in cases where we don't get to experience those things. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, oh, I wonder what it'd be like to kill. Like, oh, I don't know. That sounds bad. Right. And, and, <laughs> right. Like you, you think it out. Or I wonder what it'd be like to to um you know act heroically and and flush a bunch of yurks out into space mm-hmm. or um go see atlantis would i fuck the queen <laughs> uh yeah queen soko high on my list of woods right and and that that's fun to me i like doing that and i learn a little bit about myself along the way mm-hmm. and you know if you don't like that ending then fine but you didn't read the book you didn't do the work right you missed the point. It, yes. it flew over your head. Yeah. The, these books have a point. And if you're still mad at the end of these books now, sorry, you missed it. Right. And like, it's hard to say you're wrong when it comes to like media analysis. No, you're allowed to hate whatever. Like you'll, right. you'll feel whatever you want. You are wrong. If you <laughs> wanted more animorphs. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and like, I'm like objectively. So it like the thing I think about when people complain about, these kind of like things ending at all. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen the meme image of like a guy looking at a cool robot? Yeah. And it's going over the head. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wow, cool robot. Mm-hmm. And then the robot shoots a gun over him. And it's like, you know, war is bad or yes. like th- you are that you're the person that says, Hey, cool robot. You were here because you liked the fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the war strategy. And like, and whatever you can like those things, those can be exciting things for yeah. you. But if you read that and it doesn't prompt you to think, then you leave <laughs> like, I, or rather like not. Okay. Like, like reconsider it. No, no. Like, cause you can enjoy media in the way you want to enjoy it. You would never have liked any ending, but there are other stories for you specifically. They're called Marvel They're called Big Bang Theory. Go watch those. Please, they're there for you. (laughs) Jesus. That's tough. That's that. You were like, but it's, it's, I'm not, you're not a bad person if you like that shit. No. But like, please do not drag, don't be a bummer to us or the authors because you didn't like it. Right. Right. Just, just understand. And it wasn't, it wasn't for you. Yeah. At the end of the day, Kathy Apples wrote this for them. They, they wrote that for themselves. Yeah. Like, they like she said in her letter, my job was to entertain. And I think largely she succeeded. Even some of the worst books had some f- pretty fun shit and imagery to talk about, except yeah, the axe the book where civil it's like war. The, that the was battle. fun that we went there to the civil war. Oh, God. Huh. No, sorry. I didn't like you. Well, let's forget that happened. That's, but <laughs> yeah, like they at the end, like I'm so glad that they retained their ending mm-hmm. they, because like there was probably pressure. There's always pressure. Always. I'm sure to like 
well, what if they were happy? What if they just like, you know, he got a big goofy medal over his neck and they all cheered? No, like they wrote for themselves. Yeah. And that takes a lot of risk. Which is why I'm glad they did that. And that's why we did this podcast. It's for us. Yeah. Some people enjoy it. Some people don't enjoy it. But we did this for each other. Like for for you and me. This this podcast. Now we're going to get the meta talk about it. Hold on. I'm ready. Okay. I'm good. Let's let's go. Get it out of here. Just do a few more. You're going to want them. I'm about to get genuine. Okay, good. Uh, you and I started this October, November 2019, right? Yeah. And then a few months later, the world changed quite a bit, would yeah. you say? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, sure. Just a little bit. And we weren't going out. We weren't doing things. We were. We took this idea that the outside world could kill you very seriously. And one of the rituals that you and I had was I would come to your house. It was two hours away from where I was living at the time. And we would order food in and we would do this. We did this for two and a half years. It's a long time. It's a long time. How many hours was it total? Uh, well, we're a little over three hours now. So it's over 160 hours now. Cool. That's a long time. And that ritual meant more to me. Spending this time talking to you about this stuff, like sharing stuff with each other mm-hmm. meant more to me than whatever impact this podcast has had because it gave me a chance to hang out with my friend in a time where that was, you know, uh, dangerous. Cause you know, I did give you COVID at one point. Yeah, but not actually, was it podcast related? I wonder it's hard to know. It's hard to know. Uh, but this was for us. Like Animorphs was for them. There was just the byproduct byproduct that it made some people happy that it entertained some people. Yeah. And, and, and like when we call the audience hogs, we mean it because they enjoy our byproduct. Yes. It's, they're it's, eating it's a, our slop. It's a compliment. <laughs> you hogs. <laughs> hogs are beautiful. No, I, like, I, but I do like the second that we're like, whatever we perform for each other. Yeah. I'm different out when I'm not being recorded. Sorry. Sure, same. But yeah, I like doing this. Yeah. If I didn't like doing it, you all would hear that and hate this. Yeah, and maybe I, some episodes you picked up on it. Some of right. our guests, no. <laughs> and like, it, it's, no, like, it's, it, whatever. We are content producers in the same way that Kathy Apples are content producers. Right. We like doing this shit. We do. I, I like doing it. You like doing it. I love doing it, yeah. I, We like talking to each other. Yes. Right? I think that's the main reason why anyone listens to it is because, like, they know that we like talking to each yes. other. And so, uh, g- congratulations. Like, I'm not done. No, we're not done. We're just done with this. Yeah, because it's over. And we don't want to talk about Animorph shit anymore. Other Animorph podcasts. If you have hit the end book, you should stop. Yeah. And I, oh, that's kind of mean. Well, no, but like, like, do, it, like, do whatever like, you want to do. Produce yeah. the content you want to produce. But we're done with yeah, Animorphs. Right. Like, it, you know, like, this was not my childhood nostalgia thing. No. I have a different relationship to it than you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna like do an underhand serve for you already. Okay. Okay. Um, I I've gotten uh, an understanding of how these books mean meant to you as a as a child, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you had a rough childhood. You could say that. And these books led like lent you support and guidance in, in a time when you needed it. Yes. And, and context and, and like you know things to think about and reflect upon. Mm-hmm. Um, now that you are an adult. What have you gotten out of it 
But yeah, what, now now that you're an adult and you've re- reread these, you're probably never going to read these again. Not all of them. Not like this. Not like this. Uh, what did you get? Honestly, this is. I don't think you'll like this genuine answer, but it's genuine. Hold on, wait. I'm ready. Okay, we're good. I got to share that that little Tyler, that Tyler who felt safe, who felt entertained, who loved this, that felt seen, that had happiness in a childhood of mm. like pain and misery. I got to share a piece of that with my best friend. Yeah. And I got to talk about that with my best friend. And we didn't grow up together, not at this age. Like we no. became friends in high school. You didn't see Tyler when he was reading this. I didn't see Nate when he was, you know, playing Act Razor or whatever. Actors is great. I know Actors is great. That's why I said you'd play it. You had good taste, even then. But rereading this as an adult, I got a new, I got to see the story with fresh eyes, fresh adult eyes, powerful adult brain. But this was a, this was a thing I got to share with you. And I wouldn't trade that. Like there are parts of these books that I love more that I didn't care about before. Details don't really matter. But this was about us. This was about doing this with you. This was just fun. Yeah. It was never about the books. (laughs) I mean, it was, but like, yeah, it's a framework to talk. Yeah. To talk about a thing that yeah. that you liked that I then liked, right? I, and so I should go on the record. Hey, I liked Animorphs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I do not regret my time with it. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. Different than children would, right? Right, because I've I've learned the lessons that they were trying to teach me in these books. <laughs> yeah, you called Rachel's death in the second episode. You're like, oh, this bitch is gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> sure, she wanted that. Yeah, and, and like. But the things I did get out of it and the things that I do get out of it, um, well, again, all the things you said. Right. <laughs> and also the lovely community of people we've met. Like, honestly. Right. Yeah. And like, I'm, yeah, I hope none of you go away. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We, right. I counted them up. There are 47 guests we've had on this show. 47. Right. Those are the only audience members that matter. Everyone yeah. else is listening. No, it's no, not. that's not true. <laughs> no, like, and like, but I do mean like th- there's that extra step of like validation. That I talked at the beginning here is that like, you know, I, I, I don't put out a lot of things. I don't post a lot because, you know, I, I don't have self-esteem. My, my <laughs> yeah. self-esteem is non-existent. None, same. And, and part of the like beginning conversation that we had going into this, like, oh, we're doing this for ourselves. Half of it was because I understood that it would be bad if we were performing um, in that way. But the second half of that is because, oh, yeah, because we're not going to, no one's going to listen to this. Right. <laughs> and so people did. And yep. that still to me is it, it, like, it, it's one of those things like, okay, well, maybe the things I do, the things I produce, the thoughts I have, the weird thoughts I have, <laughs> that isn't so bad. And people like hearing that. Right. And, and, and so to all of you out there, like, thanks. Like, you know, no, you know, I know you didn't directly say that, but I do hear that. Yes. And so, um, like, and subscribe to my <laughs> YouTube channel. <laughs> no, uh, uh, this is going to be a long one. Isn't let, it? Let's get into it. Hey, well, well hold on so while you're pulling that up. Mm-hmm. We got a very nice message by someone who didn't like their voice and sent me a message. I said, I'd read it. So okay. let me read it. This is from blah, blah, blah slash mini Cthulhu who has been a follow of ours for a long time. So they say, hey, Anamorphin Time, with your last episode happening, I wanted to send a message and share my experience with your show. I found you at episode eight, and despite never having read a word of Anamorphs, I decided to give your show a try. 
I've really enjoyed your personalities and have listened as you took on took me on a deep dive of every book in the series. It's probably one of the weirdest ways someone could experience the story for the first time, but I found you all to be a great to pair. I found you all to be great pair to be on this journey with. As it comes to a close, I just want to let you two know that I've really appreciated our time together and I'll be listening to your next show, which is another topic I've never really gotten into. Thank you for being friends in my head. Thank you, Mini Cthulhu, blah, blah, blah. I thank you. Like, yeah, you I'm, gave yeah. us like 160 hours of your time. Yeah, thank you for inviting us into your brain. Yeah, letting us live there. Uh, oh, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I'm farted in your brain. Oh, oh here comes another one. <laughs> There's a fart in your brain, stupid. Oh, oh there they go again. Um, yeah, so we got a lot of messages, so I just want to like, let's, let's go let's, through them. Let's just go. So if you want to turn this podcast off right now, don't. <laughs> no, you can. You can. Um, uh, you could have done it episodes ago. Yeah, well, listen to Brucey Boys. Yeah, Bruce Campbell, uh, we asked the fans to send us messages, and a lot of y'all did, so we're just going to play and react to them live for the first time. We have not listened to any of these, have we? Uh, and here we go. We got these messages ready. What'd you say, like 50 of them or something? Hi, my name is Four. Um... I am known as on the forefront on several internet uh, <laughs> avenues. I don't even know what to call the internet these days. And Animorph in Time has been a journey that I could not have been happier to be in the periphery of. Uh, Nate and Tyler, um, your experience with Animorphs has not merely been contained in these very dark children's books uh we've been living through a very dark time and even just going back to like episode one and moving from there you could you could track out various uh crises that we've experienced as a society and we haven't made anything timeless and just thank you for being here. Thank you for having dark humor because that has been one of the only reasons I'm still alive through this, uh, to this day. Um, I look forward to hearing from you wherever I get to see you. Love you guys. Uh, be gay. Hail Satan. Agreed. (laughs) Four. Would you stay alive, please? Yeah. Do it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Next message. No, um, thank you for that was very nice. Four, thank you for that message. Um many avenues of internet. Follow four. That's right. Uh the Animorphine Time Monster has something to say. Oh yeah. Thank you for for that thoughtful message. Please stay alive for stay alive for Satan. Hey, Tyler and Nate, it's your girl, Thea. I just want to thank you boys for letting me come on your show and advocating for the destruction of all of our aircraft carriers. I just appreciate you boys and hope you have you all a good day. Peace. Oh, I love Thea. We need to go see her some more. We need to destroy more aircraft carriers. Also, both things also true. Next message. Animorphing time. Number one Animorphs podcast. No question. No matter how weird or fucked up shit has become, I know I'll hear something more weird or fucked up on any given episode, and I love you guys for it. 
Shout out to the VR couch incident in particular. <laughs> I'm looking forward to revisiting these for years to come. But even more than that, I'm looking forward to your next podcast, the Bruce Campbell podcast, plug plug. Love you guys again. Love the pod. Fuck every yerk that ever did his job. And congratulations on finishing the series. It was very nice. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for the plug. Thanks for reminding me that Tyler had sex in front of me. <laughs> that was good. It was such good sex, too. Uh, yeah. And I, I have, I'm not saying names, um, but well, I mean, okay, so that was four. We first one went four. Mm-hmm. Last one, Thea, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Maeve and, and was the last one. Okay. And this one we have uh, Scott. So let's hear from let's Scott. Let's hear from Scott. Hey, Knight and Tyler. Congratulations on making it to the end. Um, you guys got me into Animorphs. These guys got me through some crazy long work days. Um, listen to your podcast, having a great time. Um, really just can't believe we're here. Um, you guys did it. I did it. Uh, we're all not your brain. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Come on. We made it all the way to the end, man. Come on, man. No, 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 no. Ah, no, no, no. It's Scott. Congratulations. And I'm sorry, Scott. 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 You. <laughs> I'm like okay like I should I should clarify two things one yes you should all pat yourselves in the back you listen to way too much Animorphs yeah you listen to a lot <laughs> you, you shouldn't have done that <laughs> <laughs> number two um, is that the sound like when a year goes in your brain is it the yeah it is I'm okay with that. Can you believe that <laughs> Visser 3's theme has become that song in the Animorph fandom because I watched the one when I was 13? Well, like, that makes sense, though, because the one showed up at the end. <gasps> oh, my God. Gently, Mastermind, what did he know and when did he know it? Next message. Hey, Animorphing time. My name is Isabella, and I want to say that Max and Marco are the one true couple of Animorphs. Uh, they're gay, and it's cute. Agreed. True, but like, hold on, wait. Truest couple is like, uh, who are the gay Andalites? Uh, Gethinalyn and Myrtle. Yeah, those are the true couple. <laughs> they acknowledged their love and shared it. Yeah, like a falling star from the heavens, together as one. Thanks, Isabella. Next message. Yeah, there, there was just tension. Yes, it was tension. There were uncles who lived together. This one's from Magnus. Anamorphin time. You guys have been amazing. For the last couple of years, I've been listening to you guys, and you guys have been a really big and helpful part of not the easiest couple of years. And it's nice to hear someone new entering Animorphs for the first time. Tyler is a blast. Nate, with those questions that are so obvious to some of us who, you know, should have known and just while reading it went oh no like that makes perfect sense but like as soon as he asked him you were like oh man like that was super obvious why didn't we ask that um you guys are great and your podcast means a lot to me and i appreciate that you guys have stuck with it and gone this long thank you guys well thank you magnus that was very sweet that was like genuinely a kind message that you had to talk about your penis in oh wow Next message. This one's from Aaliyah. Oh. Hey, Daddy Morphe boys. It's Aaliyah. Um, Big fan. I was in an episode, just one, and probably the best one. Um, But I wanted to say congrats on ending the series. 
we were all hoping it was going to end at one point. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> true story. Doesn't have to laugh so hard. Um, but I'm pretty sure that you guys are like famous now, and mm. I can say that. Oh, I knew you guys when you know you were learning. Um, <laughs> but sucks. I hate uh, <laughs> The podcast was cool. I put that on my resume, and I think that you guys should always do podcasts together. Um, always and will. include myself and Thea. Okay, yeah. Because we are a really good team together. Anyways, team Tobias! <laughs> <laughs> Should we give that to Aaliyah? Thank you, Aaliyah, for being our first guest, actually. Yeah, she would like a fart. She, I know she does. This one's from uh, a good friend, Babungi. Oh, Bungi! Nate. The fact that this doesn't sound like it was recorded within the depths of a cavern is my going away gift to you. Oh, this good. is uh, about time Matt Kaelter, formerly Matt Bungie, is calling in to uh, say, thanks for doing the show. I uh, enjoyed reliving these books from my childhood. And, uh, you know, I laughed. I, well, I didn't cry, but I, I laughed. <laughs> he doesn't feel anything. Uh, <laughs> and it was, I don't know, it was, it was a... Very exciting ride. I'm glad that I could be part of it for even a little bit. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I thought I planned this out a little bit more, but I didn't. So I'm going to cut this <laughs> off before I start rambling too much. But thanks for doing the show. Uh, and, uh, oh, read Program to Kill. <laughs> you, you know, like talking about your rambling too much means that you should you should have stopped early. Yeah, you got a lot to learn, my boy. Yeah. Thanks for the Knacker Man, though. Yeah, that was all-timer and all-timer. Oh, this one's that bongy, he's gonna be okay. I hope. Please don't kill yourself. You the, and you and four stay alive. Yeah, you know what? Like, hey, just all of you, please stay alive. Come live with Nate and me. No, don't do that. Okay, yeah. This one's from John. John. Nate, Tyler, thanks. Uh, just thanks for doing the pod, and thanks for letting me do the necessary evil of jumping in and talking about some children doing terrorism. Malice this is Saren. John, aka Vernacular mm-hmm. Shift. Um, can't wait to see what you do next. I'm really excited for your takes on some Bruce Campbell stuff. So many different cultural touch points there. So many Congo was places good. for things to get weird. Yeah. Jack uh, can't wait rules. to see you all at Dragon Con and get weird with yeah. you there. Uh, I will be plying you with maple and ginger cocktails. Like of some a couple kind. of breasts. I don't like being um, plied. <laughs> and lastly, I really hope to hear about Annie and Cash's contributions <laughs> to the war effort in the final book. All right. See you soon. This has been a blast. What if what if at the end of the, the book um, they receive a deposit oh. of a million dollars in their bank account and they're able to use it to buy a gun to well, kill Krayak? That's where Marco got all of his money. It was cash. Oh, dang. Yeah, if you're coming to Dragon Con here in the beginning of September, we will be there. Reach out. I'll hang out with you. I'll drink with you. I'll do drugs with you. Whatever you want. This one is from Aster. Aster. I was never into Animorphs as a kid. I was too busy being mentally ill for other book series. But um, my girlfriend introduced me to the podcast sometime last year. And being able to experience the books for the first time with you guys as the storytellers has been a really great experience. Um, Animorphs is the kind of series that I wish I had as a kid because they're telling these kinds of stories for kids that never got recognized before. the kids who've been abused and trodden down and that kind of shit. And it's, it's been really great having you guys as the storytellers who can relate to that as well, telling us the story. And it's meant a lot to me. 
So me and my girlfriend, thank you. So big thanks from Aster and Ollie. Thank you, Aster and Ollie. That's very yeah. kind. Shout out to those abuse kids. Woo! Abuse kids! We Woo! love our abuse kids. This one's from Chad. <laughs> hey, little cousins. All right. Uh, I'm sad to see them off in time go, but you guys had a hell of a run. You know, my favorite episode was when I was fucking my girlfriend. Well, Tyler, you were talking about fucking your girlfriend when Nate was playing VR. And I remember that day very vividly. That was a very good episode of Animorphin Time. Probably even the best. Honestly, the rest were kind of trash. Uh, but anyway, uh, shout out to Divine Soup Can. Uh, I will never fucking forget about the fucking uh, cow magnets. Jesus Christ. And, uh, you know... Uh, hell of a run, boys. Uh, can't wait to see what you got in your next project and uh, hope to hear from you soon. Uh, you can call me at uh, 911. And uh, in the words of my great Uncle Stan, uh, <coughs> give me all your fucking fruit. He <gasps> was the give me your fruit guy. What the f- what the fuck was that? <laughs> There's this guy who comes into the Discord and says, give me your fruit and then threatens to kill people if you don't give him fruit. Whoa, that Shed, guy, that, that fucking guy. He should have the podcast. Did you hear that? That energy? Fuck. Did you give him fruit? Uh, yeah, of course. I gave him fruit for you, too, so he didn't kill you. Yeah, I got a little fruit for him, mate. That's what I think of you. I like them apples. This one's from Soup. Hi, guys. It's me, Soup. I just wanted to thank you both for letting me be part of this project you've made, even though I've never actually read an Animorphs <laughs> book. It's been fun getting to wonder together at the strange beauty of the natural world and to get to re-examine our place within it. It's easy to feel sometimes like you float through life without really engaging with it. Getting to participate with you, getting to make something, it's helped me feel more capable. I guess what I'm really trying to say is that when a horse is born, its hooves are covered in a protective tissue capsule called an epinicium. Sometimes this is called fairy fingers or golden slippers, but they always just look to me like they've got a bunch of tentacles on the bottom of their feet. It's fucked up. <laughs> Thank you, Divine Soup Can. I love you so much. Man, okay, so uh, we, we should talk about Divine Soup Can right now. Uh, lifesaver. Yeah. Absolute lifesaver. Like, our, our animal facts sucked. When we have to do them, they're always like, hey, did you know that cats... Uh, you have to like put a finger in their butthole to make them stop <laughs> <laughs> crying. Yeah, Divine Soup Can brought us the Knacker Man. Yeah, it's true. God damn, we love you, Divine Soup Can. Yeah, you're uh, you're like the the invisible host of the show, and you're welcome on our next shit anytime. Yeah, you, you don't get a fart, you get a. <laughs> yeah, this one's for Andrew. Here Andrew. comes Andrew. Okay, Andrew. Hey boys, this is your Twitter nurse friend from Colorado, Andrew Salbatmaruji. Thanks so much for putting guy. this podcast on. Um, I know parasocial relationships are slightly maligned, but this has been such a beautiful labor of love and oversharing. And it's been wonderful to get to know you guys and get to know the series better. It's certainly morphed my impressions <laughs> and my takes on certain things that just kind of went over my head as a kid because I was just like, get to the cool stuff. But Thanks so much. Uh, you guys are great. Love y'all. Andrew, thank you. Like, it's not parasocial when we're actually like buds. Like, I consider a lot of these people online my buds. Yeah. 
I like how you said the word morph and you, you, you kind of stopped for a <laughs> yeah, second. Yeah, that's the name of our show. Thank you. <laughs> this, one, this one's from Travis. We've got three from Travis. Oh, boy. Here we go. I'm just going to play them back to back. Do you know Desi Notch? What's Desi Notch? but they should have been doing it, those colonial fucks. Nacho, nacho, nacho. 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 The worst part of this, we have to listen to all three of them to know if Travis has said anything. I don't consider that bad. Uh, yeah. I love Desi Notch. It's good. Go! Yeah, we're doing the suspender thing. It's not a hard dance, it's just you gotta have that coordination and speed. Oh my god, yes, it is a hard dance. The, the coordination speed is the hard part. It's also a lot of steps. I tried to learn it. Oh my god. Okay, so Alright, there's one. Part one. Part two. <laughs> of course. Of course. This is what we did. Are we keeping this? Are we keeping this? Uh, yeah, we're playing. We said we'd play them all. I might get like a better version of it. Uh, this is a pretty good version. Nacho. Nacho, nacho. You know, honestly, is it racist to sing along even though I don't know the language? Like, I no, think I know no, the words. Like, uh, like, uh, they do this with English songs all the time. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's an R. Because, <laughs> like, I love every word of this. Yeah. You know, well, let's not do Bruce Campbell. Let's just make it the RRR podcast. Oh, man. The <laughs> R wouldn't. Actually, you know, we could do, like, a little, like, side, like, Bollywood thing. I'm not against that at all. If we're going to do, like, real, like, Paywalled content, like really cheap paywalled content. Yes, yeah. I don't want people's money, but I want to be able to threaten the government officials. <laughs> sure, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, we could pretty much do anything we wanted. We can justify it any way we want. Bruce Campbell's in movies. This is a movie. Like, I get it. Yeah, and I kind of want to talk about RR in an official capacity. Oh yeah, for sure. I've seen it three times now. Yeah, fantastic every time. I promise. I promise. I will not say they do a Mecha Shiva. <laughs> yeah, you've already said it now. No more. I swear to God, if the next one is just more Nacho Nacho, we cannot. Well, the song is ending. Well, the next one's like 40, like 30 seconds long. Here we go. Travis. (laughs) Very good. For ramen beam, look at each other. <laughs> Am I keeping this in? Am I keep it all like all this? Yeah, yeah, keep it all in. Fuck it. This is the one. Who cares? The whole they, s- yeah, right. they want all of it. We'll give them all of it. I mean, we're adding color commentary to it. We are, yeah. You want you want more sounds? Yeah. 
Uh, what, here, what else we got? How about the Inception bomb? Like, okay, honestly, it's only fair that we get pranked like this because of what we did last night. Uh, we kind of did the yeah, biggest prank. I, we planned that in January. In January, we planned that. So I think we kind of need to, like, sit through this recording of Desi Notch. Yep. Uh, we did it. Through SpeakPipe. <laughs> we got we to gotta sit through this. I mean, he did do the work of doing the whole song. We got we to gotta give it to him. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But yeah, we did plan Animorphs in January, and we sat on that. Four months, so you're welcome. No one else did it. We did it to us. And guess what? Kathy Apples bought the fucking book. So what do I have to say about that? I'm just listening to it. Yeah, man, it's great that Beam uh, gave the, the the matchup to his friend. As you oh, sorry, Rom, Rom. Yeah, Rom. Rom did that. I apologize. Well, thank you, Travis. Thank you. Uh, that was a gift. And uh, to that, I say. <laughs> So next we have a message from Yaks. Yaks. Hey there, Morphe boys. Just wanted to say, at the end of this wild ride, picked up your podcasts, and it's been a fantastic journey. Uh, spent a lot of the afternoons relaxing from the nightmarish day at work, listening to the pod. Y'all's uh, friendship is a beautiful and inspiring thing. Um, Tyler, man, you're really an inspiration with your degree of sensitivity and emotional openness, and I just wanted to say it's been great rediscovering this pillar of my childhood and just sort of connecting with these (laughs) dark fucking books, understanding the degree to which they, you know, kind of position me for growing and maturing and navigating the perils of life as we know it. It's really cool to see that all these other weirdos and bums from uh, the scholastic book fair days have also grown up to sort of take those lessons of, resilience and pain and making something beautiful from it so rock on animorphing time that was the third spider we've killed like is this We're table brave. in your room you full good. of spiders oh my this shit sp- mattered yo you still going oops <laughs> <laughs> we were killing spiders thank you yaks thank i heard yaks. that is a bit yeah we were we we, we were attacked by spiders. I had to kill. I had to kill during this. Yeah, I I killed once as well. Plus, there was one in the episode too. So yeah, there's, there's just a lot of spiders in this house. Yeah, I can see two giant bugs on your. Look at that. Look it up there. I've been staring at it the whole show. Bugs. Okay, this next one is from uh, Travis. Ugh. Hey y'all. Okay. I wanted to give an actual sincere message <laughs> to say. Damn right. Thank you both for putting this together and bringing together this whole awesome community. Uh, it's a great group of people. And you deserve to feel fra- feel proud for making it happen. I know it started off as a silly idea, but I think it's been something really cool and something that's really meant a lot to a lot of people, including myself. So much love from myself and many others, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I hope that you two and anybody else listening to this uh, who is so inclined June of next year wants to come down to a big party uh, down in Southern California. You can make it happen. Anyone listening to this is invited. So uh, hit me up at Walking Contradiction on Twitter for more details. But yeah, uh, much love to you both. You are great. Uh, I look forward to the Bruce Campbell pod. And yeah, man, keep up the good shit. Peace out. Yeah, definitely for sure. I'll be at I'll be at Travis's wedding for sure. Yeah, go, go to SoCal, uh, take his stuff. So uh, so kind as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, next we have a message from Travis. Oh, more. Pee pee, poo poo, pee pee, poo poo. I'm surprised it took this long. Yeah, it's, it's I, taking it's taking way too long. You guys are dropping it. It's like they can't. Oh, get it, pee pee, poo poo, dropping it, dropping poo poo, and never mind. Do you drop pee? If you're high it up enough, yeah. At the end, you drop pee. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this next one is from Kieran. Kieran. Hey, Nate. Hey, Tyler. This is Kieran. You might know me from my Twitter account yep. that seems to stalker like <laughs> every single post that you make. Fine with it. Keep going. So, your guys' podcast is, to be frank, no, you're Kieran. A little short of life changing, but. It, it could it could really reach that with this last episode. I don't know. I'll see how it goes. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, what I want to say is that this podcast has been incredible, and I've loved listening to every single second of it. So, me being a math nerd, did some math oh, and no. calculated that the total duration of this podcast, did this of every single episode you've ever done, not counting this last one, is. 156 hours and 37 minutes long. Uh-oh. Did you give or take a few seconds? I did a little more. That is longer than the entirety of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> twice over. Oh no. I just I like that last bit. Th- that is incredible how you two have put out much better content <laughs> than Marvel. Because DC is better. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, Kieran. Thank you for proving two things, that you're a devoted fan and that I fucking suck at math. There's that. Also, uh, yeah, we're not only better than Marvel, we're longer. Oh, yeah, longer. That's right. Should I leak my penis picture like Captain America did? Uh, No. No, what? Pe- pe- he did that? Yeah, he posted hog accidentally. Uh, it is good hog. I'm eating food because it's long. Yeah, this is like a five-hour podcast. Uh, Fuck. Here we go. Um... Next episode. Kieran, thank you for calling it almost life changing. <laughs> Who's this from, Nate? From Jordan. Jordan. Did you say Jordan? Jordan. Georgian. Okay, it's from Georgian. Nate and Tyler, I just wanted to give you guys a huge thanks for slithering into my brain bi weekly for the past couple of years. Now. Oof. And not just like to thank you guys for covering a huge part of my childhood, but for all the incredible people that you guys uh, pulled along for the experience. And honestly, just for being yourselves, you guys make this podcast something special. And I'm so excited to see what you guys do next. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. And thank you. For, honestly, I know I've said it before, but thank you for giving us your time for letting us into your brain. Like, yeah. it's wild to me that anyone would let us in there and knock around. Uh, like, I don't know if I like the idea that I slithered violently in there. I've uh, slithered violently a few times. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a peaceful violator. Um, God, yeah, episode sounded, title Peaceful Violator. That sounded bad. Uh, next one is from Anonymous. Oh boy. <laughs> completely silent. <laughs> Complete. The best one so far. Completely silent. Thank you, you Anonymous. Play it again one more time. There's not even sounds of like meat like, smacking. Nothing. I, I, I didn't even need to play it again. I could have just like <laughs> waited five seconds. No, I watched. Uh, here, here we go. We got another one from Anonymous. Here we go. <laughs> 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 
Whoever did oh, two man. silent messages in a row is a genius. <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. That was, that was great. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I've not screened these. Next one is coming from Jaybird. Jake forever. <laughs> <laughs> One wrong, two. Thank you. I mean, like, like okay, Jake maybe will be forever because maybe he became tumened. Yeah, maybe. Maybe ran into that cryic and I, got his power. I don't like, know, man. Like father. <laughs> All right, next we got uh, Laurelinus. Guys have reinvigorated my love for animorphs. Some of my best childhood memories were reading these books um, and it feels like I got to relive all of that wonder and discovery because you two dorks decided to <laughs> we're chads no we're not no, us into your lives no. um, with this podcast and it really means a lot to me and I know a lot of better community members on uh on what you've done um for the animorphs fandom in general i just want to say thank you for sharing your time and um being a part of our lives as well thank you laura linus that was very sweet yeah i you know like the authentic ones i, I don't riff on yeah it's uh, hard it's, it's hard to riff on that it's kind of to say or sound like yeah thanks we don't even me. look at each other when yeah. they're on we just kind of stare down yeah thank you thank you yeah <laughs> But no, thank you. Like, yeah, it, genuinely, yeah, thank you. Right, like I, I appreciate it. I just, I have, I have nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on, I'm doing. <laughs> but thank you, thank you. Uh, this one is from. Please do not shame me publicly for this. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we go. Confession corner. I had the biggest crush on Jake Berenson, aka the Ball Twenty Five, when I was eight years old. That's fine. Yeah. You're allowed to have a crush. I was scared that they were going to say one of us and I was going to be, woo, nope. Yeah. But B-ball, though. B-ball. <laughs> like, you know what? Hey, I, I get it. He's Someone, tall, strong chin. Any, anyone who plays sports is immediately attractive, which is why I do not play sports. Mm -hmm. Next yep. one is from James. Yeah, that's why. Sorry, James, by the way, we're sorry what happened to yeah, you. Sorry uh, that you like, died unceremoniously yeah, uh, here and we go. forgotten. Yeah. Hello, Nate. Hello, Tyler. My name is James, but you might know me from Twitter as the Milo. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, like I started reading Animorphs in nineteen ninety eight when I was in fourth grade. My friend got me two books for my birthday, book three and book five. Ooh, uh, I spent the next couple of years driving my parents and grandparents absolutely crazy trying to get all the books as they came out. But uh, I did eventually fall off somewhere on book 40, uh, you know, the one where we meet Gefinolin Hurtful. homophobe uh, i didn't pick the series back up until december of 05 didn't read that one procrastinating my final exams and decided to scour the internet for whatever bootleg copies i could find of the rest of the books so i could finally finish the series uh, i want to thank the both of you for making the podcast i have enjoyed every episode and it was great going through this uh journey um i've followed a bunch of animals podcasts over the years not to cast the Spurs on anybody else, but uh, this is the first one that's going to make it to the end. And uh, I just want to say thank you for uh, allowing me to uh, go on this journey with you all. And, uh, and yeah, just uh, thank you. 
Thank you, Milo. Like that was really nice. I'm willing to set aside your Italian heritage uh, because the proud Irish in me can let can I can do that. Uh, I don't see color, so I wouldn't say. <laughs> but like, I also love that kind of uh, that that slight of you're the only one that finished because it's bad it, that we finished this. Yeah. Like that says something, and it's also bad when you start it and you don't finish it. No, so nobody wins when you start an Animorphs podcast, is what I'm saying. I think he was saying more that he's listened to a lot of Animorphs podcasts, and this is the only one he listened to all of. Oh, I took that as a compliment and a subtle dig at the other ones. Because I am a narcissist megalomaniac. Either way, James, thank you for your kind words. And thank you for listening to every episode. And thank you for tweeting at me because you're one of my friends. You got the fallout icon. I know who you are. I know where you are. Where is he? I don't know. I'd like <laughs> to lie. This one's from Marco. Hmm. You remember, girl? Mm-hmm. Hey guys, it's Marco. Uh, thank you for letting me be on this show that one time, and thanks for the hours and hours of entertainment you've made my uh, every two weeks shave super entertaining, and I'll miss this show when it's gone. Thanks. I am glad Marco shaves his pussy to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, and I, honestly, thank you, Marco, for coming on, and thank you for the work that you do. I still remember that you're like a badass immigration like law dude. So yeah, and, and thank you for like just not listening to anything else we do after this. I yeah. think it's important to like end things <laughs> yeah. appropriately. And, and thank you for liking Metal Gear Solid so much. Uh, thank you for being Instagram friends as well. Yeah, you're a good yeah. dude. You're a good dude. I, I, if I ever come to New York, I hope we get to hang out. This one is from Anonymous. Ooh, I hope it's more silence. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Finally. Thank you. Yes, we need more We need of those. more pee-pee poo-poo. Oh, man, these are good. I like pee-pee poo-poo. I do it, too. This one, the last one is from Anonymous. <laughs> what? You want to play it again? Yeah. Yeah, this next one is from Anonymous. From Anonymous. If anyone wanted to follow up on I am a trash human, and no, Brad did not care about it. Fuck it. That's Bob. Remember, he like talked about his friend. He fell out of contact with. Yeah. Okay. I guess he didn't ever. Oh man, that's sad. Oh well, hold on. Wait, we got more. We got next more. Next one is from Anonymous. Anonymous. I just wanted to say thanks for everything, and I hope y'all are doing as well as you can under our late capitalist hellhole society. Enjoy your day. Well, thank you. That was nice. Not Bob, but thank you. Yeah, I was expecting more Bob. I was too. We'll probably get more Bob. Yeah, Um, but thank you. Pee pee poo poo. Thank Um, you. Also, fuck you, Brad. (laughs) We don't need you. We don't know her. uh, Next one is from Anonymous. Mm. Poo-poo. Poo-poo. Chris Grind, I want to see your butt. Oh. Okay, Chris Grind, let's, wants let's see, see your butt. Wants to see his butt. Um, yeah, well, I do too. I would, yeah. But, I mean, it's not because, like, you know, it's not sexual. Right. I'm just very curious. Yeah, I've gone on record saying I want to see everybody naked. It's so a, uh, like if I, you want to show yeah. me your naked body at Animorphs, please don't send me nudes. Yeah, I'm more of an academic. Like I just like I like to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one is for Nate has a supple hole. 
Tyler. Tell me more about Van Damme. Fuck you. <laughs> he wants to hear more about Van Damme. Tyler, can you help him out? Uh, yeah. The muscles from Brussels. I think I can hit my DMs. We'll talk Van Damme all day long. Next one is from Eve. Hmm. Hey, yo, it's Eve. Um, want to say that, uh, show's pretty good. <laughs> I liked it. Pretty Thank fun. You. What's, uh, what's like the worst crime that you ever did? <laughs> so that's a fun question. Okay, so Eve, this has been my favorite one so far. Yep. <laughs> I liked the pretty good job. <laughs> that was a good. Yeah, yeah I've only been doing this for two years, but like, I think pretty good job covers it. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. good. Th- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, worst crime. What's the worst crime you have committed? You want to go first? You want me to go first? I think mine's worse than yours. Uh, no, you should go first. <laughs> uh, breaking federal law. Uh, your turn. <laughs> I don't want to elaborate. <laughs> Okay. Just know it's bad. I, I, okay. So yeah, here's a, here's one. I got kicked out of a country once. <gasps> That's right. Yeah. I, it's, yeah. Okay. So, they're about the same. What we did. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, messed up my visa, illegally stayed in Taiwan to the point where they had to like <laughs> find me and told me to leave. Yep. Okay. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Hey, Nate and Tyler, this is Colin at Nylock Ennis on Twitter. Hope hey. it's okay that I plug it. I just lost the link to the Discord that you sent to me. <laughs> I got oh, the probably link around today. episode 10, yeah. and I never bothered to ask again. I should do that. I might do that after this. Yeah, I did that after this. Let's make sure I did that. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. Just want to say congratulations on finishing this long journey. I sent you my congratulations two weeks ago before I listened, because <laughs> uh, I'm actually a little behind. Uh, then found out you did an episode about... <laughs> Butt fucking? I don't know. I suppose I should have expected that. Um, yeah, you should have. Yeah. yeah, don't really have a whole lot more to say. Don't have any questions. You guys have covered a lot of ground on the podcast. Uh, I should have been caught up more, but the horrifying medical stories you have told Tyler through the whole thing oh boy, kind of made me a little worried about 42 with the rabies. I had bats in my apartment once, and I kind of went into a whole anxiety cycle about that. But this is what the podcast is for, talking about trauma. Sorry I didn't get the chance to do that with you guys sometime. Hopefully we can do that in the future. Until then, Thanks for showing the world how the two greatest things, Animorphs and communism, can be combined into an even greater thing. Uh, and keep on keeping on. Hell yeah, brother. Thank you. That was very nice. I, sh- I should also mention, I've been weirdly afraid of water. Oh, <laughs> that's bad. It's fine. What are these bites you have on you? Uh, and so, like, th- th- these bites are fine. Don't worry about these bites. This next one is from Anna. Hey, what's up? It's me, your boy, from Book 41. I am high as fuck. But I just saw your tweet that if we want to say something to you, we have to do it now. (laughs) So here comes a threat. Thank you and Tyler for creating something that brought people some joy and community during a period when we really needed it. And thank you to the authors, especially if the authors are on this podcast right now. Nate and Tyler, if you weren't able to get them, go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Trash. Um, but whether or not you're there right now, thank you for imparting all like the coverage. valuable it's young good. people. A wonderful story, but also like ways of seeing, ways of thinking. Uh, I hope those of us who grew up with this are better equipped to be brave and compassionate, especially mm-hmm. in the current moment. Plus, like all the moments to come for the rest of our lives. There's going to be a lot of moments, folks. <laughs> Strap in for moments. So, love to you all. Build 
community, build power, fight for what's right. And also all those doctors who say vape cartridges are full of untested chemicals and they'll turn your lungs into a slurry. You can ignore them. Who cares? Okay. Love you. Bye. All good advice. All good advice. And we weren't going to talk about it, but I'll talk about it now. We did get Kathy Apples and Michael Grant. They agreed to come on to do an interview. Mm -hmm. We pitched them what we wanted to do and they said it wasn't for them. So we would rather do it our way than just do another interview. So we, we could have, but it's our show, not theirs. It is our fault. They they were nice enough to say maybe. Yeah, yeah, like Michael Grant was like, I'll definitely come on and I can get Kathy Apples to come on for a bit too. Here's what we're thinking. And I said, well, here's our plan. And they're like, uh, oh, nope. Yeah. They, like, you know, and I'll say if they won't say pee pee poo poo. Right. We, we don't want them on. We don't want them. We wanted to end it on our terms. So we did. We want them to say pee pee poo poo. Please say pee pee poo poo. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. This is from Cecilia. Hey, Nate and Tyler. I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the postcard that was sent out with the pen. <laughs> and thank you for giving this Animorph fan something that I wanted ever since I was little, which was a big Animorph fan base, basically, and meeting other Animorph fans. Um, I want to give a shout out to Walk-In Contradiction, who basically put me onto the podcast in the first place. I wish that he'd mentioned it earlier so I could actually have gotten on to be a guest, but I figure this is the next best thing. Um, really sad that the podcast is ending. And I just feel like this is not something that Catherine Alice Applegate would like. Um, but I hope wish you the best in whatever you guys do going forward. Thank you. Thank you, Cecilia. And you know, the Animorphs fans were always out there, and if we had any part in creating a community where other Animorphs fans could find each other, I'm proud of that. Yeah, so we acknowledged at the very beginning that Kay Applegate didn't want this. Didn't want this. She doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> want this. We know for a fact she doesn't want Confir this because she wouldn't do our joke. Confirmed, she doesn't want this. <laughs> uh, next up is Connor. Hey guys, I just found your podcast a few weeks ago and I'm already halfway through. So uh, thank you for reminding me that not all kids books suck. Uh, just Harry Potter. Don't don't read Harry Potter. Please, please don't read Harry Potter. So uh, co-sign that message. Yeah, co-sign. Although some notes, Connor, stop. Stop. Don't know. You can't. <laughs> You're doing irreversible brain damage. Stop listening. Oh, if he's heard this, he's already heard it all. Go to the hospital. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, I can your nurse. I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, Connor, listen to this episode first, then go back and slowly walk your way through <laughs> the, the other ones. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up is uh, Fedora Republic on Twitter. Oh, boy. Hey, hey, in a morphing time. I didn't finish Hi. the podcast yet, <laughs> but I'm, I'm having a lot of fun so far. Uh, I'll see you in the final episode. I'm sure it'll be good. <laughs> He's wrong. Uh, Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. Hi. Hi. Also, bye-bye. Uh, next up is Keither. <laughs> is who? Uh, Keither. Keither. All right. Let's, see. let's hit it. Hey, Tyler. I want to thank both of you guys for such an amazing show. The impact it's had on my life probably extends further than you'll know and further than what I'm probably going to actually admit. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank every nicety you ever gave me, and I wish nothing but the best for you guys in all your further endeavors. 
You guys are both amazing, and I wish nothing but the best for you. Thank you. Thank good, you, Keither. Yeah, good, good luck in your future uh, endeavors. Yes, have a good, nice business quarter. No, Keither's a good, like a great dude. No, no, like, yeah, some yeah, fella, great, great beers. Yes. I like. I plan to know Keither for probably my whole life. It's. I hope that's a long time. I don't know. I mean, uh, let me think. Six years, twenty-eight days. No. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, next up is Nora Rose. Here we go. Yep, more of that energy, please. Thank you, Dora. Yeah, no, like, okay. Like we, we like to joke around, um, but like seriously, thank you. Yeah, thank uh, you. That means a lot. It does. Uh, next up is Lil Nate and Tyler. Thank you so much for making this podcast and bringing this community together. I feel like I have made some really good friends and it is all thanks to you and your goofy ass podcast. So thank you again. Did she say goopy ass podcast? I heard doofy ass. Either way. Thank you. Yeah, for, thank you. Thank you for our doofy and goofy asses. Goopy. Goopy. Goopy ass. No goofy ass here. Yeah. Okay. Next up is uh, Nate. Oh, at the radical left. Hey, Morphe boys. This is the other Nate that lives in Oregon. Um, hopefully, Weird. I'm getting this in on time. I kept trying to think of something funny to say, but couldn't come up with anything. So I'm just going to be earnest and say thank you so much for this podcast. It's it's really been meaningful to me uh, during a difficult time in my life. Hmm. Animorphs is probably the first uh, thing that I was really into. And uh, just that nostalgia and having you all cover it in such a funny way has just been really awesome. Um, oh, you probably already thought of this, but you should read the letter that Kathy Apples wrote to the fans about the end of the series. Yeah, it happened like an hour ago, bro. Yeah, get, anyway, get with it. Uh, thanks again, and um, yeah, ram the blade chip. Ooh. Well, thank but, you, other Nate. Other Oregon Nate. Oh, oh, Nate. Ooh, Nate. Ooh, yeah. Like, it's a little sexual, right? Uh, what? Ram, ram the blade chip. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to use my cousin's body to ram the blade chip. Well, name, and, like, and, and also, I like that we got a little bit of closure with the boomerang. Yeah, we finally threw that boomerang. That's why she didn't do it earlier. She's like, this will be important later. She put it down. <laughs> some yerk came by. They saw the boomerang. Uh-huh. So, like, that's an impressive shape. You know, that's probably some fan fiction. Uh, next up is Trip. Trip. Nate. Tyler. Thanks for doing this. My name is Trip. I have been tweeting at you for the last several weeks. And I love it. If anybody I know is listening to this, I'm so sorry. To my future self listening to this, I apologize profusely. (laughs) My first Animorphs was the second David book. It was on the fourth grade classroom shelf in the 2002-2003 school year. At one point, I owned the entire 54-plus book set but I decided to sell it on eBay. One of the worst decisions of my life without question. But anyway. When did you sell it? I, may have been I the am one who a it. childhood mm. cancer patient. I don't like the S word, so I use the word patient. Mm. So I certainly related to the body trauma of the Animorphs and the possibility of a child realistically facing death. So that's my quote-unquote history with Animorphs. Thank you for the podcast. As I said on Twitter, one of the best podcasts I've listened to on any subject. You guys took the content, gave the analysis, and put your own quirks into the show. 
in meaningful ways. I've listened to the entire podcast since February, and you have provided many a hilarious moment, so thank you for that. Nate, Tyler, thanks again. Thank you, Trip. Yeah, thank you've, you. You've honestly, I mean, you've obviously been through a lot. Good God. Yeah. Uh, th- thank you, Trip. And I think we can safely say a, a, a boo, a thumbs down to cancer. Cancer. That's a big time anamorphin time. Nope. Hold on. I got, I got it ready for it. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> That's cancer. Yeah. However, Trip. Groovy. Yep. <laughs> Next up is Era. <laughs> Era, here we go. Hey guys, it's Era from the Discord. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to thank you guys for everything you've done. Uh, really reignited my passion with this series. Uh, it's been kind of cool because I've been able to get my husband into it. Um, he's not very far along. Hey, is, that, is that is that Tom and Gasgo from the, the popular Animorphs podcast, Animorphin Time? It's Tyler and Nate. Um, hey, hey, did they get to that part already where, where, where Marco's mom was actually Mr. One? That shit blew my fucking mind. <laughs> All right, they're they're a little past that. But, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, thanks you guys. I cannot wait to see what else you make. Man, if he's that excited about the Marco mom thing, his head's gonna explode. I just, Aaron, I know that you were goofing. Uh, I do not like to be called Gaskool. <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Tatzel. All right, hey boys, hey, it's Tatzel. So. In book 37, if y'all will recall, I made the claim that in the end of the series, Rachel gets the good ending. And Tyler was like, whoa, bold claim. So now that we've gotten all the way through the series, Nate, do you agree with me? Compared to the rest of the endings these kids got, did Rachel get the good ending? It's the first half of my question. The other half, because well, I'm, sure. I'm going I'm to put it on pause to say, you know, answer right. So the first part, did Rachel get the good ending? Yes, she went to heaven and met our Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Next, like that, that's an yeah. easy one, right? Yeah, hey, I mean, like you know, like she, she, uh, she, she went to heaven. Mm-hmm. Did do you do you want to go to heaven? Yeah, of course. Is in the second part of this question. Here we go. Everybody's going to be asking you what your favorite this and that and the other is. No. What's your least favorite? What's the shittiest? The shittiest morph in the series, in y'all's opinions. And who's the worst? Not Animorphs, but who's the worst parent? That's what I want to know. Anywho, thank y'all so much for the past few years of depraved insanity with my favorite childhood memory. And uh, look forward to the Bruce Campbell poem. Have fun. Okay, so uh, what is your least favorite morph? Eel. They didn't use eel to the full extent that they could have. Electric eel? Well, just the eel when they were going through the pipes. Yeah. When I, Jake had like brain appendicitis or Axe had a brain appendicitis, that one. Wow, that's, uh, mine was Michael Grant. <laughs> it's Michael Grant. It's Michael Grant. Yeah, you're right. When he became Michael Grant. Yeah. Um, okay, and the next question, who's the worst parent? Like annoying or worst, Elfinger, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He did kind of fucking leave. He did. Oh, I had no, to. Like uh. he had, he raised them, but then he went back in time. Was that right? Yeah. Like so, he tried. Well, he didn't raise him. He like pumped Lauren full of cum and then was taken away. Hmm. I would say Tobias's mom, Lauren. Hmm. Okay. Because she didn't look. 
No. Well, she couldn't. She was blind. Oh, uh, but yes. Uh, uh, no, no, actually, yeah, like, okay, it's not really her fault. Uh, that, that, that's too much on him. Her memory um, was destroyed. Yeah. She's blind. Right. Worst parent, I would probably say mm, Jake's dad. Yeah, pediatricians are lazy pieces of shit. Okay, next up in the the last, the last uh, one. Here we last go. Last one. Here we go. Uh, it's from Kay and Warren. Oh, I miss them. Nate, Tyler, congratulations on making it through all the Animorphs books. We wish we could be over celebrating with you, but, uh, well, we did it, boys. We created a Sario rip. Hey, hey, they're fucking in lakes. They do fucking lakes. Thank you so much for creating such a great Animorphs podcast and reminding me just how much I love those books. You guys rock! And thank you so much for being such amazing shorms. We can't wait for your your next podcast, guys. We love you. It's me, the Sex Lake. That's right. I'm alive. I'm full of calm. That's right. I'm alive and full of calm. I've gained consciousness from from all the sex that people have in my business. I didn't like it. I didn't like being a sex like I and thank you for your kind words, but uh like I I wanna be pure. I I was trying to like you know, I wanted to like not have sex, but everyone was just having sex around me and I, I gave in and now I'm conscious of a lake and like I don't know what to do anymore. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. So thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. Th- thank you, Sex Lake. Thank, thank you, you yeah. uh, Kane Warren. Um, th- thank you for all the people that called in. Yeah. There's a lot of you. A lot of you. Thank you. There's so many of you. Uh, those of you who are depressed, stop. Stop it. Yeah. Well, uh, don't, don't stop it. <laughs> no. Like, yeah. No. Like, be, don't be depressed. Right. Okay. Yeah. I solved it. That's it. Uh, the 47 guests, thank you for joining us. Um, do you want to say anything genuine? I did. I've said, I've said several genuine things. You just, <laughs> you, you laugh at it. I know. It's just, it's the end, man. This is it. If yeah. we, if we, you gave us your time and that was a pretty big deal. And I could just say a bunch of shit, but I'm just going to say thank you. Like, yeah, that meant a lot. Oh. Yeah. Like all those things. Um, and all the, all the people listening who didn't send anything in, uh, Hey, no, <laughs> but like, but like also like, Hey, like I, I, I see the numbers and like, it's, it's, it's wild that anyone listens to it. And, um, you spent so much time with us. I don't know how to fucking end this. We've been talking for, we've been talking for so long for so many years. Like, I don't know how to stop Wait, talking. Like, well, I mean, like, what do we say? What do you say? It almost feels like it has to be something momentous because this is the very last one. Like, what? You want me to, like, get a party popper and just, like, hey, uh, congratulate here. That's no. okay. The audience is here. Bro, this party popped months ago. Like, every, everyone's here now. Look, they're, they're so- We're all in heaven. Uh, Jake's here. Rachel's here. Tobias, all our butts are here. We're in heaven. We're together. That's right. Hey, the angels are singing. Yeah. Uh, I- <laughs> Wait. We're actually in hell.
I, I and there was a theme with all of those thank yous where times are bad. Mm-hmm. Are they better? Uh, we can ignore it now. <laughs> if you want, if you can, okay. I can't ignore that things are bad still. Okay. Uh, I can say that if you like this shit, you can always go back through. It'll always be there for you. It'll be a thing you can revisit. We are still people that you can come find us and talk to us. What, what is the new game plus for, for everyone going back? <laughs> uh, go back listening. What's their new game plus? Go back... Ooh, I don't know. Tell us if the bits are still funny. Yeah. Tell us tell us which guest is your favorite, because I have mine. I want to hear yours. Tell us which ones were no good. No, they're all good. They're our buds. Uh, yeah. Th- thanks for listening. Thanks. 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 I love you. Good night. I love you. I love you. And good night. Bobby, will you give it to me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> You mother, get up, come on, get down with the sickness. You fucker, get up, come on, get down with the dickness. Open up your hate and let it flow into me. Why can't you just fuck up and die? Get down with the sickness. Fuck you, I don't need this shit. I'm down with the sickness. You stupid, sadistic, abusive fucking organ. Down with the sickness. Here it comes. He's just gonna keep doing this until I leave. Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm done. I'm done podcasting. We, we could have, like, uh, pitched our social media, talked about Bruce Campbell. We could have done all these things, but you're just hitting buttons. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it at all. This is just what it is now.